Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Eblen against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Hello again, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Can't believe it's November 30th. One month left. What the hell happened to 2022? Unbelievable. And by the way, Mazel Tov, congratulations to the Socceroos. Wow. Australia is on fire right now. Literally. I'm looking at scenes right now of Melbourne, not Melbourne, Melbourne, Sydney, all over Australia. People celebrating the Socceroos advancing to the knockout stage. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to France. Congratulations to the U.S. of A. Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of haters yesterday saying like, oh, oh, aren't you Canadian? Well, lest we forget, as of March, I believe the 3rd, 2022, I am a dual citizen. And of course, the red and white of Canada, number one in my heart. But number two is the red, white, and blue. Why not? And so can I not be happy for my adopted home country? The country in which my children were born? Stop it with this nonsense. Also, I tend to root for CONCACAF teams, so I was very excited to see uh, the U.S. prevail. A lot of friends, of course, family that lives here. So stop being a bunch of haters. Jeez Louise. It's a great time to be alive. There's so much going on in our lives. Uh, A great weekend ahead in MMA. A lot going on in the world of mixed martial arts. You've got uh, one championship on Friday back on Amazon. You've got the UFC with a great card. 
in Orlando. This is what happens when you have to sell tickets. You get a great product. Also, you've got the return of the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, Saturday afternoon at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And what a what an appearance that was on Monday. What a show it was on Monday. Who knew Alex Pereira? Such a fan favorite. Wow. Amazing stuff. Amazing, amazing feedback. Appreciate all of you. And as you know, Wednesdays are... One of our favorite days. I mean, there's only two to choose from, right? Monday, Wednesday. Wednesday is a bit of a different vibe, and I'm excited about today's Wednesday offering because we've got some great guests, and we love to answer questions. And, of course, a bit of a new era for the uh, Parlay Pals. As uh, you may have heard, on Monday, we're going uh, three deep this week due to the fact that uh, Frankie Flakes pretty much flaked on us. No one asked him to bail on the team. He... Volunteered it? Is that is that an accurate assessment, GC? Yeah, no? I mean, you volunteered it, right? No one said, I mean, <laughs> your spot is at stake here. He offered it up. I wouldn't even say he offered it up. He just said that he retired. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even an offer. It I was remember you guys taking like a vote. Yeah. It was completely unprovoked. It was he actually, yeah, he turned to Joe before the fight started, I believe he admitted, and he said, if Kayla Harrison loses, I'm going to retire from the Parlay Pals. So he knew what he was getting into at the beginning of it. And how did it feel yesterday as you typically pour over the notes, the stats, the picks, the odds? You still did, just in case. Last minute, you know, call me on coach. Hmm. You know, he always comes in six, seven, eight picks ready to go, just in case. And what a card, right? I mean, there's plenty of options, plenty of big names. Do you feel like you're on the outside looking in? or Definitely. Hmm. I feel like you would have gone with a Wonderboy Thompson pick. Wow, Brian Barberina, big underdog against RDA. All right, we'll get to all of that. And speaking of all of that, as always, we are brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, but most importantly, this program, the MMA Hour. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code the MMA Hour for a special offer when you sign up. Again, that's code the MMA Hour only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Please support them because they support us. Back into the show. You know it's Wednesday, and for three years, every Wednesday, I would uh, meet up with my old friend, the bad guy, the American gangster himself, Chael Sonnen, and so. It's another Wednesday offering of Ariel and the Bad Guy here on the MMA Hour. Not like it's an official thing or anything, but there's a lot to talk to uh, Chael about. And in fact, uh, you know, I was scrolling through Instagram and, you know, it's very weird when you scroll through Instagram and all of a sudden there's a video that's actually talking about you. Not one that was sent to you, not one that you were even tagged in, but scrolling through Instagram and it's talking about me, not just me, my family as well. And this is what happened Sunday. I'm just scrolling through mindlessly, probably do it too much, trying to, you know, do it less. And there's a video of Chael talking about me. And so when I saw that, I was like, all right, well, we have to talk not only about that, but about a bunch of things going on in the world of MMA. By the way, do we have that clip for those that may not know what I'm talking about? Um, Why don't we play it here? I know I didn't say that I was going to do this at the top, but this is how I like to roll sometimes. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, 
Can we soccer fan, oh, there it is. raise your hand. How about we do it that way? I don't believe you. I don't believe any of you. And I go to Ariel's page over the last couple of days to get stories to bring to you. And you know what I find? Soccer. There was even trading cards mm -hmm. that Ariel's son, Oliver, God That's bless right. him, shout out to Oliver, had paid money for, opened up, and they were of soccer players. Yep. I don't believe it. I don't think Oliver watches soccer. I don't Wrong. think Ariel shelled out to get cards. Mm. I think he screenshotted it and brought it to the world because you're pretending you like soccer. I don't Wrong. believe you. I don't believe that you could like that sport. I don't think you like it. It's easy. Anybody could play it. I don't mean the sport itself is easy. Like, you've got to get in shape. You're not going to meet a fat soccer player. They're all in really good shape. What I'm talking about is it's easy to be involved. They have neighborhood leagues. By example, if I told you guys you were going to box, you wouldn't even know where to get the gloves. Any sports floor, you can get soccer. You get the little shin, put your little shin pads on in case the person kicks you with his cleats. You don't like soccer. Once a year, you pretend you like soccer. And I don't know why. So the weird thing about that is, A, he was talking about me, son, whatever. Uh, a lot of inaccuracies, as per usual. And I think he's trying to say once every four years, that's the joke. Uh, once every four years when the World Cup comes on. But we all know that's not true. I mean, we got the Forest jersey here. We got the Forest banner there. The whole thing with Everton. I mean, like, we, we know who's into soccer these days. By the way, is there anything? What's worse? The people who talk about, you know, during like the height of the World Cup and all that. What's worse? The people who talk about how soccer sucks, who just loudly want to proclaim that they hate soccer, or... The people who act all hoity-toity like, you don't know football. You don't understand football. That's not how VAR works. That's not how offside works, okay? You don't understand the tactics of football, okay? Don't just talk about it every four years. I don't know. Who's more annoying? Do you see who's more annoying? The people who just want to tell the world that they don't like football or, you know, the hipster people who like to tell you that you don't understand football because, you know, you don't watch Bundesliga on a Saturday morning. Yeah, they're both pretty annoying. Yeah. I mean, you know who I'm talking about, right? Cup. Like, yes, like, of course. I don't watch snowboarding every year, but when the Olympics come on, yeah. I'll watch Sean White and Chloe Kim. I don't watch, uh, you know. Why can't people lose? just be happy? It's like yesterday when I say... Oh, congrats, USA. You know, happy for you guys. Like, oh, are you jumping on the bandwagon? Or even today, congrats, Socceroos. You jumping? No. Why can't I be happy for other? We know a lot of Australian people, friends of the program. We just had Ash in studio. We had, you know, who else have we had? Volk. We've had all these dudes, right? We did have Ash in studio, yeah. Well, sort of. He, he showed up afterwards. Program, but he yeah. was in studio. He was hanging out. I'm just yeah, saying. Welcome to the internet. Welcome to the internet. That's Jeez. just what it is. Everyone's got to chop you down. It's amazing. Just be happy for people. Anyway. We'll talk about that with Chael. Uh, prior to that, Glover Teixeira is going to join us. A lot going on in his life. UFC 282, all that drama, of course. Uh, we'll make our picks prior to that. We will also talk to Olivier Aubin-Mercier. The pride of Quebec, of Canada. He said, vive le Quebec. The Quebec is back. Tabarnak. Tabarnak is like a swear word that people say in Quebec, which is short for tabernacle, which I think is some sort of religious sort of insight, like how we would say, not an insult, but a swear word. We would say, Jesus Christ, but that's not really a swear. I don't know. Maybe Whoa. I can, you know, it's true. Tabalnak is short for tabernacle, but it's a swear word. It's like saying like, damn. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, maybe he can explain. Uh, and then prior to that, Kayla Harrison, in I believe her first interview since her shocking loss to Larissa Pacheco last, uh, last Friday. So looking forward to all of that. But as you know, on Mondays, Wednesdays, it is Wednesday. As you know, on Wednesdays, we like to answer your questions. And so without further ado, Frankie. It's time for a yes, good old-fashioned moderator Lewis tells me there's a fans. lot of good questions. I have not Ladies and looked gentlemen, them. The moment has arrived to hear from the man himself, but Ariel I look forward. 
Live from the to Fox answer. Studios in beautiful New York City, it's On The Nose. And now, to answer your questions, get out of your seats and on your feet. Yes, out of your seats, on your feet. Ariel Helwani. By the way, quick aside, thank you very much for that, Mike Heck. Uh, anyone going to be at uh, UFC 282 next week in Las Vegas? There's a chance your boy will be in town. Not to attend the event, but maybe do some other stuff beforehand. So be on the lookout on the socials. We might be in town, you know? We might make our presence felt in Sin City. You guys going over there? Anyone going? Anyone have plans to be in Vegas for the big Ankaliyev title fight? No. Alex? Andy? Joe? No? No one? All right. Uh, well, someone was going to say something. They're getting gunshot. <laughs> A couple of them looked like they were about to yeah, say Yeah, someone's going to jump in. They all have their hands on the... <sighs> wow. All right. Well, we're back to question one uh, being the first person to actually ask a question whenever I dropped this yesterday. It's Muscamente MMA. Hola, Ariel. My question today is regarding ex-fighters becoming commentators. Do you think it is appropriate for the UFC to have Paul Felder, Charles's last loss, commentating on possibly the biggest fight of his career? Yeah, sure. No problem. I mean... Yeah, what's the issue? Uh, I know there's no beef between the two. Felder's an extremely talented commentator who puts all bias aside, but surely just seeing him could be off-putting for Charles. What will happen when John Jones comes back? Will DC commentate? Many thanks for um, from all the Hillwani hitmen, the Hillwani hitmen. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have no issues with that. I mean, if a fighter has an issue, then that would be a personal thing. Uh, DC has abstained from calling Jones fights, so we'll see what happens. Maybe enough time has passed. I don't think the issue or the question is, should a previous opponent be in there? Because let's be honest, there's no bad blood. Um, it was a clean fight, lost fair and square, all that. It's teammates or someone that may have a beef with either you or your team. For example, some people may not like if, I don't know, um, I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of someone who may have a conflict. Like if DC was calling Habib versus Connor, then you could say, all right, you know, he's boys with Habib. Maybe he's not going to. And I've never seen this, by the way. There's this there's always this narrative online, especially on Twitter during fights, like this guy's biased, this guy's biased. I've never really seen it. Sure, the commentary may be, you know, weighted towards one story or another, one fighter or another, but I've never seen DC or Cruz or Bisping or Felder open. There was a fight. Um, in Abu Dhabi, and it was Felder calling Brady versus Bilal, and he had a relationship with both guys. Now, I know that's not exactly what you're saying here, because here you're saying if he has a relationship with one, good or bad, over the other, but I don't really think it's a big deal. The only time where I think it could be an issue is, A, if it's something super, super, super personal like DC Jones, or B, if it's a teammate situation. And by the way, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if they say, all right, we've got a card filled with 13 fights, and for this one, DC's sitting it out. Or this one, Cruz is sitting it out. What's the big deal about that either? So it's fluid, it's flexible. But for your specific question here, Felder calling a Charles fight, if it doesn't bother Charles, you know, that was so long ago, and I don't, I don't see why. And anything, like Felder's going to big up Charles. As long as Charles does well, it makes Felder look even better because he beat him. Last guy to beat him prior to the fight. So don't think it's a huge, huge deal. Unless a fighter brings it up or the promotion thinks it's a big deal. And then if that's the case, uh, just have the guy sit out. 
you know, there was talk in the past about Rogan and guys who trained with Eddie Bravo. And yeah, sure, maybe it was, but like, ultimately, who gives a fuck? Just watch the fight. You know what? Just mute that fight if you think that there's a bias. Or, or how about this, guys? How about this? If it's a pay-per-view, watch the MMA fighting watch party stream. How about that? Oh, what a plug. Of course, we all remember when I plugged in and then tuned in and you guys were talking shit, but that's just the kind of guy that I am. Team player. Hashtag. You guys doing it for uh, 282? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be here. Uh, Andrew, what's up, Ariel? Earlier you mentioned Francis is about to be a free agent. Yes, uh, mid-December. His contract's up. Are they that far apart or is there just no talks at all? P.S. Can we expect to see GC at Bellator on December 9th? How about that? Answer that one first. You going December 9th? Oh, man. Rick's trying to get me to go. I have wow. a, I have a conflicting event. What is it? A pretty ritzy, uh, you know, high-end high birthday party I've been invited to. Ritzy high-end birthday party? It's for the president. Who who do you know that's having a ritzy high-end birthday party? Yeah, uh, it's just one of my friends. I'm not really sure why the birthday party is. Uh, they're just going all out. They're going all out for what, 29, 30? I actually don't even know how old they're turning. They it's not even like an, a milestone birthday? They rented out an entire club. <laughs> uh, you have to RSVP. RSVP but is it a big one? coming up. You're 29, right? Yeah. So I would I would assume like your friends are around your age. Yeah, this person is younger for sure. So ah. it's probably like twenty seven. So it's not even like a big. It's not a twenty five or a thirty or a thirty five. It's like not it's one a, of those. It's a joint birthday party, uh, themed. Joint. Aspen themed, I believe. Like a skiing theme. Yeah, I think so. My roommate's pressuring me. My girlfriend's pressuring this me. This is this is the night of Bellator, Sabatello's yeah, thoughts? Yeah, Biggest yeah. night of Bellator history? Yep, yep, yep. And then Rick's pressuring me on the other end. I'm getting pulled every which way here. I don't know what to do. Which is weird because I feel like in the past it would be you trying to get Rick to go to a Bellator. Yeah, event. Like, yeah, I know, I know. Rick's the biggest Rick, Bellator taste- hater in the biz. Oh, are we taking the Tesla up there or what? Oh, Rick's here. By the way, I'm here. <laughs> oh, and none- yeah. None of this is is true. What? Even, like remotely. What do you I mean? Said one. I haven't said one word about trying to get him to go to Bellator. Wow. What? Wow. Bellator two eighty eight. December 9th? isn't it? Se- is it two eighty nine? I think it's two eighty nine. Who knows? I think on the show on Monday you were like, "Yeah, I'm going." Uh, also untrue. Said would like to trying. We'll see. Oh, you'd wow. like to. Wow. wow. No, I. If I'm, you know, being honest, I thought you were like pretty. Set on me going. too. Me too. Yeah, this is a pretty. I even got that impression, Rick. Yeah, yeah. This isn't really Untrue. much from Rick. I'm about to just RSVP to the birthday party yeah. at this point. So I guess you're not going. Be, to answer the question. be my guest, as as mentioned. Wow. Uh, wow. Ago, I think Rick, Rick was, was actually not. looking for a way out. He probably told you know the powers that be at Bellator he was going to try and go, and now he's looking for a way out. No, I, I must th- admit this is one of the weirdest scenarios <laughs> I've ever heard play out. This is so weird because I've been attributed with trying to get somebody to go to something, and now I'm just like, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. Please go do your other plans. Wow. Don't care. Wow. I thought you already booked a couple nights for us at the Mohegan. Like I thought we were gonna make a whole weekend of this thing. No, you, whoever whoever has been texting you with my name, <laughs> wasn't me. Maybe it was please, Frank. By all means, enjoy I the this slopes. This was a hard push. Go, go this is even lower than me, party. to be honest. By Rick, wow, we're not going up to CT. That we were gonna hop in the Tesla and yeah, yeah. Well, way up I there. mean, if if you're trying to if you're trying to get it to happen, let's do it. See, see, now, now you're committed, right? Now I show some willingness, and you know, Rick is all over it. Is Frank in? No, but <laughs> if it's flaking that you True. call an hour before going yeah, somewhere, yeah. what do you call it when you've invited this, someone somewhere? I really do recall them. saying to uh, well, Eric. 
You're going to this is, this Bellator. You're going to UFC. Behavior. What is this, this a misunderstanding? Behavior. How is, can three people is misunderstand? Here? Yeah, I don't know. Wow. So wait, there has been zero. Uh, let, let me be very clear. There has been zero conversation about this. I someone actually thought it was completely someone, fabricated. Someone pulled the tape yeah, from Monday. He definitely mentioned it on Monday. And I thought it was really nice. I mentioned the event. I said no. I said nothing about. Hey, are we going? It's a lot of subtext. You, you, said you, you said you'd like to Zero. go. Okay, so we have Frankie Flakes and, and overreaction mm-hmm. right here. I mean, this yeah. is out of hand. <laughs> I like the, by the way, this I'm a is... big fan of the nicknames. Yes? No, I have, I have nothing else to say on this. Wow. I'm, I'm being, okay. I'm be, this is, this is. But by slim. the way, I don't think there's anything bad. Are you going to Bellator on December 9th? As I said last week, I will reiterate. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go. Seems pretty cool. Might try to go. <laughs> but Somehow you're... that turned plans with connor that have I'm, never been discussed i thought we had the tesla charged up i thought we were making our way up 84 to, to it's like making plans with people has there has been no discussion wow oh do we want to make the plans right now uh, it feels know. very flaky connor, right it's now. up it's up to you you uh, are you in if connor's in my plans have nothing to do with connor i don't know how much <laughs> wow so I you would go this. to bellator <laughs> who are you going with and it, so if I was going to Bellator and I'm you were not, going also, you would just this, make this sort of I'm a, not committed you know. to going anywhere. Where is this coming from? What is, what is this what is this thing that is being done here? What are we my, done here? My, what are we done here? My my plans have nothing to do with Connor. Wow, I can't at all. <laughs> I'm this birthday offended. party is is something I've never heard of before. That is uh, new. Because, that is new. Yeah. Yeah, that's a new wrinkle because for as everyone. You, as I'm saying, there was no conversation about any other plans. So why would the birthday party come up? Because we weren't talking about going to anywhere else. And now, uh, uh, this was sort of an internal dilemma. It, yeah, it's up to it's up to Connor now. All um, right. Well, I think what we've determined here is you're very much on the fence about going, which is fine. I'm a definite yeah. maybe. And I feel like GC's not going. You have a great birthday party that you've been invited to. Why the hell would you go to that? When you, I mean, you did say your last experience at a Bellator event was pretty miserable. I wouldn't go as far to say miserable. You said you yeah, had a light, light shining yeah, on your face the entire tough. time. The light was tough, and it's in the same arena. Same There's arena. No where it's going to be. The merch probably sucks. Probably just going to be like great. a logo with like 282 or whatever it is. What is it? 282? No, it's 289, 288. Yeah, yeah anyway. officially passed UFC. Um, well, sort of. UFC has all those other events, but I get your point. Uh, to answer the first question, who would have thought we would have spent more time on the second part of this question than the first? Uh, Francis is about to become a free agent, but I'm hearing that talks are actually pretty good. And, you know, you saw Eric Nixick, his coach, reference March 4th. I've been saying this. How long have I been saying if they couldn't get a fight in December for Jones, the March early pay-per-view was when they were going to try to do Jones versus... I, I think I may have said it like... 10 times. So none of this is new. The newish stuff is that he's no longer Francis represented by CAA. That opens the door to Endeavor wanting to do business. They will do business. And as I've said, I think they figure it out and I think he signs and I think they try to make that fight March 4th. So the the deadline means nothing anymore, right? The deadline means nothing. December 10th, he's not fighting. Jones isn't fighting. They're not fighting in Rio. They're not fighting in Perth. The next available pay-per-view is March. That timeline works out, certainly for Jones, but maybe even for Francis coming up the knee, um, you know, surgery from many months ago. Uh, I feel right now very confident that he's going to resign. Plus, there's no Fury fight out there. Unless Fury gets on the mic on Saturday after beating Chisora for the third time, which we all expect is going to happen. It says, Francis, where are you at? It doesn't seem like Fury's into that anymore. 
right? He has this change of heart. He wants to fight. He wants big fights. He wants to keep going. I would be shocked. Where's Francis going? Where's he going? Doesn't have the leverage that maybe we thought he did. And more importantly, doesn't have the roadblocks. Now, a lot of managers, and in particular one, and you all know who I'm talking about, have tried to kind of like broker a deal. Francis standing pat, like he is not doing deals with any house managers. He's not doing any sort of friendly deals. Like he is sticking to his guns. And I have an infinite amount of respect for him in that regard and in all regards, to be honest. But when it comes to this business, like he is not one of those guys who says something on, you know, the Zoom and then does something behind the scenes. So I think he'll get what he wants to a degree. Obviously, he has leverage now as, as the UFC champion, and there's, that's a big fight. That would be one of the biggest fights of 2023. So I, I feel pretty confident. As of right this moment, this could change tomorrow, that they'll figure it out. Um, Handsome Rob, hola, Senor Helwani. I'm in awe with how Kayla handled the loss. If you were managing Kayla, what would be next? What would be the next move for her? Well, what I would do is I would... Uh, Anytime she fights, I would walk to the neutral corner and shout out instructions in the middle of the fight. Would a one-off rematch be out of the question since Kayla is not entering next season's tournament? Does this loss make her any less appealing to other companies as Kayla enters free agency next year? All the best to you and the boys in the back. Don't forget, she still has two more fights. She wins those two fights convincingly. You know, I would, uh, I would not worry about her free agent status. I don't see any momentum for the Cyborg fight. To me, there's one fight that I would work on and I would try to make it for like that first event, right? So maybe you delay the start. So they're not going to do 55 next year. They're going to do 45. And Pacheco should probably be a part of 45, you would think. She has fought beneath 55, and Kayla's only done it once. But Kayla's not going to be a part of the tournament because she has only two fights left. I would try to do that, try to build off of it. Your first event is probably going to be around April or so. Non-challengers, I mean like the official events. I would do it for that first show build off the momentum. It's four months away, plenty of time, and then see where she goes from there where, you know, for the last fight. That's the fight to make. There's no other fight at 50, excuse me, at 45, unless it's an Aspen Lab, but uh, I mean, am I crazy? I'd, I'd rather see Pacheco Harrison. Now there's a story than Lad versus Harrison. So I would just do that and then see how it ends up and then decide what you're going to do for the last fight. But this is just one loss. You know, she gets... The win, she's now, you know, three wins, one loss to Pacheco. Pacheco. Um, this doesn't really hurt her free agency. It's not It's not the, the disaster that everyone wants to make it out to be. But, you know, if she stumbles in the next one, then it's a pretty big hit to her, you know, her brand and her leverage and all that stuff. Newman. Hello, Ariel. Hello, Newman, I really enjoyed the PFL Championship event last weekend, and it seems like they are continuing to build momentum as the number two MMA organization in the world. The PFL is clearly the most progressive MMA organization when it comes to trying new things, such as the league format, live stats, the ref cam, etc. 100%. Now, I don't know who's making the most money or who's making the second most money. The gap between the UFC and the rest is, I mean, insane. It's, it's, like, it's like the size of Russia, you know, compared to Australia. But... Um, as far as traction, buzz, who people are talking about, who people are looking at, yeah, they're number two right now. On Monday's show, you and the guys discussed other new wrinkles that they could add for next season, but nobody mentioned open scoring. Wouldn't the PFL be the perfect organization to implement open scoring? Mm, 
sure, but that's not a PFL decision. That's an athletic commission decision. So you can't go to New York or Georgia or Texas and say, we want open scoring. That's a commission thing. So you'd have to go to a place like Kansas, like Colorado, which do it. Would it be a nice thing? Sure. Do they need it? Not really. But ultimately, that type of stuff is a commission thing, not an organization thing. Connor from Canada. Hello, Ariel. As a fellow Canadian, I was wondering how you are handling their early bow out in the World Cup. Like you, I take sports a bit too seriously. That is true. And have not forgotten or have not gotten over their loss to Croatia. How do I move on with my life? Also, could you describe what it was like seeing Canada score their first goal in World Cup history? Thank you for all that you do. Uh, Lewis adds there were some other uh, feelings. Oh. Um, <clears throat> you trailed off there. Yeah, I was just reading his... Uh, he he oh, gives me footnotes. Uh, he likes to add... This is not a question. It's just sort of pertaining to Connor's question, which I'll get to in a moment. But Caleb writes... Hi, Ariel. No question here. Just want to say that Connor, and that's GC, not the Connor who just asked the question, is a traitor. And then Maverick says, Hello, Ariel and team. GC, what a great rib on Ariel last week with the Belgium jersey. His reaction was priceless. How, how do you feel about the traitor comment, GC? Mm. Harsh? No. No. Means Accurate. nothing to me. You feel? No. That's her opinion. That's fine. No remorse? No, absolutely none. Wow. I know. I think you were expecting an apology maybe yeah. on Monday. No, no. Nothing? No, no. Not even after my donation, all the great things I've done? Well, that was now, you know. I obviously, you know, thanked you well, on, just, on the side, gave you a, a nice tweet to prop you up, Instagram story. But Told you you didn't have to do it. You did it anyway out of the kindness of your heart. Jersey big game. Ima- okay, imagine I w- we were doing a show yesterday and I showed up in an Iran jersey. Yeah. How would you feel? Uh it just would have equipped me with more trash to talk after the USA. You would have felt a certain way, like, wow, that's kind of shitty. I would, have, I would have found it to be a little odd, yeah. What? So there, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, no ties. Like, if, if you, you would have if we were playing Denmark and you showed up with the Ericsson jersey. Yeah, yeah, By the way, how did yeah. Denmark do today? Ah, uh, unfortunate. Uh, I did hedge on Australia, though, so it's all right. I was, I was happy for the Socceroos. You know what I mean? Like, the, I would have been like, I mean, right, my fine. first question would be, why do you have an Iran jersey? Yeah, sort of like, why do you have a Belgium jersey? <laughs> I, I had an explanation. <laughs> it was a I very. Took a, it took a future on him for Europe uh, 2020. Oh my God. And by the way, it's Iran, not Iran. I think I just did say Iran. No, I know. I was doing the thing from the press conference. Yeah. Did you see I that think clip? You said Iran, yeah. Yeah, well, Tyler Adams. Yeah. What a, well, oh my God. I probably have watched that clip 20 times. I'm so impressed with that young man. 23 years of age to handle a situation like that with such class and maturity and dignity. I wouldn't have reacted like that, and I'm 29. I well, first of all, like the, the first like comment saying, like, let's get something straight. It's Iran, not Iran. Like, yo, bro, chill. Now, we know all these guys are coming from, you know, state-run media, and they're just there to try to embarrass the Americans and all that stuff. But geez, Louise. the question, Did you see that press conference? The questions that Adams and the coach were being asked were absurd. Someone needs to be there and be like, yo, this stuff isn't going to fly. But Adams was so, oh my God, he was so impressive. And it's a shitty situation because, you know, I know some of the people in Iran have have spoken up about the regime there. You just hope that they're okay going back home. I mean, it brings out a lot of emotion. I will say this. I'm going to get back to the Canada thing. Was yes, I was thinking about this. Considering all the weird feelings towards America and the flag and politics over the last, 
I don't know, dating back to 2016 or so. Was that like the most unifying and proud moment for America of the last six years? I don't recall the last time I saw so much like positivity and also unity regarding the flag and the country. No, oh, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like the memes that like, you know, everyone always talks crap about the country. And then when the Olympics and the World Cup roll around, everyone's got their stars and stripes on. Sure. But even Olympics, because last Olympics were during COVID, very divisive. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like yesterday and I didn't like do Didn't a make complete... it in 2018 either. No, exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. So I love it. I like to see everyone. It was it was nice. It was nice. To see people celebrating America, celebrating the flag, and like no division, no politics, no bad feelings, no none of that. It was really cool. Bunch of kids doing big things overseas. I mean, that's the beauty of of a stage like this. And I don't, I, I really don't think any other sporting event could do this. Um, not even the Olympics. Anyway, going back to the initial question, was very very bummed. I mean, I can't tell you how excited I was to see Canada in the World Cup. I mean, I can't properly... Again, I grew up in a family filled with immigrants. Soccer was number one. You know, my my uncles all played it. You know one of my uncles, Gadsad. He talks about soccer all the time if you follow him on Twitter. Like, it was just a huge, huge, huge part of our household, our, you know, lifestyle. And I wasn't even good, but I would always be forced to watch it. And, you know, admittedly was... Number one was was NBA for me as a kid, but it was just always around. I remember Italian 90 very, very, um, very, very well. I went to a 94 game, as I said, Nigeria and Argentina at Foxborough. So it was just a big deal. Played it. And my kids play it, and uh, it's really their favorite sport. So to see Canada right now qualify in a field of 32, not the one in four years where they get in as host and also it's a bloated field, was an immense... Um, achievement and a source of pride. And then to see how they did it, top of the table of CONCACAF, the Davies and David and Herdman and all these guys, like it was great. And, you know, I changed the start time of the show. I wanted to watch it. I watched it with the guys. It was great, except for the whole Jersey fiasco. It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking because I really thought they should have won that game or at least got the draw, get the point, suck that Davies missed the PK, went home that night, didn't tell my kids that I saw it. They waited, and I had to watch the whole damn thing all over again um, and try to pretend like I was reacting to the Davies Miss PK uh, for the first time, even though it was tough to do, and I don't think I did a great job. And so then we had Croatia, and I was very nervous Sunday morning, super, super nervous. I mean, there were a lot of things going on in the tummy. And I, you know, I've had, obviously, exciting moments as a sports fan. I've never been able to see my team win a championship, but that Davies goal... 90 or so seconds in, I mean, I I think I like jumped so high almost to hit the, the the ceiling. I freaked out. I mean, it was just, it was so amazing to see it all unfold. And then the burst of power and speed and then heading it in was just incredible. And again, it still doesn't really feel like when I look at the logos, it's like, what? Canada made, like we were such an afterthought when it came to soccer. I hadn't qualified in 36 years and just sort of a laughing stock. And you'd see like teams lesser teams always make it in CONCACAF. So very exciting. End of the game. It was deflating. It was a bummer. Didn't really want to watch the Spain-Germany game. But, and I said this on Twitter, but I, I want to take something back now. I said I was bummed about Thursday's game, like was dreading it initially. Now I'm actually really looking forward to it for multiple reasons. 
and I've rearranged everything and I'll be watching it and cheering like I was on Sunday or last Wednesday. Number one, we're still playing in the freaking World Cup, all right? And it's only the third time I've ever been able to see them in the World Cup. And so that's a big deal in its own right. And I'm going to appreciate and enjoy that. Number two, uh, there's still a lot of boxes to check in their World Cup history. Never got a point. Not even a, no, no draw, no, no three points, no nothing. Let's get a win. Let's get three. If not, let's get one. We got our first goal. Let's get another goal. Let's get two more goals. So there's still a lot of things that you could do to hopefully check off all those. But look, wouldn't it be great? Two goals, a win. Now you could check off all the boxes. Go into 2026, clean slate. We're hosting. The team will be much better. Everyone's so young. Davies, David, Kone, all these dudes are so young. Let's go. And so I'm very excited about tomorrow. I don't love, like, I would hate for someone to relish the idea of being spoiler, but we can be a spoiler to Morocco. You know, no, no beef there, but uh, that's just the way the, uh, the cookie crumbles. So we can try to spoil their plans. But to me, this isn't about spoiling anything from Morocco. This is about our history, our journey, the country, what it's done for the country. The ratings have been nuts. The viewership has been nuts. One more World Cup game on a big stage. Why the hell not? Get the points, get the goals, and uh, let's go with a, you know, with a fresh slate into 2026. So bummed initially, still proud, still excited, immensely proud. Uh, we'll wear the, you know, the shirt tomorrow. We'll, we'll cheer them on. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's like a top 10 moment. Davies scoring like that, like that is, that is up there for me. Um, very, 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 very proud. I mean, I get chills just thinking about it. It was incredible. James, what is up, Ariel? So what's with this jabron chael doubting you and your boys' love for your country, team, the World Cup, and the sport of soccer? I mean, it's just a typical lazy take, if we're being honest. I, I will tell you right now, as a fan, the only thing that I'm consuming these days is soccer. And it's not even because of the World Cup. Like I've told you, Men in Blazers. I was on Men in Blazers yesterday in a very awkward spot, by the way. Start of the second half. Uh, USA run, like I could tell they did not want to talk to me. And I even told them if you want to reschedule, but no, they had me on their Twitch stream. It was great. All I'm consuming these days as far as, like I go through waves, right? As a viewer, as a listener, podcast consumer. Right now, it's only soccer pods. Listening to that, listening to BBC, The Athletic, um, some of uh, Lebetard stuff. Uh, I'm just really into it. And it was it, it was really, the 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 turning point for me I will say was when we decided that we're going to be Knott's Forest fans and I went to the game and I got to experience that. That was a lot of fun. So ever since then, like, I'll be honest, obviously, you know, you know, some of it was a gag, but I'm really, truly invested. I really, truly like it. And if you want to roll your eyes, you can. But uh, my kids, that's their favorite sport to play. It's their favorite sport to watch. I'm watching games with them. Like, who does, uh, I don't know, uh, Vinicius Jr. play for? And they're telling me. Um, not, not their you know, their, their, their country team, their club team. So they're telling me FIFA, we got the cards, they got the, you know, the, the gear, all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm enjoying it. Let me live. Let me enjoy. Let me be a fan. It's been a lot of fun. And always during the World Cup, I really get into it. But uh, it was even prior to that. It was really going to the, the, the Forest Man City game that made me feel like, wow, this is fun. This is, I mean, incredible. Exciting. So yes, it's all real. He was wrong. He was he was wrong about everything. He was right about one thing, and I'll tell you what that one thing is when we speak in a bit. Uh, Ahmad, 
Salam alaikum, Mario. Wa alaikum salam. I'm back with another World Cup question. Wow. Now that we've seen at least two matches from each team, answer these questions kindly. Best goal, Davies, for sure. If I'm if I'm going to be uh, unbiased, the uh, Richarlson scissor kick, I believe it was, on Friday. That was incredible. Biggest shock would have to be Saudi Arabia over Argentina. Biggest underachievers. I mean, I kind of put Canada up there too. Um... I, I I really did think Canada would advance. In fact, I bet 50 bucks on it. Um, who am I missing? I mean, if Argentina loses later today, they'd be in that category for sure. Maybe Mexico as well. Overachievers, I mean, Australia, US to a degree, youngest team in the tournament. You'd have to put them in there. Australia, definitely. Most likely to win the tournament right now. I think it's wide open. I think that that's what makes it so much fun. You'd put France in there. You'd put Brazil in there. You'd put Spain in there. You'd put Argentina in there. You know, all the big dogs, for sure. Golden boot winner. <laughs> Lewis writes, player to score the most goals. I know you know, but just in case. Come on, Lewis. You don't think I know what a golden boot is? Um, maybe Mbappe. Someone from Brazil, not Neymar, obviously. I was going to pick my guy. Uh, who was I going to pick? I forget now. But I think it's kind of wide open. I don't think anyone has more than two. Maybe I'm wrong. Valencia, Ecuador, but he's out. I appreciate your work. P.S. I'll be attending my Saudi Arabia versus Mexico match. Please pray for our win. Uh, I guess... Ahmad is praying for Saudi Arabia? Good luck. David M., good day. couple for you, Ariel. And hopefully Rick is around to give his thoughts on the first one. Is Rick still around? I'm here. Oh, yeah. Hey. Wow. The audio sounds fantastic. Um, I watched a video on Anderson Silva where it said he wanted to retire after the Bonner fight. But the UFC kind of reeled him back in. Is this true? If he would have retired, that would mean the loss... And then the positive results wouldn't have happened, and thus the arguments used against him for the GOAT one would be gone. So I guess the question is, is it true? I had never heard that, but doesn't mean it's not true. And I'm guessing he wants your take on this, Rick. Uh, yeah, if he retires after the Bonner fight and none of that stuff happens, he's 100% the GOAT, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that is correct, but I think it was just, you know, you would know better than me. That feels like the Anderson Silva just playing coy, being weird. You know, I want to fight my clone. I'm thinking about walking away, like just saying weird stuff. I don't think he was ever legitimately no. considering retirement unless I'm misremembering something. Yeah, he was he, he was but, rolling at that point. But yes, if you stop the man's career right before his, you know, devastating streak of losses, then yeah, obviously that changes his legacy. I like this little camera angle situation we got going on here. I see you right now. This is fun. Um, you see me? Yeah. Oh, nice. Except I'm a little bit too indented, as they say. Yeah, I had not heard that. I don't know what video this is that he's talking about. but um, uh, This sounds like Anderson Silva, right? You know, throughout his career, he's always kind of toyed with the media and said stuff. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then never yeah. really kind of followed through on stuff. Um, he wanted to fight himself. He, the clone stuff, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, Yes, I mean, undoubtedly, like, if he retired there, he would have been 33 and 4, 
and would have had a huge title reign. So yeah, I think it definitely would have helped. Uh, but I think he's, I think he's still firmly in that conversation. Uh, number two, any idea what the pay-per-view buys for 279, Nate versus Tony was, or where to get this number? I'm curious to see if the wild events helped itself, but can't find these numbers anywhere. No. Have you seen the numbers anywhere? Rick? No. No. Nope. They don't make I mean, public. we don't see numbers anymore. Yeah. No, but... Because it's all through ESPN. Yeah, I know. Sometimes people report them. I, I didn't see anyone reporting. So, you know, the, actually, lately, you, they've been geez. giving them to, like, SBJ and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't see it lately. I don't see as many yeah. of the reports, and I see more of, like, the positive PR-type yeah. numbers being put out than, than the actual reporting. So, um, I don't think we're going to get those numbers anymore. If it's if it's now fully in house for ESPN, what's their incentive to release right. it? Unless, unless there's a huge, huge number, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick, hey Ariel, we know the title picture for nearly every UFC division, with most being tied up in rematches. Champ champ fights are having recently fought, and Ganu's contract situation remains unclear. But otherwise, the only champions who haven't fought recently are Shevchenko and Nunes, who both fought back in the summer. What do you think comes next for both women, and do you think the UFC might actually book their trilogy? Uh, honestly, not hearing anything, but. I've said it. Make the fight. There is no bigger fight for both women right now. Certainly not for Nunez. You could say a Tyler Santos, if they're keeping her on the sidelines, Shevchenko on the sidelines for Santos, great. She deserves it. But there is nothing bigger than a third fight. And one might even argue that they missed the boat after you know Nunez loses to Pena, even though she avenged it. Make that fight. Make it for Brazil. The Brazil cards needs, I mean, that card needs a bit of a bump, right? With those ticket prices, need a little bit of a bump. By the way, you think the UFC is going to say that 282 is a sellout despite the, I mean, if they say that that card is a sellout, someone, can we find out? Like, I, I feel like that one, are they really going to keep going with the sellout thing? Maybe it did sell out prior, but I would be surprised. I feel like that's a sellout. You think that's a sellout, coming, 282? Coming back to Brazil for that? No, 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 282, Ankalaev. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're talking about Vegas. Yeah. yeah, that'll sell out too. That'll sell out too. T-Mobile with a light... You're, come on. I don't believe this. I see the smirk. <laughs> no way. I don't know. Yeah, they, I, here's my prediction. They will say it's a sellout regardless yes. of if okay. it sells out or not. All right, that's fair. I'm with you. Uh, give me Shevchenko Nunes. P.S. Frankie Flakes had me rolling on Monday. Sounds even worse than Special K. I accept. How do you feel? Yeah, How do you feel it's, about it's it? It's whatever. I'm honored to have that nickname. So unlike GC, who has no remorse for the Jersey fiasco of 2022, do you have remorse for flaking an hour before the uh, No, I, I had good reason, and I think Connor understands that. What triggered him is when I argued that that wasn't actually flaking. Hmm. Sounds that like he doesn't think it's a good reason. Yeah, that was definitely triggering. Uh, the remorse part, he definitely had no remorse. I mean, no, no. I was like, damn, man, you just bailed on me like that? He's just like, yep. And I was like, all right, I would do it again. If so. you if you knew, if you were told that he was alone, would you have still bailed? Or because you knew that he I was mean, with people? He did change the venue. And yeah, why'd you change the venue? Yeah, because they were full capacity. We changed to a venue a block away. Like he's acting like I changed it from <laughs> Such a, the lower east side oh, to the upper west side. We're talking a block away, a Frank. Block Quite away, a block. Dude. You can't talk. Like, I mean, you, you can't even you use answer. that. Here's, here's That's the not other changing element, the venue. Though, is that the. Uh, the second adjustment. venue is not my favorite. In fact, I, I don't like it. Why? I don't know. The service is weird. The, the ambience is weird. I prefer Smithfields. Why, well, why'd you change it? Your capacity. Smith, Smithfields was literally, you could not get in. There was, And then we tried Jack Dempsey's, could not get in. Love Jack Dempsey's. It. Yeah, he couldn't get in. Full oh, so capacity. where'd you end up? Uh, Mason Jar, yeah. So you could have told me that. I probably would have. I uh, doubt it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will admit I would have been much more upset had I been on my way by myself. 
The fact that I had other people was okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't really... You, I mean, it's just like, it's an adjustment to the group. If yeah. he was really leaving you hanging, you were going, you know, two guys, and now you're oh, alone. Yeah. That's a... I mean, that's oh, almost huge. grounds for... Yeah. <laughs> maybe we're not friends anymore. Yeah. I was on the subway, too. Like, I had already left the house. I was halfway there when I got the text. Here's the biggest thing. Was he apologetic? Like, was he like, yo, man, I'm really sorry? No, or was no, it just like, yo, I'm out? No, I don't think there was even a sorry. I think it, I asked him if he was 100% in, and I think the way he bailed, he was like, yeah, I guess I'm not 100% in. Uh, something came up, I'm out. Wow. Something came up? He gave you that? The old Jan Brady? Yes. Yeah, not there Jan. was no reason. It was Marsha Brady, sorry. There was no reasoning. Who gets the reference, the Marsha Brady reference? Mm. From the Brady Bunch? Something suddenly came up. You guys know that one? I Andy mean, for sure knows it. I mean, what was no? what was the Brady Bunch? Nineteen seventy. Wow, there was a movie. The, the, the movie, 90s, yeah. yeah. Christine Taylor, I think it was. Anyway, quick word from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit five dollars or more can get a no sweat bet of up to one thousand dollars back in a bonus bet. Yes, a lot going on now in the NBA as they turn the page on the. Uh, the midway point, although it's a little bit past the midway point, all-star game, bit of a mixed bag, but forget about all of that. The Knicks about to make a run with Julius coming back, with OG coming back. I wonder what the Knicks, I think they're like a plus four or five hundred. What is this song, Frank? This sounds like uh... elevator music. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DMMAR. New customers can get a no-sweat bet of up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. No-sweat bet. One no-sweat bet, excuse me, per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. DKNG.com slash promos for deposit, wagering, and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This sounds like uh, the music that on my phone, my kids play these phones, uh, these games on my phone that they download off the app store. This sounds like the music on some of those games, you know? Yeah, it's good to, you know, have those memories. Good times. Uh, we'll answer the rest of the questions. Have no fear. Back into the show, probably after chill. For now, though, uh, and some great ones so far, and I see another good one on deck here. But for now, let's go to our first guest of the day. Uh, she was in studio on Wednesday of last week. Big fight for her on Friday. We all know what happened at the uh, Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco. We spoke to Larissa on Monday. And... Uh, very much looking forward to talking to Kayla and seeing how she is doing. So without further ado, let us say hello to Kayla Harrison. Hello, Kayla. How are you? Hi, Ariel. I'm alive. How's how's life? How are you how are you handling things? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, well, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you very much. I know it's not easy coming off a loss, but you know, we, we find out, you know, who the uh the true fighters of character are when 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 you guys come on after these losses so i really do appreciate it and it does mean a lot uh saw your post yesterday and uh i'm you know it, it, the reason i asked that question is because i was trying to think when was the last time you lost at anything right i mean when's the last time you suffered any kind february of, of february of 2016 
Wow. That's the last time you lost at anything. And what was that? Um, the Paris Grand Slam to another Brazilian, actually. <laughs> wow. And the feel, like that feeling, how would you compare what you felt on Friday to what you felt six years ago? More than six and a half years ago. Oh. I think time, obviously, um, sort of numbs some of the wounds. Like you, you forget how bad it was. I, I mean, MMA is just, I think it's different. Every fight is like the Olympics for me. So I was very fortunate that I won both times that I went to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost many times in judo. I lost at the world championships. I lost it. You know, I never won the Paris grand slam. Um, and I really wanted to win it that year that I lost. So it, it burns, it stinks. It's, it's brutal. It's brutal. Was there any part of you in the back of your mind that thought that this was a possibility? I know you said that she's tough and we need to give her respect, but considering how the first two fights went and your confidence level had to be very high, were you just completely shocked? (laughs) No, I mean, I'm not completely shocked. I understand that anytime you step in a cage, anything can happen. And that's why we have fights, you know? Um, So no, I'm not shocked. I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, Heartbroken. I'm, um, you know, sad. And also I feel foolish about all of it all at the same time. There's a lot of layers to it. I'm sure you understand, but I'm not, I'm not surprised. I I understand that this is a, this is why we do what we do. Why foolish? I mean, you know, I live my life out loud and I talk a lot of shit and I, um, You know, I failed. I failed on Friday night and I fell I fell on my face. And that's that's a hard thing to it's hard it's hard to come to terms with. Uh you wrote something in that post yesterday which I thought was very nicely written and heartfelt, but one word there that kind of stood out to me was that this will haunt you. This is just one yeah. loss. Why why would I mean everyone loses. Everyone has more, I mean, some of the greatest fighters in MMA history have double-digit losses. Do you truly believe yeah. that this will haunt you, or until you can get it back, yeah. it will haunt you? I mean, did you see how quickly I, I remembered the last time I lost? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not. It's like, a very foreign thing a, for you. It's easy to remember them. No, when like, I mean, it's not a foreign thing. It's just like it just it keeps me up at night. It it's um, I think too part of um what has made me tick for so long. If you ever do any research and you, you look at super successful people, a lot of it is sort of, um, fear based or like worth based. And for a long time, I mean, I talk about this a lot, but for a long time, I very much, my success was fear driven, right? Like I needed to be loved because I didn't receive the love that I wanted as a child. So I needed to be the straight A student. I needed to be the superstar athlete. I needed to have two Olympic gold medals. I needed, I needed to do that in order to feel worthy of love. Um, and as I get older, obviously in my conscious brain, I can understand that like winning and losing doesn't define who I am, but in the subconscious part of the brain and the part of your brain that is developed from ages zero to seven, um, you know, it's st- still a very much a real thing for me that like, oh, 
I'm a worthless piece of shit now, you know? So it's, um, it's something that I just have to deal with and, and like, I mean, I'm a human being, so I struggle with these things the same as any other person. And, um, so losing for me is a real, like, I guess kind of like light, like it makes me question my value sometimes. So, um, not just dealing with the loss, but dealing with like reminding myself that I'm not, uh, my worth isn't based in my performance. It's about who I am as a person and the people who love me, love me no matter what. You know, so just trying to like, just dealing with all of that. And then also dealing with the fact that it's like, I mean, this is so silly. Like it's a fight. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? You know, like nobody died. Right. You know, I mean, my kids don't give a shit. They love me. Um, So it's all kind of silly. Yes. And especially when you've had the success that you've had. And especially when, I mean, it came down to one round. Did you agree with the judge's scorecard? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see like the breakdown or whatever, but I mean, I lost the fight. Okay, you were like, did you know even before they announced it that that was a loss? Um, <clears throat> you know, I was kind of doing one of my hail mary, like, please God, you know, yeah. <laughs> let it be a miracle. <laughs> um, you know, but this is this is His will, you know. Whatever this obviously happened for a reason, and I'm, I just have to have faith. Uh, did I lose you there? Are you still there? Yeah. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Um, it just froze for a second. Can I get your take on the fight? Because uh, I thought early on you looked great, and then obviously, no, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't think you looked great. What What, what do you think went wrong? I mean, no, it was just an off. It was just not a great night for me. Okay. I just, um, you know, I take pride, and normally I'm very, like, I normally shine under the bright lights. And I'm like usually laser focused and I have like super clarity. And um, that night I really just didn't. Um, normally I don't hear the crowd. I don't hear anything. And, and I couldn't really. <clears throat> I was very, it was almost like I was like not, I was like watching me fight. It was kind of a, it was a shitty experience for me. I'm not going to lie. I did not fight my best. Um, I did not fight my best. Um did she surprise you? Did anything like I don't know her strength, her, her technique? Her, yeah. What surprised yeah. you? Um, she was um physically much different, physically much different. Does that give you pause? I mean, I just like obviously it's been three years since we fought, so yeah. And she was strong then, you okay. know. Obviously, she she was very strong then, and I. I mean, I think that's why I also lost the fifth. Like, I just didn't have anything left in the tank, you know? And that's, um, that's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, I remember being at the uh, the fight on Long Island. It was, I think, 2019 <clears throat> when you won and you left the cage. You, like, you dominated. You left the cage in tears because I think you wanted to get the finish and you just got a decision. And so I was thinking about that on Friday. I was like, man, we know how competitive you are and how much of a perfectionist you are. And so I was just wondering how, you know, when you got to the back, how you dealt with things. I was happy that your family was there and maybe that gives you balance, but how did you, uh, how did you deal with actually suffering that loss? Like how, how did you react to it? I mean, I, 
you know, I just apologized to my coaches and, um, yeah, I, uh, took a shower, went and did the press conference, went, went back to the hotel, watched the fight. Um, and then woke up and was a mom again. So you watched it uh, that night. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why? I mean, cause I, I have to need to figure out what I did wrong and, and grow and, um, be better for it. You know, I need to be better for it. It's, <sighs> You you said that this uh, keeps you up at night. Have you had a hard time sleeping? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah. I sound so ridiculous. I know I sound ridiculous. No, um, a lot of people don't come on talk about these I things, do. so we don't get to see I this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's just you know. I, I think mo mostly for me personally, it's like you know, I'm usually the person that like digs deep and finds a way, and I don't know that I've ever. Um, not been able to find that next gear or that, that, you know, find a way. And mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that fifth round is, is what I lost. And that, that's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow that I just didn't, um, I didn't have what it, it took that night. You've heard of, uh, you've heard of GSP, you've heard of Fedor, you've heard of Anderson. When those guys lost their first fights, they were getting knocked out. They were getting submitted. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully you could take a little bit from that. You you lost a decision <laughs> that came down to like the final seconds. It could have I mean, gone I either way. I lost a decision to a girl I already beat twice. I have never lost a round in MMA. And now I don't have a title. I just lost my first fight. Um, I have no fight on the horizon. So I can't even like, I don't, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to complain or like compare myself to anyone else. Right. It is what it is. In retrospect, was motivation a factor here? Meaning you beat her twice no. to do it a third time. No. We talked about this on Wednesday, right? Like she had a lot more to gain yeah. from this. No, for sure. Obviously she had a lot more to gain. I just, you know, I just lost. Not everything, but you know what I mean when I say that, like not to be right, right, right. dramatic, Sure, but I just lost. Um, but I was very motivated. I mean, I I stand by what I said. I was I was in the best shape of my life. I trained my ass off. I did not take her lightly at all. Um, you know, I did not take her lightly at all. I knew I knew how formidable she was three years ago, and I knew she was only getting better. So, um, <clears throat> she she did a great job. She did a great job. Does this make you not want to keep fighting? No. What? Okay. No, I asked that question only because we've seen, you know, we we've seen some people lose their love after they they lose that first I one. I am my I am my own person. I am a different person well, from No, I know. That's why I asked the question. I just want to make it clear. I had a feeling, I mean, you wrote it at the end of your post, but uh just so the world yeah, would know. No. no, I'm definitely not done. Um Does this give definitely. you more motivation? Did you feel like there will be a, a an even greater fire? To never feel this again. I mean, I just don't know that I could have a greater fire. I love what I do so much. I love fighting. I love um, the process of becoming 
who I'm meant to be. I mean, I don't love this part of it. I'll right. tell you that. But um, no, I and I believe in my team. I believe in in um, the preparation. I think that I I I am the one that dropped the ball on Friday night. You know, I am the one that that messed up. And um, I'm 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 looking forward very much to getting back to the gym and um, doing what I love. Are you going to take some time off now? I don't think I can. Have you gone back to the gym yet? No. Um, no, I thought about going yesterday, but yesterday was a sparring day and both of my kids have been sick and I'm sick. So oh. we've had like, fever. it's been fever city up in this house. So I didn't want to get everyone else sick, but I'll probably go tomorrow. Maybe to, I don't know, probably tomorrow. Uh, in, I was just asked about your next step in one of my questions here. So I would ask you the same question fourth fight against her is that what you want most i mean i would i would very much enjoy another fight with her i'm not gonna say enjoy it but like that's what I you can't. want yeah i don't want to not fight her right but that her. would be like your t of all the options out there for you right now you want to go right back to that i mean i do but i don't know if i've you know unfortunately i might have to earn it Oh, stop it. What are you talking about? Okay, now you're talking crazy. Earn it? No, I mean, she had to wait three years to fight me again. So I understand, like, this is not... What is she going to do? Fight some no-name 45-er instead of you? This is the biggest fight for her and for you. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I understand, like... um, I, I have to work my way back and, and, and just... No. Be prepared. You don't have to work anything back. Uh, there's a reason why Usman's fighting Leon again right away. There's a reason why Anderson fought Weidman again this right away. This isn't the UFC, though. This is the PFL. Yeah, but you're and... not a part of the tournament. You you already established that. So why wouldn't they? My suggestion was first event of next year, which is usually around April or so, you do this one right off the bat. You build on this. Now now they've got a real like you know rivalry, whatever you want to call it. There's a story here, right? People are now invested mm -hmm. in seeing how you will rebound, how you will face adversity. Do it right off the bat on ESPN. Mm. Big deal. Mm. Let's go. Don't mm. beat around the bush. Don't risk having her fight someone else and her losing, and now she loses some. You know what I mean? Like, go right, right. to it. MMA. Yes. I know. MMA. This is the thing. It's so funny how people are like that. Like, people don't understand. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, not a, I'm not against Would it. you be okay with that? Or like, a, a return in April or so? Does that work for you? Here yeah. I am making a fight. Has, has the PFL... <laughs> Uh, let's get Larissa on the phone. Ha has the PFL reached out to you about this? Has anyone reached out about um, what their plans are? No, I mean, Don reached out to me. Um, you know, he's still trying to make other fights happen. And Like what? What, what would be bigger than this? The cyborg fight? Cyborg. Pales cyborg. in comparison. Pales in comparison. You think so? I Abs mean, Not even a question. That, that fight has no story attached to it now. This one has a story. <laughs> We've seen it three times. She just shocked the world. Want to see if, yeah. she, if Lightning can strike twice for her or if you can get back on track. You then beat her. Then maybe the last fight on the deal is Cyborg. But to go to the Cyborg fight now, to me, is a huge mistake for, for all parties mm. involved. Mm. No, it makes sense. Uh, what did you think of Cyborg's... Yeah, dude, I'm still just trying to like come to terms yeah, with it. So. Listen, we huddle up. We'll, we'll make it. We'll, it's going to be okay. And by the way... <laughs> Uh, historically, 
people are are even more invested and fall in love with fighters after their first loss as opposed to like a long winning streak because they they feel like you're now human and they want to everyone loves a reclamation project everyone loves a comeback yeah. everyone loves I a, mean I don't think anybody loves me but what are you talking about have you what, what you got a lot of shit after this um I mean rightfully so why you made the walk 16 times in MMA, let alone all the other stuff. I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just like, ugh. What did you think of uh, Cyborg's post afterwards? I am blocked. <laughs> oh, good. But it said something like, this will make her a better fighter. I saw like a news article about it, right? Yeah. She said that'll make me a better fighter. Congrats to Larissa. She's a real champion or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty. It was. No, classy. I mean, I don't think that Cyborg's not classy. I think that she's. She's a champion. You know, she's a she's a champion in life. Um, I again, I have nothing but respect for her. And anytime I want, I want to. When I I say these things about people, like I want to fight them, it's because I think they're the best. So. Um. Yeah. Yep. Does Does this change your plans at all for 2023? A lot of people were wondering: Does this make you want to do this as opposed to that? You had plans prior to the fight. Does this change anything? I mean, I I need to I need to I need to chill and yeah, I need time to obviously like the gut reaction is like, fuck it, let's go, you know. Um. But, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on that I need to, I need to take my time and make the right decision for me and my family. And, and also just curious, have you, I was talking to Izzy about this after uh, his fight against Alex, about just looking at how other legends dealt with these sort of shocking moments. Have you mm -hmm. done that? You know, I'm sure you have a lot of time to yourself. Are you looking at history, clips, things like that to find motivation, to find some sort of relation to these? Other, no, none of that. I mean, um, no, I have dealt with loss before. Like I, not that I, not to say that I don't look up to anyone or anything, but like, you know, I, this isn't the first time that I've failed and fallen on my face. Um, and the good news is for me that history shows I come back like a, like a, you know, like a mofo. Bad out of hell. I'm just like a tornado. So I'm I know it's gonna be all right. I know I'm I know I'm gonna be all right. I've been I'm very fortunate. I am so grateful to all of the people in my life who have called and checked in on me and you know, sent the edible arrangements and um like I'm very fortunate because I think it's easy to have a lot of friends when, when you're winning and when you're up and, um, you know, there've been all of the people who were there before the fight were there after the fight and didn't go anywhere and, um, really showed me that, that they cared. And that, that means more to me than they'll ever know, you know, all of the text messages and, and words of encouragement. Um, it means a lot to me. So I'm really grateful to all of those people who did that. 
One last thing, and then I'll let you go. And again, thank you for this. I know it's not uh, one of your more enjoyable chats, but it says a lot <laughs> that you would be here. Uh, I feel like knowing you and the competitor that you are, that undefeated record meant a lot to you. Does that? Yeah, it did. It did. Did you want to retire undefeated? I did, yeah. I did. Just curious, in your judo yeah. career, how many times did you lose? A lot. What's a lot? A lot. I mean, I don't know the official record. The, the thing about judo that's also so different and sort of forgiving is that you have a tournament every week, you know, every month. You're on the road. You're doing this. You're doing that. Oh, you didn't win Korea? Okay, you'll win Japan. You didn't win Japan? Okay, you'll win China. Like, so you had the opportunity to get that taste out of your mouth a lot faster, you know? Um. Yeah. Yep. Does this change at all your deal with them? No, my, I mean, what do you mean? Like meaning your next fight, if it was coming off a win or a loss, does, does, you know, in the UFC, like you lose a fight, you go down. Oh, like do I lose pay or yeah. anything? No. Okay. Mm -mm. All right, so you're good. Yeah. No, I am very financially, like the PFL has taken such good care of me and, um, I, I have nothing but good things to say about them. You know, I don't, I have always been grateful for the opportunity to do what I love and, and to get paid amazing for it. I think that, um, you know, they have an amazing product and I do still truly believe in it. The format, the, the sport format, the season, um, I feel like I let them down a little bit too. So, I mean, but that's why that's why we have sports. That's why we have fights. So it is, it is what it is. And, and I'm grateful to, to be able to compete. How long do you expect this to, this feeling to to linger for? Is it the type of thing that lasts until you fight again? God, I hope not. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I mean, realistically, look, like I have two kids. It's about to be Christmas. We, you know, I'm. There's no time for. Right. We already been like decorating and cookie. Like there's no time for mom to feel sorry for herself. Like this is it. That's I told myself like, all right, I'll give it, I'll give it a week of like sitting in my house by myself. But realistically, this is life, man. Shit happens. This is, if this is the worst thing that happens to me for the rest of the year, then I'm truly, truly blessed. You know, like there could be way worse. There, there are people right now suffering much, much more than me much more than I'll ever comprehend. So like, I need to just like get over it internally. It hurts. It's painful. It's going to be painful for a while, but like, like grow up, like grow up, Kayla. Can, can I make one request? If, uh, can we open the blinds a yeah. little bit? I feel like the blind, you know, we need some sunshine, some <laughs> vitamin D. What do you think? No, I had them open, but okay. then it, like, it makes a weird glare. Okay. I just didn't, I was and envisioning I, you I, like in a dark room eating ice cream and I, you know, oh, I got like chocolate cake, uh, yeah. Diet Coke, like <laughs> nachos. Because <laughs> there's been a couple of times where you've been, I've seen like your backyard. It's all sunny there. It's nice. And now here. It's the, beautiful. Yeah. No, I no, It's paradise. Okay. It's paradise. My chickens. chickens. I need to go do some chicken therapy. That's what I need to do. Well, That's what I need to do. Do you, do you have me on your wall yet? Uh, no. D did we Let's end on a good note? Yeah. Well, we're going to work on that. Uh, 
Oh yeah, that's right. By the time you come, by the time you come on again, that will be rectified. Well, if I'm being honest, I wasn't expecting (laughs) such a quick turnaround here because you said no Monday you're traveling, but you mean for every? Oh, so if I won, you weren't gonna talk to me? No, no. You remember I said I wanted you to come in studio on Monday, and you said you were traveling, and then by by Wednesday, like you know, and honestly, I I wasn't sure what was gonna happen after you know the the phone call of 2022, if that was going to be the end of us. So I wasn't sure if there were going to be repercussions or ramifications. What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, but then I thought maybe I'd go to, to a neutral corner and call you from You think so? I do. Why? Because life is short and that's so stupid. Wait, did it work? Do I, do I not know something? No, I mean, you guys are like, he, yeah. You're so dumb sometimes. I thought, wait, is this me? Because you said, wait, should I take back what I said about the neutral corner stuff? What happened? What did you do now? No, I mean, he walked to the, can't do that, neutral corner. What happened? In the fight, you know, he walked, the commission told him to sit down. No. You don't know about any of this? In my fight? Yes. No. What are you talking about? (laughs) In, In the fight. There was a there's a video in the fight, I think it was in the fourth round, the triangle sequence. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, he walked to the neutral corner, meaning not the red or the blue, and was shouting instructions. Yeah. And we had uh, Alex. He da- was. Yes, you're, you're not allowed to do. And then their corner. Told- well, you know what? Her her thighs were around my ears, so I couldn't hear <laughs> shit anyway. No, all for now. But then the commission told him he had to sit down. You didn't see all this. No. What uh, do you mean? I was in a fight. Well, I mean, afterwards, talking? Twitter, I don't know, video. Like, I have been trying to stay away Good. from social media. For the best. All right. <laughs> Forget I ever brought it up. Anyway, I think oh, it was no. a, I thought it was a very smart move so on they, his part. No, I thought it was very good. It was a very loyal move on his part, and I would do the same. Ali is loyal. Yeah. Ali is like. I mean, I, was, I thought it was oh. a mensch move. Mensch. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Um, but anyway, we are going to work on the picture. Um, I'm trying to just figure out where we could put. You don't have a toy, right? Am I unworthy right? of being on the wall now that I oh, have stop zero? it with this woe is me? No. All right, you're one of the fine. greatest <laughs> fighters in the history of the sport. You're one of the most dominant fighters we've never seen dominance like we've seen from you over the last few years. Come on, <sighs> snap out of it. Thanks. You're the freak. all right. You're right. You know what? Enough of this no. shit. Everyone loses, Enough. and 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 everyone you lost. Except Khabib loses. Oh, whatever. All right. Yeah. Guess what? Pop in Gleison Tebow, all right? 2013. I know. Where, you know? You know. That's what I was praying. I literally was praying for that. All right. That night. I was like, give me a Gleison. <laughs> the greatest fighter of all time, in my opinion, is George St. Pierre. He got knocked out yes. by Matt Serra, yes. okay? Uh, yes. The second greatest is John Jones, and I think he lost to Dominic Reyes. That's another one. So, you know, yeah. these people, everyone lose. Anderson knocked out by Chris Weidman. Uh, give me a guy. Yeah. Demetrius Johnson, he lost to a no-name named Henry Cerruto. Who's that? You know, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what I mean? Like everyone loses. All right. So you didn't get knocked no, out. No, I understand. You didn't get submitted. No, I know. And honestly, it is like, it's for the best. It's for the best. I mean, I just didn't want it to happen right now. I just like, I wanted to end the year on a good note, but that's all right. The best laid plants of mice and men. You know how that goes. Amen. All right. So yeah. then we come back in right. April. Better than ever. Remind people. Better than ever. Like the great Roy Jones once said, y'all must have forgot. Gonna just. You all must have. God, yeah, let's go. Remember my name. Let's, let's go, go, Kayla. All right. Let's go, Ariel. All right, I feel better. I'm okay. gonna go eat some chocolate. See?
All right. Happy holidays. All right. Don't hey, feel too happy bad. Hanukkah. Yeah, thanks. Hanukkah. Did Hanukkah. I say it right? Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, thank you. The uh, 25 minutes doesn't define you or what you've accomplished or who you are, your character. That's just a blip on the radar. And guess what? Guess what? The comeback is going to be even greater than the setback. All right? Amen. It is. I promise. Tune in. All right. Thanks, Kayla. All right. Love you, Ariel. Take Thank care. you so much. Bye-bye. All right. There Bye. she is, the great Kayla Harrison. Uh, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. I, you know, I, I could be a motivational speaker. Did you, you guys sure know? could. You know, I could, I could get people to snap out of it. She definitely uh, elevated by the end of that. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Evelyn against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View. Or DAZN. Great stuff there. I appreciate her coming on. Now you get the other side of the coin, right? You get the uh, the agony defeat, and you get the thrill of victory. Tough night for Kayla Harrison. It was a tremendous night for the pride of Quebec, the one and only Olivier Aubin-Mercier, who knocked out one Stevie Ray with an unbelievable hook. It was beautiful stuff. Gets the Millie back on track. Beautiful, beautiful result. And he did it not only for himself, but he did it for La Belle Province. Let's go to Olivier Aubin-Mercier, who's joining us right now. Hello. Yo, Ariel Arboni, how are you? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. What is life like as a millionaire? I thought it would be different, but it's the same <laughs> as before. <laughs> but I didn't see the, the money yet. Where's my money? Oh, yet? for uh, fuck's fuck? sake. What the hell? When yeah. is it supposed to come? Yeah. I don't know, in a couple of weeks, I think. Okay. I even I even like lost my check. Oh, you know the check they get the the short uh, the short check the big no, one not the big one the oh. the real one. Oh what? <laughs> yeah, I lost it. So we we send them like a send them like a, a message to tell them that I lost the the thirty k uh, check. But it's just thirty k. Who cares? Okay, that's that's how, so so for you. How does it work? You get money for the final, but then you get on top of that, they subtract that money yeah. from the million, right? Yeah, exactly. So you get the the show money the night of the the final, and then uh, I guess they're gonna uh, they're gonna pay me uh, after uh, when I think it's when the the, the testing come come back. So uh, they wait uh, for you to test the negative. And uh, the show was thirty. Uh, it was fifty, but New York. Uh... <laughs> 
Yukon. Yukon, you know? Oh my god, damn you! Do they take it out from the million too? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I hope. No. Well, uh, shouldn't think about. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody and everybody is like, yeah, New York is the worst for that, and I'm like, I don't know. I've just seen Quebec. Right. <laughs> that is true. But, um, yeah. I was saying that was the greatest night for Canadian MMA since George beat Michael Bisping at Madison Square Garden. Do you agree with the statement? Uh, well, I guess so, but you're so kind for telling, telling me that. It's a, it, it was a big moment for me. And like, uh, I mean, I, I'm so happy with, uh, with everything that happened that night. I mean, it was so great. Uh, I, I don't know if you were there live, but, uh, there was a lot of Quebecers there. Yeah. There was so many people from Quebec. And like, it was truly, I, I got truly emotional before the fight, actually. And well, after, well, we cried. But like, even before the fight, I was like, holy shit, like those people, like, did seven hours drive to, to, see, to see me fight. It's, it's really like a crazy, uh, a crazy feeling, you know? And uh, yeah, it felt great. Even even Josh Pierre, he came just for the fight. He left real after me. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, greatest night of your career? Yeah, of course. Greatest night of your life? Mm, however, well, my daughter would wouldn't be happy yeah. if I say yes. So yeah, no. Up no. there, maybe top five. Yeah, I would say top five. I would say top five. I think top five is fair. You know. And everybody. I was looking at uh, some of our old texts, and um, in 2021, we were talking, and uh, it was after you had to pull out when you got injured. And uh, I wrote, you know, I'm sorry, whatever, and you said that you were, you know, I'm just really depressed right now. You were bummed because you wanted to advance and get the million. Considering that, considering what happened with the UFC, considering the last few years, you know, 2020, you don't get to fight because of the pandemic, all this stuff. Man, this has been a rough couple of years for you. So this must, like now, this much, this must mean so much more because of what has happened over the last few years. I would imagine, right? Yeah, it does. You know, like I think the last couple of years was tough for everybody, but um, like to be able to achieve something like this after everything, it's truly an amazing moment. And you know, it was it was a lot of. Uh, it was a really stressful too. So uh, I'm so happy that it's done. I'm so happy that I was on top at the end, uh, and I'm so happy with the accomplishment. So I, like right now, uh, I well, I'm feeling like a, a million bucks, you know. So it's it's truly great. Like I I think just a feeling of I did the that I did the job. The job is done. It's so great, you know. Uh, with all the fights this year, every time I was fighting and winning, I was always thinking about the next next fight, and I was always more stressful for the next fight. And right now, I don't have to think about any anything, so it's it's so great. And I'm gonna pass some time with my family during Christmas. It's gonna it's gonna be truly great. Um, was there a point where you thought something like this could no longer happen to you in MMA, where you kind of lost hope about how far your career can go? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. There was a point that uh, I didn't know what would happen. Like, I mean, when COVID happened, like they really truly like closed everything here in Quebec, and I was like, 
God damn, is it like is it the end for for my career? Is it the end for me? I thought of getting maybe a, a job, you know, because money was slowly going out of my uh, bank account, and I was like, uh, um, I needed to pay some bills. And uh, actually, at some point, like maybe a year ago, I was giving uh, a class in the in the in park, you know. Wow. People were were able to come train with me, and I was giving a little class in park. Uh, everybody was uh, two meters away from everybody. You know, it was really like truly crazy. And I was asking them like, what, twenty uh, bucks? I think uh, a class. Wow. So, <laughs> so it's crazy to think that I was uh, uh, asking twenty bucks to uh, to train with me for an hour, and then uh, right now I just won the uh, the million dollar with a with a crazy knockout. So yeah, I had some uh, I had some doubt with uh, with my career, but like. I mean, I'm so passionate about the sport. I, I truly love the sport, and I truly love what I'm doing. Um, so, even though there was a lot of um, a lot of uh, hard thing that happened in the last couple of years, I knew I was going to continue, and uh, that's what I did. And even though some people close to me even told me that I shouldn't continue and I should stop, uh, I didn't listen to them because the passion was still there. And look at this. Who's yeah. telling you to stop? Well, I won't. I won't say. Oh who. My Come gosh, on. But God. yeah, some some people. Yeah, no, some people. Like a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, they were truly asking, like, when is it gonna end? <laughs> you know, especially after I got hurt. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, they they were like, uh, that may be the end. I didn't fight for two years. Got hurt like two three weeks before my fights. Uh, like some people really truly ask those questions and i was like uh, i don't think uh, i don't think this is it and it was not it up until this point do you think uh, your entire career all the purses combined equal a million less more uh before the million <laughs> yeah meaning like yeah 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 up until this point yeah. do you think you made you think you made more on friday than you did your entire career combined uh yeah i think so Wow. I, I do think so. I like uh, I did a fair amount of uh, money with the UFC, but uh, I do think it, it beats everything. And you know, we say it's a million, but it's a million. It's more than a million in a year. Right. Uh, I mean, I got paid for my all my other fights, so uh, it's uh, it's yeah, it's more than a million. So yeah, no, I did more money this year than uh, all my life. Uh, have you heard from a lot of fighters outside of PFL? Because I've heard from people being like, wow, you know, I see Olivia, I see, um, uh, you know, all these, some former Brendan Locke name, these guys who they could relate to. I'm like, man, this guy's making, I'm making 40, I'm making 30 and 30. Like, have you heard from people? Because I think this was a huge thing for PFL. This is like the best thing that can happen to them. It's one thing when it's sort of like an unknown guy from some faraway land that wins it. You can't relate to that person, but they remember you. We remember you in the UFC to now see you holding that check has to inspire people outside the organization. And they're thinking, wow, if he could do it, maybe I could do it. So I'm wondering if people reached out to you about this afterwards. No, nobody reached out, but uh, like I still can feel it. You know, uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, ex-opponent that like contacted me and uh, told me that uh, they were happy for me. And I, I truly hope they, like, they see what, what's happening because uh, I hope... Like there's no fighters that that are mad 
uh, about that, you know, that are mad that they make less money in the UFC than uh, I made money in the, in the PFL because uh, I think truly the problem is could be those fighters that decide to go to the UFC instead of PFL just because of the big name, you know? Right. I think people are going to understand pretty soon that uh, you can live a really good life if you go in PFL and a lot more a lot more people are going to try to come to PFL instead of, uh, of UFC and I think I'm a great example of that. Uh, I think a lot of people is going to open their eyes and just going to say like, you know what? Like, yeah, cool. Like, UFC is great. The, the name is big and everything. Um, but like, that's it. Like, I don't I mean when I was in the UFC, I didn't really feel respected. I didn't really feel like uh, I felt like a number, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. With PFL, I don't feel like a number. I love the people working there. I love the the the, the people that did the show come out. You know, it's it's really great. I feel respected. I feel that maybe they can change some stuff, uh, and I feel that my my voice is heard too. Mm. You know, if I if I tell them that I think that's not the right way, they they, they listen to me. Maybe maybe they won't do anything about it, but at least they listen to me and they are respectful about that. So, yeah, I I think I feel more respected in the, in PFL and I feel richer. Yeah. Than in the US, you know. You think they'll go to Canada next year? Oh yeah, I think so. Wow. Like I think, yeah, they. Well, that was my next goal, you know, just to bring PFL in Canada and bring PFL in Quebec. And it's true. I think it's really because of the fans that came to to New York City. I think they, it really showed PFL that, yeah, Quebec is ready. Yeah. Quebec is ready to get a, get a show in a, uh, over there. So I said I want to bring PFL in Montreal, to bring PFL in Quebec. And after, uh, they all told me that they, they're going to do it. Wow. So yeah, I I truly hope it's gonna be uh, gonna happen. So and I think we like we have amazing talent here. So not only me, but it would be great to see some of my uh, training partner on the card. And yeah, I really hope they come in Canada. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been too long since there there's been a big event in uh, not only Canada but Quebec in particular. I was talking yeah. about this earlier. I was trying to explain to my uh, American friends here. Tabarnak. Tabarnak is like, is, <laughs> I was trying to explain to them what it meant. It's it's short for tabernacle, right? Mm-hmm. Can you explain what, why? This is like a swear word. I, how do you explain this to non-Quebecois people that what tabarnak means when you said, you know? Like, yeah, it's, like a, uh, it's a swear word, you know? Yes. But it's really close to Quebec. So it's only Quebecer that use those kind of swear and um, I really thought it was a good catchphrase catch for all the people there. Yeah, it was really great. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think I'm going to have to say that uh, that sentence like a lot this week. <laughs> it's a great... Because people, lo- people love it here. It's it's really crazy. Yeah. And, um, so, like those, those swear, swear words, um, uh, how do you say that? Like they appartiennent... Um, uh, Quebec on them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very truly specific. from Quebec. Yeah, yeah. Really specific from Quebec, and uh, I think people loved it. I really think people. So, some of them didn't lo- uh, like it, 
but I think most most people really uh, no no you, you would never hear that word in France or any other French speaking country mm. that is a hundred percent Quebecois but it's 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 because it's like why is it a swear word why is tabernacle a swear word like it's, so it what it's the uh, the church you the know church. it's a uh, like a ch- yeah so it's a ch- church wor- world uh, word and uh, I guess with the the the, the year it ch- it changed for a swear word I mean. Uh, uh, Church was really uh, a big part of Quebec, so I guess that's uh, the reason. You know, does this mean now that you're, um, you know, a millionaire as far as uh, your purse is concerned, that you won't have to do the Bitcoin thing anymore? Uh, with the, the code? <laughs> are you done with that? The QR code the stuff. QR code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I won't ask people to tip me. Like, <laughs> I'm a, yeah, that would be like pretty bad. But uh, let's see if uh, other filer is gonna do it. You know, who, who knows? Um, I know a lot of filers on, on the, into Bitcoin, so sure. why not? Uh, what did you do afterwards? But I would, I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. No, like, no I mean, no, it's, I, it's a tough look. Uh, what did you do afterwards? I, in New York? I feel bad. I feel bad selling a T-shirt now. So <laughs> no, you could do that. People want to support you. Uh, yeah, but support me? What? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe I guess you could yeah. donate it to charity too. Uh, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I could feel better with myself after that. Yeah. yeah that, that's not a... <laughs> uh, wh- where did you celebrate in New York? Uh, so I went to Frenchette in uh, New York. Uh, How was it? My good friend uh, owned the place, and it, great. It's like the best food I ever had. It's uh, uh, Riyadh from New York. It's, you have, I think, uh, two restaurants now. It's called Le Roc, and uh, the other one is Frenchette. And both of those restaurants are like, it's, the wine is good, the food is good, everything is great, you know. And then we went to Vermont because you know me, oh. I, I know the the good beer, the, the good beer over there, the good IPA. So we went to get some uh, uh, Eddie Topper to some uh, sip of sunshine. So I, I got some um, some beer from uh, Vermont, and then I, I I got back yesterday. You drove home? Yeah, I drove. I drove from wow. uh, Montreal to uh, New York, and then. Uh, New York to Vermont, Vermont. To Vermont. Why didn't you fly? Uh, I don't. I don't trust those. Uh, <laughs> those. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? You those plane company. What? I don't trust it. You don't fly yeah, anywhere. Last time they. Well, not if I. I don't have to. Right. They, they, they lost my luggage last time. Took you one week. Like I had to to be like uh, you know the Terminator trying to find my uh, my luggage. Oh God. Like. I was asking them every day. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. It took me like three hours to get it. To like to try to 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 find that that guy that got it. You know. So uh, yeah, I don't want to live there that uh, anymore. And like, what happened if uh, they lost my luggage before a fight? Right. So, Where no, was this? No, thank you. I like. Where? What? Which? Uh, in Montreal. Of course, it was in Montreal. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Air Canada. Ah, uh, no? yeah, yeah. Sometimes not great, but at least it was when sometimes you not great. Well, always, I was just great. trying to be nice. Even Josh API is like doing uh, like story about how the oh how yes, 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 ass, you know, <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I remember. I remember. By the way, what did GSP say to you after the fight? Before the fight, did he come to the locker room to give you some uh, words of wisdom? Bro, GSP is so awesome. Okay, yeah. he's the best. <laughs> he came in for the fight. I thought I won, and he was already flying back home. Oh my after, gosh! Like, really? <laughs> Holy shit! He didn't stay for anything <laughs> else. He 
He was like, I don't care. He was already on <laughs> so the plane? Stayed... Yeah. So he stayed just for my fight. Wow. Even took a picture yeah. with you in so, the cage. Yeah, he took a picture. Um, uh, and uh, no, he was really happy. And he was, when I said, uh, when I said that Quebec is back tabarnak, it, he was like a kid. He was so happy with that. He was like, yes, finally. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he, he, he was there and it was amazing to have him. And actually, yeah, I, I tell the story uh, like uh, a couple of times now, but I'm going to tell you the story anyway. Tell me. But at, at some point, like, you know, uh, he was on the side of the, the cage and uh, screaming my, uh, me like uh, stuff to do uh, during the fight. And he was always screaming, Kick him uh, with your back leg uh, to the face, which I did. But he freaking grabbed my severe, uh, freaking grabbed my kick, you know, took my back. Yeah. So everything that happened is because of GSP. Wow. <laughs> and well, the rumor even say, well, my, my coach is the rumor, but even say that he heard at some point giving to give elbow to uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> That would have been bad. So yeah, God damn, Josh. And even though when he when he took my back and I I came back up, he screamed again like kick him in the face with your your back. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's the thought uh, that counts. No, I, yeah, exactly. But he's really awesome. Like he, I mean, he was he was there. He was so much uh, there for me. Like during uh, uh, since he, he fought uh, Michael Bisping. Like he, he was truly, he really took me under his wing, and he, he helped me so much in the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, I really have to be thankful uh, for that. And like uh, we're going uh, to uh, to eat uh, on Friday with everybody, and he's gonna be there. Uh, I, I hope he's gonna love the meal. Okay, that is great. By the way, when you dropped uh, Stevie, what was that moment like for you? Like, did you think that was a possibility, or internally, are you like, oh shit, let me finish this right well, now? Well. Yeah, I thought it was a possibility, but like it never happened to me. So yeah. it's different than a like a um, let's say a TKO. It's different than a, um, a submission. You know, you kind of feel when the end's coming. With a KO like this, you don't feel it. Right. Like it just happened. So I was so surprised. Wow. So freaking surprised. You know, uh, uh, like a child took the back. Oh, okay, I think it's coming. Oh, okay, yeah, I think it's gonna take in ten seconds. With a punch, you just throw it, and this is it. I was so surprised and so relieved. I felt all the the weight on my shoulder just leave oh my the, God. The, the, the shoulder when it happened. It was such a great moment, and I think it was the best the best way it could have end. You know, the the I think I was dominating the fight, but still, he took my back. There was some uh, kind of a back and forth, so uh, and then I, I I killed him. I think it was the best way it could end. You know. It, it was truly a great night. Well, I was very, very happy for you. It's great to see uh, a Quebecois do big things on a big stage. I know everything that you've been through over the last few years. Uh, and it was it was just, as you said, a perfect way to end it. So, uh, felicitations. Enjoy it. Enjoy everything that comes with it. And I hope we'll see you back, right? You're going to be back with uh, PFL next year? Oh, yeah, of course. Like uh, I think I have one more year. Okay. It's a grueling uh, tournament, yeah. though. You have to go through that whole thing all over again. It's uh, yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> Golly, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's, like I can't believe they were fighting twice. Uh, 
Yeah, twice a, in a, a night day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Holy shit, eh? But you're gonna do oh, it. Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Okay. All right. Well, I have to negotiate the the contract. But, yeah. Go for back to back two million. Why not? Uh, enjoy it, my yeah, friend. Why not? Thank you so much for coming on. Thank Very you, happy for... Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, and remember, hey, Quebec is back, tabarnak. Let's go. Let's go. I hope you get that <laughs> event. I want to go to that event next year. If they're there, I'm going to go home. We're going to do it at the uh, Centre Belle or what? Or small? No, we could do it there, right? I don't know. Do, do you think I can sell uh, that much tickets? Yes. I don't think so. I, I mean, you think so? Come on. Oh, come on, Ariel. You're OAM, I have to go to tout le monde en parle. Yeah, but I have to go to tout le monde en parle first, you know? That's a great show. Are they having you on there? I don't know yet. Maybe. A little respect. All right. Yeah, I really little respect. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe they are too scared that I'm going to swear, you know? I know, I know. But that's a big show for those that don't know. That's like the biggest sports show in Quebec, right? But it's not sport, but it's uh, the biggest show. Talk show. Like, they do everything. Yeah, talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they do um, yeah. all right good luck with so, that yeah, anyway this show's bigger so don't worry about it yeah it is bigger actually so, yeah. yeah all right thanks man congrats there he is see you oam olivier aubin mercier winner of the pfl tournament got the big bucks got the million dollars love everything about it um all right uh, that was fun. Still to come, Chael P going to join us. And still to come, Glover Teixeira is going to join us. So stay tuned for all of that. Glover Teixeira going to talk about 282. Chael P going to talk about a whole bunch of things. We got a lot to talk to him about. But first, a quick word from... Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. But it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Our good friends. All right, let's make our picks. Everyone ready? Uh, big weekend in MMA. Yes, the Parlay Pals are back. There they are. GC representing the US of A. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Man, uh, that got sweaty at the end. New York Rick looking even more stylish today. The hair is, I mean, I'll take it. I don't know if you've ever looked better than this current. I don't think he has. It's a real, I mean, I would just stick with this. This should be the look. Yeah. We're not going to do anything crazy. We're, we're, we're not gonna, doing any sort no, of no. like ponytail, uh, undercut bullshit. None of that. Well, an undercut maybe. I mean, we'll no, get the this is good. This is good. No, the, the sides are, the sides are good. The beard's in good shape. We're all right. Yeah. And don't go skin fade on the sides. Oh, wow. No, no. No love for the skin Back in fade. the d- Too short. 
back in the day i used to uh these days we'll start with like maybe a two you know and then fade it up um how's the prime as you mature you know it's pretty good yeah shout out shout out to our good (laughs) friends um (laughs) so uh we got to make our picks we're looking to get back on track yep we did get back on track two weeks ago stumbled last week uh frank you good you uh ready to make some i'm oh, just uh watching oh yeah casual sorry, I, observer. Forgot, I forgot i forgot i forgot retirement and everything um question is we have the generator thingy oh yeah but it's uh adjusted. is it a three-way one or is it a four-way yeah it's three. Oh wow okay did the guy send it to you a new version or did you do it yourself uh, I did it myself. Ah, yeah. It would have been hilarious if the guy was like, hey, I took the liberty to uh, adjust this for you. All right, well, without further ado, let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, I mean, let's randomize this order. Wow, it looks just... so empty. It looks... Can I get a... Ca- I wish I had a camera. I don't think it makes noise anymore either, though. Wow. He's holding back on the noise, on the sound effects. Can, can we get eyes on Frank right now? I mean, what's he doing? Is he stewing? Is he... I mean, currently he's stretching. Big stretch. <laughs> yawn. Yawn. I feel like I'm watching my dog so, right so now. so comfortable. Yeah. He's doing the whole like I don't care, right? I'm, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, he's I'm just waiting for us to lose so he can join back. Yeah, it's not. That's what he said at oh, lunch. Come on, you guys. I and it, you and it's a very good point that you raise. Uh, the stipulations are as such: until we lose, <laughs> Frank is no longer invited. Uh, you have to it's gonna know, be a minute. Yeah. No matter what Frank says, he's he rooting is against going us. To, oh, vehemently <laughs> rooting against us. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, I, I, you could say anything, Frank. I'm going to take you, the parlay. I know you're cheering against us. Uh, all right, let's randomize this order. Let's see who's That's picking it. first. Yeah, it kind of loses some appeal. There it is. There's the sound. Bang. Ariel first. Hmm. Rick second. Connor will be going third. Um, <laughs> Even with Frank out, you're still last. It's, yeah, Connor how is it? I'm always last. last single man. But I continue to hit the pick, so what are you going to do? Not only UFC Orlando... You know, if you're feeling frisky, you want to go over to the Tyson Fury fight. Oh, that's no, but those those odds are. I mean, I'd have yeah, to do like a prop. You'd have to take right? a prop. You'd have to yeah. do something. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, there's a lot to like here. Of course, it felt very empty without the noise and even the music. Now, like he's really holding out on the music, huh? Wait, who's doing the pick now? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, Ariel. It starts with you. So. Well, I know. I mean, I mean that. Uh, that. I was like, what the, the hell? That's what golly. We um, it feels okay. a little weird doing it in front of him. You know. No, I mean, them's the breaks. I'm just looking over. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, Kevin Holland, obviously, with the minus 155 in the main event. Sergey Pavlovich, minus 210 over Taitui Vasa in the co-main. Uh, maybe not the co-main, but uh, RDA, minus 540. Doesn't that feel too big, by the way? Barbarina's look good, no? You like Barbarina in this? Not to me. No, you like RDA. No, that doesn't feel too big at all. No. I, lo- I love RDA. Okay. I mean, I really feel like the only way Barbarina wins is if it turns into a brawl. Uh, Nicolau and Schnell. Nicolau's a big favorite, minus 380. Uh, Kyle Dawkins, a minus 215. Man, I don't really love anything here. Mark Casey's a minus 315 over uh, Michael Johnson. Nico Price, minus. Whoa, Jonathan Pierce is a minus 450 against Darren Elkins. What do you guys yeah. think of that? Scott Holtzman, retirement fight for him. Um, do you guys have your picks ready, by the way? I just wanted to, I was just trying to buy you time. I'm, oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I no, we're that. good. I, I'm almost there. You're almost there? Um, all right. Uh, I do have my pick. Thanks for asking. It will be uh, Jonathan Pierce. JSP. 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 Minus do you four. Feel a little, uh, 
you know, a little extra love for him because the nickname is JSP? Sure. Why not? Um, I like that matchup. He's looked good as of late. Um, had the uh, big win over Makwan Amir Khani in July on a four-fight winning streak. I will go with uh, Jonathan Pierce, 30 years of age, the pride of Johnson City, Tennessee. Hmm. Who's next? I was Johnson City. That, that don't, takes don't us to even, Rick. Don't even bother with the music. I'm taking our oh, uh, Wow. Wow. So he had let's that just, one. Let's just get to business. Let's just. <laughs> I mean, I It was JSP it. or RDA. I mean, come on. Oh, all right. I mean, I'm ready to finish this off if you want me to be let's totally go. honest. Uh, let's head to the aforementioned tie to Ivasa Sergei Pavlovich fight. No way. We're going to have to root against Taito Ivasa? <laughs> he didn't Hell even make no. the pick yet. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not we'll going the taking, distance? We'll be taking the under two and a half. Uh, I mean, we're saving 200 points by taking the under two and a half. 17 UFC fights for the guys. Neither has ever completed a takedown. Swing and bang for the area. This yeah. is going to be a banger until it is not, until it's over. Uh, love it. Three picks. Nice and clean. Minus 141. Exactly what I was looking for. A nice just chalky McChalk parlay. Uh, <laughs> we got to keep Frank out. We got we to keep this going. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Now, why not just go fight doesn't go the distance? I don't know, because it's minus trying to get us more value. 50, you know? I mean, didn't we already discuss that all we're trying to do is get dubs? Yeah. I just... I just see a low likelihood of this fight ending between two and a half minutes left in the third round and right. one second left. Right. If that's the case, though, we come back to this. So right now it's at minus 141. If I took no, it's at minus 156. Minimum. Mm, that feels like, I mean. It's nothing. I would just take fight doesn't go the distance. Now you're making me nervous. Now you're making mm. me nervous. Well, why, I mean, why not just <laughs> take the take the easier pick? I want pick. you on the side of safety. Like yes, it. we're trying to win here, and we're trying to keep all Frank right, out. All right, all right, all right. You talk me into it. Wait, no. did I just say that out loud? Now that's <laughs> all right. That's the final. Now we're at minus one fifty six. Let's go. Just take the easier one. Didn't we right, learn from the uh, the last one where just he went falling apart at the seams? Yeah, <laughs> Frank. If you were to go with something, yeah, just what curious. Would it have been? He didn't even look because he's not in. He hasn't even looked at the card. He, hasn't even, he doesn't even know. Who's he has no idea. He you know what? No I don't have anything to prove to you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Them's the picks. Uh, JSP, Jonathan Pierce, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, and Tuivasa Pavlovich. Fight doesn't go the distance. Yep. There it is. Bingo. All right, bingo, bango. Chalky chalk. Let's get it. The winning streak chalk. starts now. Now, Big what about uh, the rest of your picks, Mr. GC? Uh, yeah, let's get into them. UFC Ooh, look at Orlando. this. Wow. Yeah, it gave a little Disneyland theme. Felt like blue. That's actually the exact hex code for the Orlando Magic. That is the exact uh, Orlando Magic blue, if we really want to wow. get into details. I do like here. it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it should be a great card. I'm excited for it. We start off. Natan Levy, Gennaro Valdez took this one as soon as it opened. I mean, anytime Gennaro Valdez is in a fight, I'm going to expect it not to go to a decision. Just watch his last fight. Against Matt Frivola, I mean, it was just pure chaos. He got dropped like six times in the first round. The dude just comes in and makes fights chaotic. 11 fights, 11 finishes for him in his career. Uh, win or lose, took an L against Matt Frivola. Natan Levy, yes, he does go to more decisions. He could grapple here, but I think even if he gets it to the ground, the way that uh, Gennaro Valdez fights, uh, I think he's live for a sub. So under two and a half, I feel pretty good with. Let's keep it rolling. 
Tracy Cortez, I'm going to take her on the money line. Very close fight. I mean, what has to happen? She has to get the takedowns. Amanda Hibas, over a pretty good sample size. She does have great takedown defense, but I went back. I was watching the Werner Jandaroba fight in that first round. She gets taken down. About 3.30 left in the first round. Has to stay there the rest of the round. I mean, she she just couldn't get up from that. I think Tracy Cortez is better wrestling than Munich Andrew But if she does get the takedowns, I feel like she can dominate for the remainder of the round. Uh, I mean, she's relentless with them. She's got multiple takedowns in every single UFC fight. Has never had less than six and a half minutes of control time in her UFC career in each fight. Uh, I'm going to trust that she can get the takedowns. If she doesn't get the takedowns, she's not inept on the feet, but I would say Amanda Hivas has a... Uh, an advantage there, and, and things will start to get dangerous. So I'm going to lean on her to get the takedowns and get it done. Uh, Scott By the way, is it, is it Tracy uh, Ortega now? Yeah, we got into this uh, pretty pretty big on No Bets Bard this week. Uh, so what is it? It's, or- it's Ortega as the name on Instagram, but her handle is still Cortez. What are we going uh, with? I mean, I'm I'm going Cortez for now. Uh, you know, if, if the broadcast says Ortega, I think they're engaged, right? I don't know. I mean, they did a photo shoot. That he, she had a big rock on her finger. Okay. So you did a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah, we got pretty deep on it. Speaking of No Bets Bard, this uh, bet, Scott Holtzman Moneyline, listen to No Bets Bard. I got talked into it by Jed Mishu. He said it's, you know, one of his most confident plays on the entire card. Scott Holtzman should be a minus 500. Uh, so if Scott Holtzman doesn't win, uh, don't blame me. Blame Jed. I really have no other reasoning other than that. I mean, he just sold me on pure confidence. Uh, retirement fight. Has he announced that? I don't know. But I think this is his last fight, yeah. Yeah, I think it's his retirement fight. Uh, next up, Kyle Dawkins. Anders just really hasn't impressed me too much. Three and seven in his last ten fights with her, I guess, 11 with one no contest. Uh, I mean, he just it's pretty low volume. He doesn't land a ton of strikes. He hasn't landed more than 65 strikes in a fight in the last five years. He's a decent wrestler. doesn't really handle the jiu-jitsu well. I think this is a pretty good matchup for Kyle Dawkins. I'm a little concerned about you know him getting his face broken against Roman Delice, you know, only five months ago. But I'm going to trust that he gets this to the mat and probably ends it with a submission here. Uh, just can't trust Anders with my money at this point. Plus, SEC Championship on Saturday. Can't bet on a uh, former oh. Alabama football Who is player it? at that point. Who's playing? George LSU, SEC Championship. Wow. Still, you know, just Winner trust. gets into the uh, playoff? No. No, we're already in the playoff. It's it's pretty cemented. 12-0, number one team in the country. Wow. Who's yeah. in the playoff? It's looking like it's going to be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USA. TCU? Yeah, TCU's 12-0. Who are they playing? Their Big 12 schedule. Seems suspect. Listen, give me Georgia USC, Peach Bowl in Atlanta. I'll hopefully be able to attend on New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. National championship against that, Michigan. That's, that's a home game. Teach is them it, another lesson. Is that? That's what you get for being the number one team right, in the country. Right, right. I mean, I thought it was supposed to be neutral. Uh, it is technically neutral, but yeah, Mercedes Benz is a lot closer to uh, Athens, Georgia than it is to Pasadena. Fair, fair. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Jack Hermanson. Just mentioned him, Roman Delice, uh, coming off a big win uh, against Phil Hawes. Previously knocked out uh, Kyle Dawkins in the first round as well. He's up and coming, but I feel like this is just a tough matchup, getting a vet in Jack Hermanson. Short notice for him, too. Uh, if he tries to use the wrestling on Jack, obviously we know Jack has the chops, and he was preparing for Derek Brunson. I don't think that's going to go that well. Uh, I thought Jack showed improved striking against uh, Against Chris Curtis last time out, I thought he, he showed good chops for himself. And, uh, yeah, I just think this is going to be a veteran performance for him, and I think he gets it done here. Uh, next up, 
fight I am most excited for. I just used it in the parlay pals. Tai Tuivasa money line. I thought I was smart getting Tai Tuivasa at plus 145, but I guess not. A lot of people doubting our guy. Uh, I mean, when you just look at this fight, when you break it down, it pretty much is going to be who finds the button first. I, I think Tai is a little bit underrated athletically, his ability to slip punches, his ability to counter. He's got a chin on him. Go back, watch the Derek Lewis fight. Go back, watch the Cyril Gaon fight. I mean, he took an absolute beating before finally being put out uh, against Cyril Gaon. Like, he can take a punch. I don't know if he can take, you know, 10 or 15 from Sergei Pavlovich, but he's going to be able to stand in there and trade a little bit. And if he finds Sergei Pavlovich's chin, there's there's no telling. Like, he can put anybody out. Uh, so just in a heavyweight bout where it's just who's going to find it first, I'm willing to ride with him. So I also added a half unit on Taito Ivasa by KO at plus 350. Uh, yeah, I mean, who also, who just who doesn't want to cheer on Taito Ivasa in a fight? Who doesn't want to cash a bet and watch the man get up there and do a nasty shoey? Like, it, you know, we can't get along if, if you don't want to do that there. Uh, plus, you know, laying minus 200 or more in, in a heavyweight fight where there isn't like a massive advantage uh, can be pretty risky. A third bet on this fight, I also went uh, with... It says under two and a half. It's supposed to be under one and a half. Uh, if you go and look at them. Wait, wait so, which is it? Because now someone's going to take the screen grab and they're going to be like, ah. I know, I know, I know. Well, the line is already blown out anyway, but it is under one and a half. I took it as soon as it opened. You know, this will be the police show the slips on Saturday. Of course, they'll be yes. there. Uh, I mean, 13 of their 17 combined UFC fights have gone under the one and a half. Uh, yeah, I mean, neither of them, I mentioned it, have ever completed a takedown. They are going to come in here. They are going to throw. Until someone goes down. I, I can't imagine. I mean, Sergey Pavlovich's last five fights have ended in the first round. I can't imagine this one is going to go much longer than that. Uh, it should be a banger. I, I, I cannot wait for this one. Next up, Matt Schnell, Mateus Nicolau. I'm going to be taking the under two and a half in this one. Obviously, because it's flyweights. We always know that those never go over. Uh, but also, Matt Schnell. He's been good for the flyweight under business. I mean, seven of his 11 UFC fights have gone under uh, the two and a half. Uh, he just makes fights chaotic. He knows how to get finishes, and he knows how to get finished. Uh, also, big uh, big personality in the UFC card collecting industry, so oh, I yeah. may not love the guy, you know? Yes. Under two and a half there. And then in the main event, I will be taking the trailblazer, Kevin Holland, Uh in recent fights, we've seen him go against wrestlers, against grapplers, where where we know these guys have advantages over him. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is fantastic as, at what he does, but he really only does one thing. It's going to be standing and striking, staying at range, uh, and I feel like that's going to be advantageous for Kevin Holland. I, I suspect that Kevin Holland, at some point during this fight, is going to try and take it to the ground, if not multiple times. Uh, I think he's the more lethal finisher here. I mean, Stephen Thompson doesn't have a finish uh, in six years, and Kevin Holland is incredibly tough. Uh, if it goes to a decision, if it's just them doing you know, a, a karate-style uh, stand-at-range match over 25 minutes, then yeah, Stephen Thompson is probably going to win. But three inches of height, six inches of reach, 10 years younger than Stephen Thompson. I mean, we're not entirely sure what he's going to look like when he comes out uh, on Saturday. I feel like this is a decent matchup for Kevin Holland after a really tough one last time out against Thamzat Shemaev. Uh, so I'm going to side with him to get it done. Two quick parlays. Jonathan Pierce, just like you guys said. Mark D. Casey, RDA. Uh, and then another one where I threw in uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury by KOTKO. Oh. Yasmin, and then Mateus Nicolau. That one pays out at plus one. What is Tyson Fury by uh, KOTKO? Minus 310. Minus 310. I'm looking here. Yeah, I see... Fight doesn't go decision, minus four ten. But I guess we're yeah. is that the same thing? Well, I mean Tyson Fury would be, have to be the one finishing it. I right. mean he is. Not only has 
in my opinion, he has ascended his game since the last matchup with Chizora. I feel like Chizora has fallen off a little bit. Yeah. He is just so much bigger than the dude, too. He has like eight inches of height and like 11 inches of reach on him. It's, I just feel like it is a mismatch. And uh, this is a showcase fight that yeah. hopefully gets him to either Usyk or Joshua next year. Is, and hopefully it's Usyk. Which is weird thinking that Tyson Fury, the, you know, the lineal heavyweight champ, would need a, a showcase nah, it's fight. It's the business of boxing. By the way, you know what else is weird, guys? What about this whole Canelo Leo Messi situation? He just apologized. Who, Canelo? I don't know if you saw that. Canelo apologized. Canelo did. Wow. Jesus Christ, dude. Chill yeah. the fuck out already. I mean, it was he like. Said, the, what do you say? What do you say? He basically said emotions got the best of him. Oh Sorry. My God. Like, it was embarrassing. Rooting for both sides. Like, he, 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 he's, he's now squashed it. The guy was getting undressed. Ended. Like, it was like the most. He knows it's a jersey, right? Like, it's not a flag. But also, he was not doing it disrespectfully. You could tell he was like he was moved his foot. Like he's exhausted. Come how about on. San, how about uh, the UFC zone? Santiago Pantanibia yeah. stepping up. I mean, you mess with Messi, you mess with all of Argentina. If anybody <laughs> can understand the, about. the nationalism, though, certainly it's you. Yes, like he's he's one thousand percent. But you could also tell when someone is not. I'm with you. Doing something maliciously. He was he was looking for a reason and found one. That was that was it. But the he was thing is, why does Canelo need a reason? Like he's he doesn't need any <laughs> extra attention. As he said himself on his Twitter when someone called him out, he doesn't need any extra attention. It just seemed like, golly, much ado about nothing. And it just he kept going on and on and on more. And like, did Messi say anything <laughs> no, about it? No, probably not. not as far as I've <laughs> seen. Not as far as I mean. What would you say at that point? You know what I mean? Like, like yo, chill, and, bro. And, any sane tired. person has seen that and knows, you know, the intention there. Yeah. That, that there was there, there was nothing there. Speaking um, of messy. But yes. We're nil nil at the half. Yeah. Did uh so what, he issued a statement or something? Yeah. Uh, let me let me grab it. Let me see. Or me or Connor will grab it. Let's see. Posted something. Um I mean, what was it? Four days ago, five days ago? No, yeah, yeah. Saturday? But t- earlier today. Yeah, yeah, but this thing has been dragging on. These last few days, I got carried away by the passion and love I feel for my country and made comments that were out of place, for which I want to apologize to Messi and the people of Argentina. Every day we learn something new, and this time it was my turn. Oh, all right. Well, respect Uh, to him. That's a good apology right there. Yeah, and then he followed it up with, I wish both teams much success in their matches today, and here we will continue supporting Mexico until the end. All right. I didn't know that part. Crisis averted. Sort of. I mean, it should have been averted Monday. <laughs> Hero in all this is Santiago Ponzinibbio. Sure, sure. But, I mean, Messi, I feel like, is pretty, you know, widely respected, right? Seems like a yes. good guy, family guy. Doesn't really get involved in controversies. Future Inter-Miami star, right? Him and Ronaldo are going to team up. It's going to be great. Down in the MIA. Um, all right, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. I'm happy we got that update. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Good luck to us all. Uh, no good luck to you, Frank, and especially since you're rooting wow. against us. I mean, you're rooting I'm against us. I'm not rooting against you. It's already been established. Uh, let's talk to our next guest. It was exactly a week ago where we found out that he will not be fighting at UFC 282, and it's been one of the uh, the biggest topics in the sport since then. He's the former UFC light heavyweight champion. He's Glover Teixeira. He's kind enough to join us right now. Glover, my friend, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. By the way, I love that sweatshirt. Is that is that a Roots of Fight? That's a fantastic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee. The best. Roots of Fighting, yeah. 
That's you know, it's nice to see you smile here. I had your friend Paul Hatan. He was staring me down for uh, forty five minutes right here in studio. I'm like, he's a scary guy. You ever get him to to laugh to ease up? He's always he's always very serious. Yes, he is, man. He's uh no, he laughs. You know, he's cool. He's cool with people that uh <laughs> that he likes. <laughs> he, he, he's cool with people that he likes. Exactly. He's little. He's little. He's little weird, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared of that guy. I'm like. I'll, I walk around with him. I'm like, I hope nobody, you know, say some shit to mess with him because he's little. Uh, I, I, I don't know his reaction. You know, he's like, uh, I mean, grow up and the way he grow up, yes. the things he done. I'm, I'm afraid he's gonna, he's gonna do some. I keep telling him, come down, man. Don't. <laughs> those guys are promoting fight, man. They promoting the fight. Yeah, don't try to promote the fight with me. You know, just shit doesn't work. Oh like, my yeah, gosh. But, uh, you can't ruin your career, you know. Don't be going to jail, please. Uh, but I do think he likes me, just for the record. He's just a very, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, yeah. he's he's just a very intense dude. Um, anyway, we will talk no, about he him. he likes you. Otherwise, he wouldn't go. He show, wouldn't have come, right? that's right. Uh, Brendan Schaub, maybe not so much, but uh, me, I think we're yeah. good. We're good, <laughs> we're good. Uh, so it was a week ago that we got this crazy news. Can I, t- can I ask, how did you find out, Glover, about... Yuri getting injured and then all the subsequent, you know, uh, angles that were to come. Like, where were you and how did you find out? I was home. Uh, I managed call and, uh, and, and see what's going on. And, um, and uh, we talk about it, you know, I, I already explained everything. It's like, uh, they say, uh, who you, who you want to fight in December. I mean, they say you want to fight December 10 is to you. I say, yeah, fight Jan December 10. And uh, I say, what about Uncle Alv? I say, I fight him in, uh, in Brazil because the style. And and, uh, and that was it by conversation. And uh, I don't know, 30 minutes later, not even there, uh, I, I just saw the news on, uh, on uh, Instagram that... Uh, Jan and Enklav is going to fight, you know. So did it ever go back and forth? In other words, like you said, all right, I'll fight Jan on December 10th or I'll fight Enklav in Rio. And did you ever hear anything back afterwards or? Uh, no, not really. I mean, my managers talk with them. Yeah. That's sort of the conversation me and my manager thought about, you know, I say, hey, listen, let's, uh, what do you think of this? You know, we talk about it. And uh, of course, uh, my manager, uh, wants the best for me and they say okay well, let's let's do with this and I, I don't know if they call him back and say forget about it i just know the 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 the, the news was there you know it was yeah. just like upsetting because uh you know i'm training i was training for like uh i was already four five weeks into camp already you know uh i, I could I knew I could celebrate Alex's victory a little more. You yes, know what I mean? but yes. But I was like uh, getting close to my fight. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. You know, if you can't do nothing about it, you just got to rise above it. Um, keep training. Keep focused on the goal. And uh, stay positive, you know. That's my, uh, that's my mentality. And so to be clear, because I've seen different people almost like twist the words, you were okay with fighting on December 10th. You just wanted to fight yeah. Jan Bohovic. If it was going to be Magomed Ankalaev, you asked if you can have a few more weeks, the Rio card, to prepare for him. Can you explain why? Why were you okay with fighting Jan on December 10th, but not Ankalaev? Oh, Jan is, a, is an orthodox style. It's a style that, uh, that is easier to, 
Uh, I'm not saying he's the, the fighter that yeah. he is, you know. Alex is orthodox style. It's not, not easy to fight Alex, you know what I mean? I'm saying that the, it's easy to fight the style. It's easy the the I train with the guys like the uh, all the time, you know. Those uh, I have Alex. I was getting Alex, Doom, all those guys. So you ask any fighter, you know, um, they they will go for orthodox style because it's different. The shots are different, especially for me in the takedowns. Uh, I was preparing for a different fighter that uh, I watched that tape over and over and over again about Jiri, you know, like we have a different uh, shots and position and, and shots that I'm saying, wrestling shot, you know, takedowns and stuff. So you get a salt ball is uh, definitely need more, more time to adjust there. It's a high level thing. It's a championship level. And, uh, you know, I just say, hey, I mean, I fight. I, I, the thing is this, I... Um, I say I'll fight Jan because Jan is the second, you know, number 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 two, you know, contender. I was number one, not Jan. And then Ankla Aves say, oh, okay, you want me to fight him? And then I fight him in Brazil. Let's fight in Brazil. Give me more time to, you know, at least um, get the preparation right. You know? Are you surprised that they said no to you versus Jan? Yes, yes, I was. I was surprised because uh, I thought it would be a great opportunity for that rematch, you know. Uh, and um, I guess they, I don't know, they just want to allow to fight and um, December 10th. So nothing else to say about it, you know. They, they, they want him to fight. How close were you to saying yes to Ankalaev on December 10th? I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have much of a conversation. You know? Me and my manager would talk about it. Maybe uh, it was a possibility. Uh, but as of right now, um, if you think about it, it's just like uh, we probably would say no anyway because uh, we want to do it the best for us, for me. You know, we want to do it the best for me. Like I say, I every time I, I walk in the octagon, I, I leave... Uh, everything in there. I wanted to win and I wanted to do the best, you know. Uh, I'm always go after knockout submission. I get a bunch of bonus for that. I get a bunch of bonus for fight of the night and, um, it, you know, I'm always put the work and uh, don't matter win or losing. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm a fighter. But, uh, you know, at this point of my career, it's like, okay, let's train right for this guy because I want to to go in there, 100% prepare, get the belt back for me, for my country, for Brazil, for us here in Danbury, and make a history. That's what I want. And um, I wanted to do that. I'm 43 years old. This is, um, you know, probably one of my last chances to fight for the belt. And uh, I'm, I'm right there. I own that position, and I wanted to do right. Man. I don't, don't want to just jump in something like... Uh, you know, oh, this guy's a completely different guy than I was trained for. This is the way I want. I make the decision, and I'm happy with that decision. Do you, I'm do you, happy the way the, the days went, you know, because, like I say, it's been two, two, two weeks before the fight. I was already, you know, like uh, almost done with the camp, you know. You lose money, you lose time, and you lose everything, but... Uh, this situation was was what it was, you know. 
considering all the things that you just said and how you've been a consummate professional and always, you know, class act, do you feel disrespected by the way in which this has gone down? Disrespected, man. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's like, uh, for me, it's like this, you know, they offer me the fight and uh, it's one of those things. Oh, you don't want a title fight and uh, we're going to put the young and... Uh, because they're already training for each other, you know. Of course, they, they like Yonsei, I think. Yonsei in your show, right? Uh, because we watch Alex, we watch uh, with the, with the interview. He didn't even know uh, by the time he get, you know. Because they, are, of course, it's just like uh, the change was just like... Um, it, it, I, I would say the same thing. I wouldn't, I would not even... My manager would probably even have to call me to say that situation. Oh, you're just going to fight instead of three rounds. You're going to fight five rounds. But both of the guys was training for three rounds. Both of the guys was training for each other. So they just put them over there, you know. For me, it was a different story because I was training and completely different guys, completely different than Ankalov. And I say, I agree to fight Jan. That is different than Jiri too. But Jan, I fought him before. And like I say, easier guy to... Fight because of the style. So I know that you've you've kind of voiced your, I guess, displeasure in, in the nicest way possible. By the way, over the last few days, has anyone from the UFC reached out to you to clear the air, to let you know, okay, this is what we were thinking, anything like that? No, not really, man. You know, uh, you know, I, I was uh, I had the cheat here to go. I'm going with Alex for Vegas next week. You know, hang out over there with him. Maybe I go in a fight, you know, I got, because a lot of people, I have a lot of people that come from uh, Hawaii, Brazil, and, um, you know, to cancel the tickets and everything. This is a lot of people cancel the ticket. A lot of people cancel the, the flight, but uh, a few people still going. So I'm going to go over there and meet uh, a lot of my good friends, you know. So you're going to attend the fight, 282. That's your plan? Yeah, that's the plan, yeah. Is that going to be weird for you? Not weird, man. You know, I live the moment, man. I, I, it's like I, I don't let those things bother me. You know, I was upset. Of course, I was, I was upset uh, uh, for the moment there. Yes, I feel disrespected, but uh, it's a situation that happened. Uh, but, you know, like I say, is what, what I'm going to do. Sit home and cry about it and no. be depressed in my room. And, uh, and I do. So I'm going to go over there, attend the fight, watch the fight. Hopefully... I fight the winner of those two guys, so I'll be able to sit there and and watch uh, both of the guys going at it, you know. And um, hopefully, I fight the winner. That's the that's the that's the, the way I think uh, going to happen, you know. And uh, I hope that happens, you know. Have you been told that, or your management? Did they say okay? No, no not even that. No, no, no. I haven't told uh, anything. Oh. I don't think we are uh, in a conversation yet. No. Really. Glover, don't you think you're owed a phone call? I mean, just a phone. You know, you've done so much. I mean, sorry it didn't work out, but don't worry. You're fighting the winner. Like, something like that. I mean, I feel like that's the least yeah. that could happen here. No? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's like uh, everybody run the company different, the way right. they do it. This is the way I, I you know. It, it, it's like uh, what I think and what they think is a completely different thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, have you have you talked to Yuri? Has he reached out to you? As have you? Yes, yes, yeah. He's apologized. You know, he's a very he's an incredible guy, man. He's an incredible guy, incredible fighter. He's a, you know, 
you talk about apologize about the fight and it happens and uh, I don't I just told him uh, hopefully good recovery he's a great champion he's a great uh, person and I hope uh, all the best for him and uh, soon he'll be back so he he reached out to you privately not just on on yes oh wow did that surprise you yes 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 oh uh, yes uh Little bit, but uh, I've been fight, a lot of fighters that I fight, you know, a uh, ton of respect that we have for each other. It, it's been a couple guys that we talk like Jan, me and Jan, we talk uh, after oh, nice. the fight a couple times. It's like a lot of fighters, you know, uh, like I talk about Anthony Johnson, me and Anthony, Anthony Johnson. Every time, uh, you know, uh, I, even, I even say that every time uh, uh, anniversary of our fight, I used to, I used to stand in a clip and say... <laughs> Hey, here, Anthony, we beat you, me, man. You, uh, you know, just messing with him, you know. I say, I got to get you back, something like that. Just mess around. He just laugh. And uh, we all, we, I have a good relationship with uh, a lot of the guys, you know. I was going to ask you about Anthony. Obviously, you have a history with him. Uh, can I ask, you know, how you felt and how you're feeling when you when you heard the news? Oh. Of- Man, that was that was last Sunday after we were we barbecue in a friend's house with uh, Alex. You know, after the victory, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. Man. I, I was like, you talk about Anthony Johnson, the guy I fought. Yeah. And then I start looking at the internet, you know, and then I see all, all this news, and I, I, uh, I couldn't believe it because, um, you know, I talk with Anthony. I was talk with Anthony. I have his WhatsApp num- number, and I, and I text him here and there. You know, we, we share some pictures, you know, like some funny stuff. We talk. But I, I, I didn't even know he was uh, sick. Or, or, wow. And I haven't talked with him in like, uh, I don't know, maybe six months, you know. And uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about him. It was just uh, very sad, you know. Very sad. Very like devastating, you know. Horrible. You know my day, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it still doesn't even feel real. Um, go- going, going back to the title, are you surprised they're doing a vacant title fight like that they, you know, took the belt away or that he gave up the belt? And not an interim title fight. Well, he gave up the belt, right? So, yeah. Uh, it'd be weird to be interim. Yeah, I know. But they could just say you could keep it, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I like you, Harry. Right. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know I wouldn't want it, though. All right. I, I wouldn't want it. Yeah, it would be, it'd be weird, you know? Like, I, I wanted to fight for the belt, you know? And I still want to. I, whoever winning, I'll be ready. I'll be prepared. And uh, like I say, I'm going to do the best that I can uh, to get the belt back, man. I feel confident. I feel very strong. I feel uh, that I that I figured out the training for myself, you know. I've been doing that for, for quite a while. I, uh, it's been amazing, you know. But like, oh, hold on. No problem. Sorry about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Good. We got you. Yeah. You see me? Yes, yes. Anyway, somebody probably put in the, in the plane mode over here. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, be ready for the fight, man. Be ready for the fight and uh, I'm going to get the belt back, you know. Does this change your plans? Like, did you have a certain plan? Oh, I'm going to win December 10th. I'm going to do this, that, and now the plans have oh, been... Yeah. Change my Christmas a little bit, right? You know, right. I was like, uh, I have a cup of bottle of whiskey over here to <laughs> drink up. Now I have to hold on and see what's gonna going on. You know, when when are we gonna go next? Yeah. 
It's a, it's a very unfortunate situation. And what if they come to you and say, oh, okay, now this fight happened and there's now this contender that we want you to fight? Like, what if they try to get you to fight a non-title fight next? Non-title fight, man. Yeah, uh, you know, I say Jerry Maguire, right? Show me the money. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's it's go. like, oh, hey, let's go. But like, uh, really, I, um, I don't know. You know, Harry, like, it's a conversation that uh, we talk about. It's a big fight we go because uh, it's a fight that makes sense we're going to go. It's a, it's a money that makes sense we're going to go, of course, because that's a job at the end of the day. I really like to fight for the belt. I really think it's a, it's a great opportunity for me here to make history, to make... Uh, it's incredible, man. Yeah. Get that belt again yeah. is something that I really want and something that I work hard for. I know it's not an easy test, you know? And uh, it's not an easy test. We know, we, everybody knows that. Who do you think that wins? It's not. Magomed or... Who I think wins? Or Jan? Uh, yeah. I think, uh, I say this before, I think uh, Uncle Av is going to win. Um, but there's a situation that Jan, you know, Jan is very tricky fighter. I thought about, I thought that Adesanya was going to beat Jan too. Hmm. But Jan fight good with the counter punches like that, you know. Jan fight very good with the counter puncher. Uncle Av is more like a counter puncher. I think Uncle Av have a better wrestler. And uh, he may take him down, but, uh, you know, I don't know, man. He's, he's very powerful. You know? It could go either way, but I have to say, yes. Um, and I wanted to ask you, obviously, we saw that great clip of you celebrating. Uh, you jumped over the cage, and, and the team was jumping after Alex beat Izzy. Can you compare the emotions that you felt in that moment to when you won the title to see your friend do it as opposed to when yeah, you did man. it? What, what's, what's the difference? What's it like? Yeah, it's uh, it's different, you know. Uh, you when you're fighting, you get the, all the emotion over there. You know, you're in control of the fight. Especially my fight wasn't fight like. I think Alex. I think Alex have won the way I won the belt. You know, like going and beat him in the first round, going second round, knock him out. I wouldn't be so crazy yeah. about it, you know. But the way the fight was going, and I was like, keep telling him, like, come on, Alex. You gotta put it to put the trigger, man. You gotta, you know, gotta put because I know his potential, I know his power. And for somehow he was like, and I know his style too. We know what he he's doing a lot of the the time. We all we over there, like of course, not the end of the first round was very scary, but uh other than that, you know, we see him he keep patient, he keep like focus, he make the guys uh missing punches. And, and they keep that pressure. You watch him, you keep that pressure the whole time. The whole time. Right away in the second round, like, people think, like, he was hurt. He's right in Adesanya's face. Mm -hmm. Right there in the, in the punching range. Alex always stay on the range of attack. You know? So you got to attack him, or he's going to come with those bombs. So, and, um, but I was like, man, you got to put it together. Put those punches, man. You got to, you know, get closer. And eventually, in the fifth round, he did it the way he did it, and it was like, it was very emotional. It was very, I was very happy, man. You know, very happy for, yeah. It's like I'm just as happy as somebody accomplished a goal, just as much as myself, man. It really is. Like for me, Alex have that belt. Uh, anybody, my friend that I'm close to, you know, that that I help, especially if I can help somebody. 
to reach the goal, it's it's incredible feeling, man. It's incredible feeling. People already know that, you know. You do something to somebody, it's better than almost than you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember last year you were on the show and you predicted that in a year he'd be fighting for the belt, and so your your prophecy came true. I'm I'm wondering if you know if 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 it was up to you, do you want to see him fight Izzy again next, or do you want to see him fight someone else? Uh, uh I like to see that fight again. I yeah. like to see that fight again because uh, just to you know some adjustment they make, you know, and Alex. He uh, he's crazy, man. He watched that fight every time he comes to my house. You know, we hang out all the time. We don't do too much stuff, but we hang out. I call I, I call him. Oh, hey, Alex, what are you doing, man? We bring you bring your kids. You know, bring the kids. I make some hamburgers over here. We hang out. I like to hang out, talk shit. You know, but then he sit down in front of you. Hey, can you put my fight on? It's like, bro, we already watched that fight like five hundred times. And he keep watching. Say, oh, right there. You see, right there, Glover. That's the position. I. I that's when he was, you know, and I, yeah, I think that fight happens again right away right now. I think Alex, uh, we beat him even, uh, we beat him the, the, all the rounds, you know, because wow. that last fight, of course. Yeah, I think so. I really think so. That's why I wanted to see it again. Okay. If you ask me, like, if you UFC asked me, you decided, Logan. Yeah, yeah. I say, okay, let's do it. Let's do it at the same again because I want to see Alex beating this guy. Uh, nothing against the same. I love the guy. The guy is an incredible job. You know, nothing against it. Yeah. It's just as a fighter, as a fighter, as a coach, as a you know, a friend, I just know he can beat him. He can beat him and without probably not lose a round. You know? What about this uh, Hamza Chamayev talk? Do you want to see this fight? Uh, yeah, this fight is all talk. I, I, I usually I don't get too involved in this. Yeah. Talk that doesn't make any sense, but it's like they're going uh, to a light heavyweight. This guy say he accepted. I, I remember Alex calling George and say, hey, George, let's fight in Brazil. I fight. Uh, and I even told him, I said, what are you doing, bro? We fight in Brazil. <laughs> you, you, you legs are hurt. You know, you kick so much and uh, you shin, you shin are hurt. You know, like uh, you're not a recovery. You have a brutal five rounds. Just chill for a while, you know? And he's like, yeah, but this guy's talking. I'll fight him at 205. I don't want to cut the weight because uh, I said, yeah, you can't cut the weight because it's two weight cut like that. Because he got he doesn't say Alex is very strong mind. He goes in, we tell him what you do. Okay, Alex, you're gonna stay 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes in the sauna. I cut weight with thousands of people. To have a guy like Alex is a different. He goes, man. He just goes. All right, 10 minutes, let's go. He got up and go. Whatever you tell him the mission, he he'll do it <laughs> with no complaint. But you have a brutal work. He he have a brutal wake up. You know he doesn't complain. He say, "Oh no, it was good. It was good. It was not it was not too bad." But uh, you <laughs> you know I know yeah. I know it's a lot of weight. He, he, you know too. Yeah. You go yeah. on with the two hundred. It's twenty. He cut to a twenty five pounds. Twenty five pounds. He recovered. Do you think eventually he's going to have to fight at 205? Eventually, I think he will. Eventually, yes. Uh, I mean, I, he's too much, much too big, and eventually he, that, that way cut is going is gonna to stress him out, and uh, he's going to probably talk about 205, yeah. 
Wow. You haven't not say anything. Of course, you say about like you know off camp stuff, like you know Shima F stuff. He do two five, but they haven't talked about it. But I, I know as a as experience of a fighter, I I can see because Alex when he come here to train two years ago, two two plus years ago to help me out for Thiago, he was not that big, man. Soon as he stopped putting the wrestling workout on him, you know, he started doing muscle, muscle. He's like, he changed, like, he got at least 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Wow. After he started doing the wrestling, you know, because before he, he used to do just kickboxing, running, kickboxing, running, kickboxing. And so it's more like cardio. Now he got to do all this weights crawl back, you know, all these crazy things, and you're getting bigger and bigger. Well, you were right. You called it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for him. I'm sorry what happened to you, Glover. I, I, I feel legitimately bad for you, and I think you just, I know you can't necessarily say it. You deserve much better, my friend, and you're, you're, you're being a class act. You're taking the high road, but let's be honest. You deserve, at the very least, a phone call, Glover, but honestly, they should have done you versus Jan, and this is not me disrespecting Magomed, it's the bigger fight. There's a story. That's, come on. Why, why, I, how many times has it happened in UFC history where the champion falls off and they try to salvage the fight and then they get rid of the whole fight? No. They keep the other guy there and they bring in a guy. They make the fight make sense for everyone. And here, I feel like you got the short end of the stick. It's not right. We're trying. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, maybe that's why, like, uh, situation. I'm, I'm dealing with situation. This is how my life been like then, man. I, I trying to rise above. I trying to not stress too much, and maybe that's why they. Uh, um, I, I, I sometimes I actually feel like, ah, man, I should you know stand up for my rights a little more, you know, and, yeah. and get angry. But I really don't get angry, man, because uh, things happen for a reason, you know. I don't get angry. I of course at that moment, yes, yeah, you know. People, you were the first one of the first guys I respond, but my phone stopped blowing up. But Oof. you were the first one of the first guys I, you know, you start talk. I respond by text. Remember thank that? Thank you, thank you. It was yes. a, that that day, and I respond a couple other guys after, but I uh, I didn't do an interview for a couple of day for a day or two. And the next day, I was like, you know what? Let's go in the ice bath. Let's do this thing. Let's live life because if I let those things bother me and and take my peace, you know. That's uh, that's on me. So I uh, I I, uh, I kind of forget about it. You know, hey, fight is canceled. Let's move on. I still training. I still focus. Whatever comes uh, next, hey, if they offer me a fight, title fight, non-title fight, like I say, if they pay is right, uh, I fight in Brazil. I fight anywhere. Fight anytime, man. My really wanna is to fight for the belt. I deserve it. We have one of the best fight of the year. I was beating the guy. I was beating the champion. I lost, you know, I got caught over there with a stupid mistake that I did. And um, I think I'm right here back to to prove it that I am the best in the world. You know, and I want to prove that. I want to show that. People keep counting me out because of my age, but uh, they don't know what I'm going through. They don't see my training. It's secret. We don't let anybody feel my training. And, uh, but it's a, it's a war. It's a war every time. And this is a war to train, to focus, to do the, 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 the eyes, to do the, everything I do to recover is focus, focus, focus. And people 
trying to count that out. And I keep going over there and surprising everybody. They start with like a while back with Anthony Smith. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, Anthony Smith is going to kill his guys. And boom, 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 boom. You know, keep going, man. All right. If Yankalaev is next, I'm going to show the world the difference. If he's is young, let's do it again. Let's do it again. We're going to get that belt back. Much respect, Glover. Thank you very much for the time. Good luck to you. I hope it all works out. Thank you, my friend. You too. Right. Hey, you got pink too, man. I like Look it. I like it. I like yeah, it. That yeah. one's nicer than mine, but I like it, my friend. Thank you. Safe travels. See you in Las Vegas. There he is. Glover Teixeira. Uh, the number one contender in the light heavyweight division, regardless of what anyone may say. All right, it's Wednesday. That means it's Ariel and the bad guy time. Let's talk to my old friend, Chael P. Standing by, oh so patiently, is he there? There he is. Where else would he be? What, is that a hello? Or are you like waiting for a picture to open up? I don't see myself. Do you yeah. hear me? Yeah, yeah, no, I see you loud and clear. And by the way, Chael, you look great. Uh, hair a little longer? What's going on? Thank you for that. I've been wanting to do something different with my hair. Maybe my whole life. I have calyx. I can't do it. I got to do the same thing. So I grew my hair out to like get a change. And I did something a little that yeah. you see my part. Yeah, hey, that shaved in. That shaved in. That's not just I parted it well. They shaved it. And I was so nervous when she told me she was going to do it. But I, I don't have big regret. I mean, nobody notices. It's not dramatic. I thought it was going to be dramatic. By the way, I noticed within seconds, I think you look great. I think it makes you look younger, hipper. Get to me. How long are we going to do this? Hello, can I get right into it? Well, I just wanted to know what Miss Brittany thought of it. She liked it. She was there. In fact, when the girl said she was going to do it, I turned to Miss Brittany and she said, "Go for it." Okay. Uh, happy to hear that. By the way, before we get into it, did you see my reunion with Daniel Cormier on the show a couple weeks ago? I mean, wasn't that nice? Wasn't it nice to see the old friends back together? I mean, wasn't that great? What a rub in! Like it's you and Daniel. We're out doing Ariel and the bad guy. Like it's you and Daniel that we're sitting at the Barclays for the first ever UFC on ESPN. Oh, you know, it's oh my old friend Daniel. Yeah. No, I really felt you were. I felt like I got my face smashed in it. Quite frankly, I mean, I was. I would be excited to see DC too. I'm glad that you have that relationship with DC. But I did feel that you were trying to present DC's position in your life wow. as the one that I will. Jealous. Yes. Okay. All right. I got the text. I wasn't sure if you were, you know, kayfabing or not, but I felt a little jealousy. I felt like you felt like you were on the outside looking in. And you know what? I don't hold this against you. Envious is the word, but people always get those wrong. Jealousy is defined as the corrupt desire to protect something you have. Envy is the corrupt desire to protect something that somebody else has. So I get what you mean, but it's envious. Errol, I got to get into it before okay, this grows old. You just said goodbye to Glover. Now, poor Glover got his heart ripped out in front of the world and even came here and then shared that with you. And your final words to him were, I hope it all works out for him. Well, it didn't work out for him. It's already over. There's no hope. Like, is that something you said to be nice? We don't have to hope. He does not get to be world champion. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even get a fight. As a matter of fact, when you say no, I don't even know if he's number one contender. That brings me pain, not pleasure. I feel like I'm close with Glover. I feel a little closer to him maybe than he does to me. He did some very kind things for me in the past. But as I look at this situation... That's a tough spot, man. It's That's a very a tough, tough spot. spot. There, was, there was three guys, and Glover agreed to fight two of them. He agreed to it. The third guy, he said, I'll fight him too. I just need a month. Like I feel as though Glover was as helpful of a team player as you could reasonably expect. There was three guys. He said yes to Brohoski. He said yes to Blahovich. This one, give me 30 days. I feel like Glover was reasonable. And... I think this. Is a, I think it's painful, man. I think it's a painful spot. Do you think he got screwed? 
I, I don't want to use that word because I don't know what's next. He was not the champion. He was the number one contender. If he still is, and that opportunity still uh, could be before us, like I, I, I couldn't go that far. No. Well, how do you how do you say he didn't get screwed, Chael? I mean, with all due respect, he was supposed to fight in two well, weeks. Because- because he was the number one contender. That's why I say that. His next fight was to be against the champion. It was to be a main event. It was to be uh, for the 205-pound belt. I don't know that his next fight isn't still all of those things. I just don't know they're not. And, and one thing, we can't just throw it on him. I mean, don't forget, we've only heard from his side. We don't know if Blahovich was willing to step in. We don't know if Uncle Iyad was willing to step in. We, like, we don't fully know what happened. Yeah, there. Well, those guys that No, I spoke to Blahovich on my show on Monday. He was willing to fight Glover, of course. Um, what they should, the biggest fight, and I saw on your YouTube channel, by the way, you said no one cared about this fight. You said no one cared about Yeri versus Glover. And, okay, whatever. You can't say right now that Ankalaya versus Jan is a bigger fight than Jan versus Glover. Unless you're saying they're both fights that no one cares about. Glover versus Jan, too, is a infinitely bigger fight than Ankalaya versus Jan. Do you not agree? Well, I, I think I think you hit it on the head there one time when you said, unless you're saying they're both fights, people don't care about. Those are awesome fights with off, awesome competitors. Why that didn't catch fire or why that didn't catch on, I mean, that's anybody's guess in this business. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. If Piera is going to 205, if, if Piera avoiding 205 was Daniel Cormier, Kane Velasquez-esque, but he had told himself, I'm not going to go through the torture of making 185 as soon as Glover's no longer champion. Like, I mean, it does think, I do think it makes for a very interesting spot for what's going to happen with him. That seems to be a part of the topic no one's talking about, but don't think that we've solved any problems by moving Glover and Prohaska and putting Yawn and Uncle I in, right? I mean, they hated this card from Jump Street. They hated this card to the point that they tried to bring in Stipe and Jones, or at least had that rumor, but did nothing to stop. I mean, they did not want that main event to start. And now, to your point, we're in a worse spot. What do you do when Jan's your champion? And before you answer that, we were already in that spot, and it wasn't a good answer. What do you do if Uncle I is your champion? You're in big trouble unless there's something that's about to sweep in and all of a sudden make it interesting. And I think there is, and I think that something is Piera. No, and by the way, who's this Piera that you keep speaking of? Wait, wait, what do you mean no? When you say you mean you mean yes, Chael. No. And who's this Piera guy? You mean no? You don't think Piera is going to go to two hundred five pounds? Who's Piera? Alex Piera, champion of the world, just beat Izzy Adesanya for the third time. Uh, Pereira, not a tough one. All right, not a tough one. All right, uh, I'd rather say. It. Thank you for that. Per- Pereira. Pereira, yeah. Pretty easy. I mean, not a tough one. Uh, he is not going up. Although there's an offer on the table which emanated from this program, him versus Shemaev at 205. Even some bets being thrown around. 30-second yeah. takedown bet. What do you think of this? Well, hold on just a second. I think you that you said a few things. First off, Pereira is going to 205 pounds. According to Pereira, I don't know that that's next, by the way. But yes, he's going to 205. He's always wanted to be a 205. He avoided 205 out of the respect to Glover. They thought they could skin the cat and go get double championships. It was great. Just tell you, a guy that made 185. That's not just a physical commitment arrow. You have to mentally be committed to that. And if you made a self with a deal with yourself that I'm going to do this for however long it takes until he's no longer king, and he's no longer king. I mean, that mental side of it is gone. So I, I don't know that we're going to see Pereira back at uh, 185. He would know it. It sounds like you just talked to him. But I mean, when he talked to you, he mentioned one weight class. And it no. was 205 pounds. So no, I he, think, he also I mentioned Izzy. Izzy part closer. four. You got to do that fight, okay. right? That, that's a gigantic fight, no? I think so. And that, that's Pereira's. That's up to Pereira, though. If Pereira wanted to come out and tell the story, Errol, if I may, the fact that those two had fought twice going in, to their last fight wasn't completely known. That was taken for granted. 
And it was taken for granted. Insiders know when that this will spread, but it wasn't terribly known. And if it want to make it look like what most people think it is, which is Pereira came in and upset the champion, then yes, you could rematch them. But if Pereira didn't want that fight and he came out and told the story that it's now three times, two of them finishes, beat him the same way both times, I don't turn it on till the end. This is where Pereira needs to, I don't turn it on till the end. I get an urgency at the end. I got an urgency at the end of our kickboxing fight. I get an urgency at the end of our MMA fight. When I want to knock him out, I'll knock him out. When he comes out and tells that story, I, I think it does take a little bit of the wind out of the sails. Who do you think? Three and oh. Three and is a hard one to go out to number four. I know, but you could get away with it because the first two were in kickboxing, different sport, all that stuff. And and Izzy was winning that fight, right? Going into the final round, I thought he was winning three rounds to one. Who do you think would win the fourth fight, second in MMA, if they fought again? Do you think Pereira is just one of those guys that has his number? And you had Izzy three to one. I had Izzy four to one. I thought it was a clean sweep. And I don't know about this. He has his number business. I mean, if you go watch them kickbox, let me just run through the, they go kickbox the first time, goes to a decision, it goes to Pierre. But everybody watching, including kind of team, thought Adesanya should have won it. So they fixed it. They just rematch him. So they rematch him. And Adesanya is beating him again until he's not. So then you, we rematch him again down the line, and we do it in MMA, and Adesanya is beating him until he's not. Look, I know guys like this as competitors in wrestling. Yoel Romero was this way. This was the world champion. We use a name that you know. Yoel Romero was the best wrestler on earth. He'd be out there in a tournament against some guy you'd never seen before, and he'd be down one to nothing with about 30 seconds left. He knew when to win. He never exerted more energy than he had to. Yoel's energy and motivation went up as time came off the clock, and he never lost those matches as close as all of them appeared. And I only offer for you there is a chance, whether Pierre knows this about himself or is not, that his motivation picks up as time comes down. He appeared to have a very clear conversation with his corner man of, I'm in the fifth round. What do I need to do? Stock him out. Okay. That's very different than Leon throwing a kick that Kamara ducked into and, and dreams are made of. He walked his ass down, put the three beat on him, and took his belt away. Like some guys, that's what motivates them. So, no, I'm not ready to say that it's clear. That Adesanya is, but I don't know what gets under Pierre's skin because I don't know him well enough. I know the results are good. And by the way, I do have to apologize. You, know, you, can't, you can't get an analysis. I mean, this like is so good. Anyway. This you, is so you good. You can't get what I just gave no. you. There's nobody out there that can give you no. that because there's a truth to the urgency. What if this, Errol? And people have said this. Well, Izzy would be still be champion if it was only a three round fight. It's like, well, maybe not. Who's saying you, that? You no don't one's know. Saying well, that. yes, I do. The first three rounds and Izzy won. It's like, no, you don't know. You don't know what drives a guy. Athletes are different. When they see the finish line, there's a different sprint. It's same in the animal kingdom. And it appears that Piera has a little bit of that inside of him. I have to uh, sincerely apologize to you because I realized I screwed up with the booking. Um, Argentina's playing right now, Poland, Mexico. So I booked you at the same time as a crucial moment in the World Cup. So I do need to apologize to you because I know how invested you've been. I mean, there I am, Chael, on a Sunday night. I'm sitting in bed. I'm just scrolling aimlessly. Through, through Instagram. I, anytime I post anything with you, it's, I always throw a tag up there. I always throw a tag. I let it, you never see it. You never comment. You never double tap. Always throw a tag just as a sort of, you know, hat tip. No tag, no nothing. And I see you talking about me. Could you imagine my story? I'm like, oh, here's Chael sitting in his familiar spot. And I see you speaking about me and in not so glowing terms, calling me a liar, calling me Fugazi fan. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I just wanted to know where this animosity, was it strictly for the views or did you have some animosity towards me? I mean, you said you went to my Twitter page, it was a lot of soccer, a lot of stuff here, there. You accused me of taking a screen grab of a card. I mean, it's a lot of accusations. You were right about one thing. Actually, you were wrong about everything, right about one thing. 
I didn't pay for the cards. I got them as a comp, all right? I have to be honest about that. I didn't pay for the cards. You know, just when you're an influencer like me, people want to give you things. You know how that thing goes. You asked me if I had an animosity. No, it's not personal, but Errol, in all fairness, you do the work, you do the legwork, and you call people and you stay up at light. I don't do any of those things. I wait until you have the information and you disclose the information. But I sit over here and I comment my opinion of the information that you had. I mean, in all fairness, if you are taking a day off, it really does stop a hack like me. So when I go over to your Twitter page and I got to see all these these basketball, at one point I got to see these basketball nerds, and then in another, now all of a sudden I got to see these soccer nerds. And not only do I not believe you that you don't care about soccer, I don't believe the audience. I don't believe the audience. Oh, man, right. I just can't wait for the World Cup. And clarify something for me, because the other day when I was stalking your Twitter, you were wearing uh, a Canadian. Yes. And had like yes. the, you were wearing a Canadian shirt. And you said, if anyone has ever cared about me, please join me in cheering for Canada. I can't believe it, but they're playing for the World Cup. That was a week ago, and the World Cup is still going yes. on. So first off, Canada wasn't in the championship game that you pretended they were. And second <laughs> off, how long is this? How uh, This is insanely long sporting event i've heard of outside of the olympics but at least they do multiple sports how long is the world cup go on simple question one month every four years three games at the top so they had to play their first game lost that second game about to play the third we're still in the group stage we still i think it's a uh, december month? december 18th it goes till and it's unprecedented did you oh. know this first time ever in the winter because in qatar too hot in the summer. They had to move it. A little bit of a, you know, controversy there. Some money was exchanged, bribes. This is going on. But U.S., congratulations. They've now qualified to go to the knockout stage, the Sweet 16, if you will. Surely you were excited about that. I'm happy to hear that. If the U.S. is playing, of course, I want them to win. But no, I, I was not told that. As a matter of fact, our news has reported they're in the finals game because they just beat Iran. No. I mean, you claim you guys were in a finals game four days no, ago, which you weren't. And now the U.S. But I'm letting you know, Errol, the U.S. is now taking that they're in the. Apparently, the championship game doesn't mean a championship game. I, I truly don't understand that part of it. I don't know why this is a month long contest. I don't, you're completely catching me off guard. I don't know what they're in, but yeah, the U.S. is doing it great. I mean, there, there was a report in the U.S., just so you understand. You know, I hear this term fake news. I don't believe I don't believe right. it. Now I start to see it. But I'll even use this on this, that the Iranian fans were cheering for the Americans. That is a lie. That did not happen. <laughs> I, I mean, I, but I know sports very well. Like, there's been times the U.S. And, and Iran, like, tensions are so hot and the presidents and all this. And we'll slip a team right into Tehran uh, of wrestlers and go and hold a dual meet. Like, wrestling is the number one sport in the country of Iran. And the way they treat us there, the celebrity of, say, somebody like Jordan Burroughs, a former guest of yours, David Taylor, a former guest of yours. Oh, it is unbelievable. But when tensions are hot, you can never go to Iran and they can't come here. We have literally slipped wrestling teams in. They meet us there. They treat us all really wonderful. So I do have an understanding of Iran that other people don't have. But I'll tell you this much. There wasn't a single Persian cheering for an American over their own team. It was a lie and it was a stupid lie to tell. Okay. Wow. They, are, they are immensely loyal. So when you ask me, how do I feel about the U.S. being there? I would never say I don't want the U.S. to win. But neither did they. And it was a dumb thing for our news to say. Yeah. Among the many dumb things that the news says. By the way, do you need some water? I feel, I mean, the, the intensity level is so high right now. I feel like you're so excited to talk to me, just like old times. I feel like I have, I, I do feel like I have insight on, on, on other countries because of some of uh, my, the travels true. that I got through. Wrestling was largely a thankless sport, but I, I could tell you some stuff. Like I spent some time in Warsaw, Poland. You probably don't know anyone that did. I spent a month in wow. Istanbul, Turkey training. So I mean, I kind of have some of these insights. 
But Iran, much like Russia, I mean, it, it is massively known in the way they look at it, and they're very successful. And the Iranians have, uh, they have energy too. They will sit at a wrestling match and they've got this thing, I don't know what it's called, this thing they blow into and it goes, doo, 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 and then everybody yells Iran. So it goes, doo, 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 Iran, doo, 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 Iran. For three days, Ariel, they won't stop. I don't know who runs this or how you can do that. I've seen the British crowd do that for Ricky Hatton. Picking a long, singing a song in a Ricky Hatton wonderland. Hey, but Ariel, they'll do it for like an hour. And I just, I truly don't understand it. You know, and, and all of these sports are ran off of alcohol. You take the alcohol out, you took the sport away. Sure. Not the Iranians. They're sitting there sober as can be, and they're they're giving this so I can only imagine in soccer that they're pretty energized. And there was something about it that I just thought was underhanded by the American media to proclaim that the Iranian fans were cheering for the U.S. No way, man. No way I would cheer against the U.S. There wasn't one Iranian cheering against Iran. And by the way, you get people hurt Iran for making up a sure, lie like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. The news lied. That by didn't the, happen. It's uh, Iran, not Iran, just so you know. They get it depends very, who you have. Well, they get very upset about this. Yes. You want to know something on that? Yeah. Can I tell you something? Am I hijacking your show? I'm no, no, this is great. You. This is great. This is great. Keep going. I got in trouble. Miss Kilpatrick, excellent teacher, history teacher, junior year. And I was talking, telling a story, and it was a wrestling story. I told a story about an opponent I had, and he was a Pollock. The transfer student that had come in from Pollock. I got to take on this Pollock. Ariel, she kept, she scolded me in front of the class and she kept me after and told me that that word Pollock was similar to using the N word, that it is derogatory. Wow. I was so embarrassed. I never used it. I went home and told my parents, went home and told me, hey, you can't ever use this again. They didn't know. We all learned this lesson. Five years later, I go to Warsaw, Poland and trained. No, it's not. Pollock is a masculine term. It's what you would call the guys. But they wrote it on the back of their shirts. It said Pollock. I'm like, wait a minute. That's that word that Miss Kilpatrick kept me after class for. They said, no, Pollock's not bad, but it's more masculine. A Polska is what you would call the women athletes and the Pollocks are what you call them. I only share that with you because I really do have insight from sport. No, you're very and I worthy. tie all of this back to there wasn't a single Persian cheering against mm -hmm. Iran. That's a lie. And, and by the way, uh, April of 1999, I visited Warsaw, Poland for a week, so you're not the only one who was lucky enough to visit that wonderful city. Uh, by the way, you know a lot about a lot of things. Uh, you also know a lot about uh, PEDs. Oh, what a terribly dishonest claim. A wonderful city. Oh, I would I would tell people to never go. I, it was terrible, and so was the food. What do you mean was, a wonderful it city? It was very depressing. It was an awful experience. It was very depressing. Um, but you know a lot about a lot of things, including uh, performance-enhancing drugs. What's your take on this whole Conor McGregor situation? Dying to know. This is one of the main things I wanted to ask you about. Removes himself from the... Uh, oh, here we go. Shirt's coming off. What are we doing here? This is big. Uh, you mentioned... You mentioned Penn. You mentioned... You know, I mean, I mean, right. They like to tell you the bad things they'll get you. Oh. But here's a couple of good ones. I mean, I don't think anybody's turning away saying, I don't want the jail arms. And the this... thing on the Connor situation, Connor's clean. Connor's clean. He's been trolling. He's been having fun with people. Okay. Come on. A guy doesn't go out and do a crime and then document the crime. Connor put the pictures out. He's having fun with people. He's clean. So he's very fired up about this, him and Anthony Smith going back and forth. I'm sure you saw some of this. Uh, maybe not back and forth, but he, he, you know, he had a few things to say about Anthony. The fact that he removed himself, and, and the way I read it, correct me if you feel otherwise, was like, look, I have to do whatever I have to do to get healthy. You know, mind your business. And, and when, I, when I'm ready to come back and fight, I'll go back and do the things that need, uh, that people need me to do, that uh, the UFC is requiring me to do. Do you have any issues with any of this? Well, 
Yeah, yes, I would. I, I don't because I believe that Connor has chosen his words very carefully. I believe that he's creating conversation. I, I know that okay. every word that he said is to make you insinuate that uh, that, that, that he's in the pool as well. I mean, or, or avoiding the pool uh, for scandalous reasons. I just give an example. Connor spoke uh, five days ago and he said, I'll be ready to enter the pool in February. And it's like, uh, what do you mean you'll be ready? I mean, yeah. it'll be, it'll be clear, but he knew what he was doing. He wanted that okay. uh, put out there. I will tell you, I believe that Connor left the pool. He's never, he's never been clear on this. I think he left because of logistical reasons. The whereabouts clause in violation of having to let someone know where you are, 327, uh, 4, 24 7 365 right if you're not where you said you were going to be it's it's a mark and if you get three marks in a calendar year it's an instant fail and a fail comes with a minimum punishment of two years so i i, I just bring for you that if he was off doing roadhouse and vacation he knew he wasn't going to fight anyway and just didn't want to keep up on the organizational side of it i think that he made the right decision okay and i think that Connor's having fun with people uh, you know, making them think that he's on like some form of anabolic. I'll go further with that thought to tell you, though, Ariel, there are things that are against the rules that would flag you for USADA that are 100% medically appropriate and sometimes even urgent. And I don't think any athlete, including Conor McGregor, should have to balance advice of a doctor about his health against a sports agency. And they don't really have a room for that. I, I don't think USADA has a lot of uh, flaws. In fact, I, I put them in the category of very reasonable people. But they don't have anything for that. So if Connor wanted to remove himself, to remove su uh, subjectivity to any kind of, he did the right thing. Do you think There's it's time to get rid? He did the right thing. Time to get rid of Usada. No. Why not? Uh, no, it's not. There's greatly a time to lessen up. Ten point four million is is far too big of a budget. The fact that they were at Prohaska's house. 25 times in a 30-day period. I mean, if, if you're good, catch the guy. I mean, in all fairness, if you're good, go catch the guy. You, you shouldn't need 25 of them. But no, to get rid of them as an entirety, uh, no. Okay. Uh, his we old... had them when I grew up, Errol. I made something called the United States National Team. Now, this is something that Cormier was subject to, just to use a bigger name because he was our Olympian in 2004 all the way through 2008. So, so as soon as you're on the national team, you're subject to USADA. And I had to do the whereabouts. I knew all about it. And the, the 24, 7, 3, 6, I did the whole thing. And, and this year was uh, the year of 2000, from late 99 to uh, very early uh, 2001. So, I mean, I only share with you that that's been around for a while. Now, I never saw them. I Never once did I see them. They didn't come for me. They didn't come for anybody else. But knowing that they were there, knowing that it was possible, understanding some of the rules, uh, it helped to keep the sport pretty damn clean. Not bulletproof, but it's not right. bulletproof today. I'm right. not going to have full pop. I'm just going to have pretty good. I'm not paying you 10.4 million. Okay, get your stuff together and come back to me. One time, you go get Prohaska. If you know, and you you know what he's on, you've got a good idea, and you've got a good idea of what he's taking, what it's going to be in the system. If your assay is good, and it better be good for 10.4, go get him once. Right. You went to him 25 times, and you still came back with nothing. That's a problem for me. If I'm writing the check, that's a problem. What's Nathan Diaz doing next? You can't get that anywhere. You can't no, it's get just it. great. Oh. You wanted this... me to turn on Usada, but I didn't do it. I, I did a beautiful, articulate way. I still gave you what you wanted. Now, all you had to do, the responsibility you had on the back end was to say, I agree. But you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You left me alone well, with that out there. And you said, what is Nate Diaz? Okay, well, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to squeeze. We don't get to talk very often, so I'm trying to get in as much as possible because the takes are just flying. They're blazing hot right takes now. Are just as many people are going to be watching. Why are they watching? Because there's nothing else going on. Why is there nothing going on? Because nobody actually watches the World Cup. That's why they I booked just you. like to pretend that they do. And you want to know what Nate Diaz is going to do next? 
unknown. Okay, great, Chill. Why, why, well, when I tell you unknown, what I'm trying to say is all options are on the table, but that option is also to return to the UFC and to fight Conor McGregor. Like, that's not just gone now, and it has to be Jake Paul or Floyd Mayweather. He's got to go start his own promotion. Those things are all possibilities, but a return is also on the table. In fact, I think it's leading the charge of what's possible. No way. Uh, After yeah, all that, to just come back would be such a it, underwhelming it move. It would not just be coming back. There there would be a brand new and fresh sure. conversation to be had. And I, I think he wants to have that conversation. Yeah, I think it's leading the way. I don't think he's going off to box Floyd. And I don't know how many leg there is to Jake Paul. I, I realize that there's something there to both. But then what about the old promotion? Uh, I think it was Mark Ramondi, if I'm wrong, it was Brett Okamoto, reported a week before Nathan's last fight, which turned out to be against Tony Ferguson, that Nate would be applying for a promoter's license suit. That's public information, and that did not happen. Well, so, he's opening his own know, thing, I but I think it's because if you... you have inside scoop, yes, it sounds like it will, you're trying to tell me something. Well, yeah, you know, if you would let me speak, um, it, it would be a thing where he would not be fighting for someone else's promotion. So let's say, you know, Jake Paul has MVP, it would be a real fight slash MVP co-promotion as opposed to, oh, Nate Diaz is getting paid by MVP. He doesn't want to see that. My question to you is, do you even think the Jake Paul fight happens? Like, I, I, don't, I don't sense a lot of momentum behind it right now. I don't think... You mentioned Floyd. I could see that one happening. For Here's the thing with Nate. You know him very well. Just when everyone th- says Nate's going to do X, he always does Y, right? He doesn't like to do what everyone thinks he should do. And so I think everyone thinks he should do the Jake Paul fight, I think he's going to zig. He's going to zig when everyone you know, thinks he should zag. Not a matter of me not letting you speak. Oh, that one bothered you. Trying to make sure there's some content here that's interesting. So, <laughs> yes, I do agree with you. Following Nate Diaz is a very complicated thing. And, Arrow, by the way, when you say I do know him well enough, I think he would tell me. I think if I call him and said, hey, Nate, by the way, curiosity's got me. What are you going to do? I've never done that. And if you want to know why... It's not because I couldn't keep a secret and I'd be worried that he gave it to me. I don't know that I want to know. I, I enjoy this. I really enjoy the maneuvering uh, of Nate. I mean, Nate has said a number of things, and mostly to you. There's no greater outlet for Nate than you that I didn't believe. I thought he was working him. I mean, just for example, when he says, I want to fight Shemayev on your show, and then two days later, he signed to fight Shemayev. I didn't believe it at the time that he said it. When he said, I'm going to walk away, I'm going to do my own promotion. When he said, I'm going to consider Floyd. Or, like, I thought these were just things you say. When he said he turned down Conor McGregor, which just by my math of understanding his contract would bring him in $12 million. That would be a massive night for this industry. I didn't believe it. I thought these were, th- I thought he was you know, working. I thought he was getting attention, man. They're, they all end up being straight. And I, I frankly enjoyed the journey. No, I enjoy it. I, I'm curious to see where it goes. They say he wants to fight two to three times next year. So we'll see how, uh, you know, that plays out. Can I ask you the most important question? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean no i enjoy it that's the, that's the third time you've done that you say no but i think you mean yes i say about nate it comes back to you, you go, yeah i enjoy it but you don't you do the opposite you say no you go, no i enjoy it but like, is that just a, a missed way of speaking or are you covering your bases so that you, you you've heard everything that i said that you, you, you say no no you, know, you want to get some lunch no i'd love to go to the deli and have a sandwich with you wait a minute was it no or yes 
Could you believe? Could you believe when Hassan came? You know how many times it took them. By the way, ten point four million. They're over there breaking. There, they got over on jail. They got jail for four things. I was on eleven. Oh. Eleven. The, the score is seven to four, and those guys get all the credit. I feel it shouldn't be that way. I agree. I agree. Uh, it me by taking a performance enhancer, Ariel. I told him I'd never taken anything if I didn't think it would enhance my performance. That's the things of a G. You can't get this over here. And you want to bring me on and tell me no when it's yes. You want to talk about the World Cup and talk about I won't let you speak. Uh, Say whatever you want. Try to make it interesting. What is your issue with John Cena? Can we clear this up once and for all? Oh. oh. <laughs> So I set out earlier this back to your word of of envy slash jealousy, corrupt desire to protect something you have, corrupt desire to have something somebody else possesses. Now, take Twitter very serious. And I was massive at one point. There was one point on Twitter I had an article written about me that I was bigger than Justin Bieber. He was the number one at millions and millions of people, but I was number one. And I had like half a million and he had 20 million, but he'd sent out 50,000 tweets and I'd sent out like 12. So I had this article and I appreciate it. And I care about Twitter. I, I think of myself as an expert and I work hard on there and I grow my social media. He has quite literally more followers than I've ever dreamed of having. I've never like imagined having 14 million followers. It's not him. He's not on Twitter. It's clearly not him. He is very clearly has an assistant go in and took this approach of sunshine up everybody's ass. It's painful and it's boring and it worked. It shouldn't work. When I go on there, it's me. It's authentic. It's real. I make things. I paid people to edit and fix things so I can put out a nice piece to the public, and he beats me 16 to 1. That's upsetting <laughs> to me. Truly, if you really want to know where it comes from, it comes from a corrupt desire to have what he has, also known as jealousy. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. There's no backstory. Well, the steroid thing's a big deal. The steroid, you know, when guys go and take steroid, you should say you are. Because, I mean, believe me, I grew up on the on the vitamins and prayers and work hard. And if I would have just known, oh, and by the way, stick a needle in your ass. Like, it could have saved me 20 years of pumping weight and then been depressed when I looked in the mirror. Like, I really do feel if you're going to come out and you're going to put your side on the side of nutrition, right? I mean, what, what's the difference between John Cena and the liver king? Nothing. Oh. They're both using a fake physique and, and, and then telling something, somebody, if I trust you and I'm coming to you, you owe it to me straight. If you don't want to talk about it at all, fair enough. But it was like my father, you said, you, you tell the truth or you say nothing at all. And I feel if Cena and the liver king say nothing. But if you're going to come out and you're going to tell the youth, work hard and you can look like me, no, you can't. Tell them about the anabolics. They're not illegal. It's not illegal for, for Cena to go get a prescription. But that's another bad rap about steroids. People believe they're illegal. They're not. There's plenty of them that are legal. And if you're doing it legal, you don't know what apology. Well, why are you lying? And it does bother me that he lies about it. it bothers me that the liver king lies about it. Have you ever met Cena? Never spoke. It was just you see the tweets. You don't like that he lies. They're too inspirational. They're fake. They're inauthentic. And now you've just gone on this crusade against them. Well, well of all of those things, there's only one that pissed me off, which is they're fake. They, oh. Whether they were inspirational or pod, like it wouldn't matter what he was doing. It's not him. It's right. an assist. And, and he worked. It succeeded. It's I mean, he's the masker of, of, of pulling the wool. I mean, I give him credit in that regard. I wish I were as good at it. As he is, but I know I work harder at it than he does, and he gets better results, and that does create a jealousy, yes. What do you think about what uh, Elon Musk has done to Twitter? I mean, isn't it a shame? What? 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 Is it a shame? <laughs> isn't it? Did you say, I thought you were going to say, isn't it wonderful? Oh, you what? don't mean, oh, what? you are so, you are <laughs> such a kiss ass. What? Kiss ass to who? Who am I kissing? Elon You're the kiss Musk? ass. 
Elon Musk has never damaged any. First off, first off, anyone that has an opinion on Elon Musk and what he's done on Twitter, it's a prick. And I'll tell you why. What? He's only, he's only been here for two weeks, Ariel. He ruined it. How could he do anything within two weeks? The building's there. The infrastructure's there. He's trying to cover a $44 billion debt. This is the richest man in the world, which you would also equate to one of the smartest. That company's worth $11 billion on a top end, and he paid $44 for it. So first off, he hasn't done anything with Twitter yet. I mean, I think that that would be a fair statement for me. The ones that love him or the ones that hate him. It's like, whoa, hold on. Two weeks isn't a lot of time, not to mention there was a holiday and a couple of weekends in there. And no, no, I don't hate what he's done with Twitter. What, what, how dare you? What, what do you hate about it? Okay, exhibit A. Anyone can now get the blue check. Anyone could pretend to be me. Anyone could say, oh, Connor's fighting Charles Oliveira. The tweet blows up. You pay your $8 for the blue check. I mean, aren't we trying to weed out the quote-unquote fake news. He has now given everyone carte blanche to just pony up $8, and you too can be the ultimate newsbreaker. Isn't that a problem? Yeah, that was an unintended consequence, but I don't know that you could blame Elon Musk and what he did with Twitter. I mean, those were your exact words. Like, are you telling me are things happening to Twitter? Has Twitter with the money? It was supposed to do the opposite. I mean, in the intent of getting the blue check is now... we. Now you know who you're docking with. You know it's the real person. You can believe the avatar is true. You know that there's a chain to them. Maybe it's not the real person, but there is a way to track them back to the credit card that paid to the idol. I mean, it does add a level of security and authenticity. At least that was the intent. I do agree with you, and I know the exact piece you're talking about where somebody pretended to be, and it was. It was at Harold Lawani, but they put like a one in there. Yes. So it was like, at area, and then they made the L a one, and it looked real. I thought it was real. I thought you had put that piece out. So I understand the unintended consequences, but if Musk didn't do that, if Musk didn't suggest it, then you can't blame it on Musk. He's the, on he's the one that said, we're going to weed out this, we're going to weed out that, we're going to let people do this, uh, we're going to bring back. Two weeks, man. Come on. Don't do that to anybody. Two weeks. Brought back Trump. What is your implication there? For whatever are you implying that he gave some? What are you? What are you implying? Oh, I just wanted to open the can of Trump. You stand on the side of it, a ban. Oh yeah, a ban. Oh yeah, a president of the United States. You got to be kidding me about former, that. Former president. Fair enough, but that's where you you don't mean that, Errol. You don't mean that. Disgrace, president. I'm just trying. <laughs> <laughs> Where you know, can I, I haven't said Trudeau. If you would have asked me about Trudeau, you know what I would oh, have said? Is said is he seems like a very handsome guy. You know, Trudeau actually did that boxing match. You remember that? Yes. Political and they literally fought. I would tell these kinds of stories. I wouldn't talk about the truckers in the back. I wouldn't talk about him. <laughs> I win. I, but I wouldn't want to do that. I really wouldn't do that to you. And I, I think for you to call one of our presidents disgrace, and that could be Joe Biden too. I don't think that's, I don't think that as a Canadian citizen living in America, I, I think that that was rude. Actually, may I correct you? A dual citizen. I'm now an American as of March. Thank you very much. So I could say what I oh, want. That's why I was watching the World Cup yesterday. I hope I didn't offend you. Surprised me that you that, that it sounds as though you didn't quite say, it, but you definitely hinted is is that you're you're in the for, uh, for suppression of speech. And by the way, I don't make political statements. I want to do that here either. I will tell you this, and this is a true story. Mr. Bailey was his name, and I was in the fourth grade. I was in the fourth grade when Mr. Bailey explained to me and my peers that there are two kinds of stories: there are fiction and there are nonfiction. He didn't say there's five kinds of stories or there's three. I'm hearing this about genders, Ariel. There's an argument that there's two genders. No, there's not. That has never been true. I'm hearing an argument there's 200 plus genders. No, there's not, at least not in West Lynn. 
in Westland, and that would come to Mr. Wokenfield. The year would be 1991, and I would be a freshman at Westland High School. But there was three. I mean, just not not for nothing. But this is what it's. This is what the textbook of biology class said, at least at Westland. But I don't ever hear anybody say three. I hear them say biology says two. It's not a biology book out there, at least not that came through Westland that has ever, ever said two, including the ones that are reprinted. Why do people get that wrong? Why would you suppress that? Why would you act like there's information and misinformation and hate? There's two kinds of stories, according to Mr. Bailey. You have true stories and non-true stories. He said they were both welcome in our library. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, you, you. Uh, no, see, I said no. You're right. See, I said no. You're right. Uh, I won't keep you much longer. Are you fighting Tito Ortiz? Because I made you uncomfortable. I made you uncomfortable when I brought up the three. And you're you're dying to know. You're either like Chael's right, or I don't know what the third one is. I don't so know I'm what the third to... one is. <laughs> There is not a biology book. This is for the Repo the Republicans love to pay. There's two gentlemen. I appreciate it because I get your message. That is not what biology says or ever has said. According, now this is a true story to the books that we get in my hometown. There's three. There's always been three. The books say three to this day. What's they the third? say it's just, just sharing for you, right? You either, you either want to be fiction or you want to be nonfiction. Should somebody be banned on Twitter because they come out with it? They thought it would. It's a weird thing, man. So it's, it's a very weird thing. I think uh, that was, you're surprised that Trump came back and you put that on Musk. Why would that be on Musk? Jack Dorsey's the one that let Trump on in the first place and then he took him off. What, Dorsey gets credit because he did both? Should Elon do one of each on everything and then everybody gets to uh, be happy? Just keep it status quo. We were doing fine. Anyway, he's not coming back. He's got his own platform. There's a reason why he's not using it, right? He's not going to do it. He's got his own thing. I, by the way, I've seen the uh, pull the leg over the other. I've never seen the jump up on the, the couch move before, the Tom Cruise on I've Oprah move. I've never heard you support the idea of suppressing a, uh, a voice that 90 million people voted for. Mm, supposedly. I that wouldn't be a political statement. You can't take Joe Biden. On. This is a president. Of, you know, he's a former president. Okay, fine. He's a former president. What's the difference? He's got a story. Is it fiction or is it nonfiction? According, to, I can tell you in Westland, Oregon, both are welcome. Are you fighting Tito Ortiz next what year? What do you mean keeping the status quo was doing fine? If it was doing so fine, why did Dorsey step down? If it was doing so fine, why did he well, want to sell him? If he was doing so fine, he found a sucker to buy it. Why did he take him to court to force him to buy it? I mean, well, he was just doing so well. He got a great deal. 11 million, 44 million. Who wouldn't do that deal? Are you fighting Tito Ortiz next year? I'll fight Tito Ortiz tonight as soon as I get done with you. <laughs> That'd be the first one. I'm, I'm in a battle right now. Oh. You know the courage that it takes. You know the courage that I have shown here today to what? come out of time. There's, th there's three <laughs> genders, according to Mr. Wokenfeld. Now, that's something that gets you canceled right away. You're all going, what's the third one? Your textbook said it, too. Every textbook says it. No one can talk like that. Nobody tells you that. Nobody brings up Trump and defends him. Nobody comes and defends Elon Musk to remind you that we had a holiday and weekend. He's only been on the clock two weeks. These are the kinds of things that cowards don't talk about. I come in here, I talk to you about it. You know what you're trying to do? You're trying to rush me off the stage. No, Nobody I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out. Just Number one voice in the sport. Nobody cares about soccer, Ariel, but you can't come out. You can't speak this way. You can't tell the truth. If I put that on Twitter and you were in charge, apparently you demonetize me. By the way, to have the takes that I just had in the sport that we cover in the world that we live in, I would actually argue that I'm the braver one than you. More, really? pe more people. It is amazing. What's that? It it is amazing. It is amazing when 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 people have this mindset. What it's mindset? Hard. It's hard to be aware. Uh, is John Jones going to fight next year? What do you think? 
that's where you thought we left off. We were I, th I, th I feel like I've lost you now. Or maybe I've John, John Jones to fight distracted. Got your own fat backpack. Yes, we'll move on to John Jones will fight next year, but he also needs to fight. He wants to fight. He's willing. I mean, I, I don't tease him for that. But three years ago, when he walked away, he thought the show couldn't go on without him. It went three good years. He's ready to come back, and he's finding out nobody's in a hurry to have him back. And that was the only point. The only point that right, you got you got a fight going on. One side wants one thing, which is for you to understand. We don't need you here. We'd like to have you if you want to come. And I feel that that point has been proven. So let John come back. I I, I think we're being a little bit tough on him. Okay. Wants to change weight classes. He's willing to go in there with any opponent. It's a, it's a very different thing to have Steve Miocic or Francis Ngannou. It's a wildly different opponent. Third option is Blake. John Jones, to my knowledge, has been fair game and said yes to all of them. I think that he deserves a little bit of credit. It's a different attitude than the one he left with. But if it's currently his attitude, let's work with him. Wow. By the way, you did a great job hosting those press conferences before Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. I just want to let you know, and it made me feel like you should be doing more of that. Not so much emceeing press conferences, you should be the face of a promotion. You should be promoting. You should be banging the drum. You should be up there on the dais. I mean, you, you really have the gift of gab. You really do. You're, I mean, the leader when it comes to MMA commentary. You told us yourself on your page recently. Um, you've mentioned it a couple of times here. But I feel like PFL, Bell, I mean, they need to be using you more in this capacity. So kudos. That was a very sweet compliment, Ariel. Yeah. I appreciate that. I had a lot of fun doing that, by the way. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed I haven't seen Anderson Silva since. I don't know that I've ever met Jake Paul. Like, there was a good energy in the room. And that's a different community. You've been part of it for a while, but I have the boxing community. You know, that's a different uh, – and that was cool. It was nice of you to bring that up. Thank you. Oh, no, I thought you did a great job. One last thing, if I may. Uh, if you were the PFL, if you were in charge, what do you do with Kayla Harrison? Well, you're in a better spot ever uh, than you've been with Kayla, right? I mean, I, I would never want to second-guess Kayla because um, she takes some risks. I mean, she really does. She found herself at 155 pounds, and it's very hard to be self-aware. Like, she, you know, at one point, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go on the free market. Okay, but we don't have a market for 155 pounds. So it's one of those tough things. Um, she found herself fighting the same girl three times. I believe Kayla has fought in the PFL five times. She fought the same opponent three times. If I'm wrong, it's six. I'm close enough, but my point is only this. You're fighting the same girl over and over, not because she's the next best thing. There's nobody out here to fight. Like, this isn't a real division. We're doing this as an experiment. And you got to be aware and you got to be appreciative of that. And I, I do really feel that she has missed that. Now, her attitude, uh, the way that she fought was as good as anyone in the world. Uh, she could have won that fight. She did win rounds of that fight against, uh, you know, who, who is now said to be champion. So, I mean, I just shared with you, she's awesome. She, she really is. And then the way she handled that defeat, very Adesanya-esque, her showing her face, the way she treated you, the way she treated the public and the respect she showed for her opponent. I really appreciate Kayla on a human level. She seems right. like someone that, you know, if my kids were to look up to, I would be happy about. Wow. What a compliment. By the way, I think she fought for PFL 15 times. And what did I say? Five or six? Five. It's the same thing. I mean, we're saying it's we're saying the same thing. Were you going to ban me on Twitter because I said I? I it's what I thought. You still don't I follow me after all these years. You still don't follow me. Don't tag me. Don't but follow. I, but I stalk you. But I stalk you. You do. You and search. That's, that's a bigger compliment. You search, which is a weird thing. I, I've been I've been unearthing some old classics. You know, there's a lot of new fans in the sport and they don't know about you know the Noguera brothers and the bus and, and username not required I've been unearthing I, have you seen this I've been letting people know about your 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 gold of yesteryear I'm keeping the spirit of the American gangster alive and what are you doing you're you're coming on here you're berating me you're telling me my opinion doesn't matter so you're welcome for that 
your opinion matters. All opinion matters. And feel free to share those opinions on Twitter like everybody else. Let's not kick somebody off. You have fiction and you have nonfiction. That's just the way it is. All right. Hate speech is protected under free speech. By God, that's exactly what free speech. Yes, it is protected. Fake news isn't pretty. Yes, it is. It I, all, I disagree on the hate speech. I, 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 I feel like people hide behind the free speech thing when they use the, the hate speech, and that's a cop out. Yeah. You agree? But you, you're right. But, 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 but I got to tell you, because what you just did is what a lot of people like to do. If they can identify the psychology as to why somebody done it, they've now cracked the can. Well, this guy only does it because he wants it. I don't care. He can still do that. He's still allowed to, just because you're a Kreskin that figured out that I'm going to use free speech uh, as a constitutional right to do my hate speech. You're right. You figured it out. Congrats. But guess what? We're still going to do it. We still got it. It's still free speech. That part is always complicated. We don't tell anybody anything, right? When I was growing up, Errol, and I grew up in the country, things were different. Somebody would take a belt off, get your head used as a mop and your butt as a broom. And this is why people behave very well in the country. This is why we don't have problems like this out in the country. This is for you city folk. We then have to then try to rain. You guys never seem to get it. But I will tell you this. When I grew up as the bar, we used logic. And you know what else that we used, Ariel? reality that was our gold bar for decision making now you city folk want us all to have to go on emotion now what happened how did it make you feel emotion has now become the gold bar i'm sharing for you if you don't understand that that's that reality is no longer the gold bar what happened is no longer our standard how it made you feel is the standard you don't see a problem with that i can't force you to but now I get to be like you. I get to at least identify the psychology, and that's what I just did. I mean, the the lessons that you have taught us here today, virtuoso stuff. And I'm not being facetious, by the way. I miss you. Wednesday afternoon. I mean, the nostalgia is just running through my veins right now. Uh, you're you're ten thousand dollars to some to some kid that went to a four year party known as college. You support that idea? I got to pay for some other kid's four year party. You support that idea? Meh, not really. All right. All right. See, there's, there's room here, right? Yeah, there's room. There's room. <laughs> Love you, Chael. Thank you so much. Please check out your uh, content, and uh, my best to the family. Happy holidays, and let's do this again, okay? You got highly, you got highly nervous as soon as this even had a little tone of politicality, and I don't blame. I'm you. the one it who started you- it, but what, that is but such I, a lie, I, by I, the way. It. That is, I'm the one who constantly says I don't give a shit about politics. The fact that people get upset about this stuff, the fact any, you think anything that you just said here offended me, bothered me one bit. I'll tell you right now, I don't like Donald Trump. I'll tell you right now, I think he's, you know, he, he's he he incited a riot, and so what? You shouldn't care that I said that. But you do care. You're the one that actually gets bothered by this. It's the people who say they don't get bothered that actually do get bothered. You can say whatever you want. You think I give a shit about who Justin Trudeau is, what he stands for? You think I care about that guy? I don't care about him or any politician. Not a single one of them. They mean nothing to me. I'm down the middle. I'm Ross Perot. I'm Switzerland. All right? I couldn't care. Down the middle. There is no down the middle. There is down the middle. There is down the middle. Or step. No, I know guys like this. There's no. a fight and they want to come break up. You don't break a fight up. You either help out or you stay out. You want to fight or you don't. I know people like this. I'm right down the middle. There's no courage in being down the middle. I don't agree what with any of this stuff. For? I know people that say this. Our country needs to come together. By God, for what? If you're using your life to 
difference. Go ahead. You don't need to split that. We don't split the difference in the country. We'll hang a son of a bitch if he steals our horse. And if he didn't, we'll feed him and we'll take him to church on Sunday. There's a very different way of doing things. I mean, I'm just sharing for you. There was a part of your diatribe where you did hoist me by on my own baton. You're right, because that did bother me. The but United I States of America, not the divided States of America. From Twitter. But you guys are dividing. I'm right, I'm right it's wait, the wait, United. Wait, 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 down the middle. There is no down the middle. It's the United. I had to take a test very recently and learn about the history of the United States right. of America. But all this stuff is dividing the states question. of America. May I ask you one last yes, question? Yes, yes, yes. Do you work? You, Errol Hawani, do you work? Yes. Okay, see now, again, we see things very different. When I am in charge, which, by the way, is going to be a lot sooner than you think. <laughs> if you work, we are going to clearly define that. If you have a reasonable expectation to get sweaty and or dirty, you work. Otherwise, you have a job. And you, Ariel, you have a job. And so do I. This is semantics. But we are not as important. Some kids got to go to the school and we're going to all please them. Well, some kid had to build the school. And that's the guy that's actually done something. Goodbye, oh. turkey. <laughs> please hang up on him. He, that That's the cue to let his... Yes, that's right. Uh, that That was a crazy crazy example to end on that is semantics of course i work i mean just sitting here and having to listen to these crazy takes from these fighters all day long that's work in its own right um he thinks that i get uncomfortable with this stuff i don't care about any of this stuff it's the crazy people who shout into their echo chamber on twitter and their crazy theories and their those are the crazy ones who actually care about all this stuff i could not care less i mean if you want to argue about you know who roman reigns is gonna lose his belt to or should lose his belt to that I care about that I get fired up about the other stuff is hogwash is nonsense what did we learn from all that Frank anything anything good no <laughs> oh my god that was great I mean classic chill what happened to my situation here first Frank tells me that things that I say to you in private you <laughs> don't need to be repeated well on you air. said that my uh yeah. My chin rubbing is getting pretty loud. Just today. You were well, like leaning into the mic like. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm seeing here. Well, it's because I'm getting into what Chael's saying. And so no, I'm this starting... was during the um, Glover interview, but it's okay. I just was wanted... it really? Yeah, I, I, I purposely sent it to you privately just in case you saw it and you can make an adjustment. Wilson on YouTube chat. I want GC's opinion on all of this right now. Do you see the floor is yours? There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. It's tough. Thanks, Ariel. <laughs> that was the craziest thing ever. I could have. Yeah. He was working me, right? I don't know. I don't know. Any anytime stuff gets into politics, I kind of just start tuning it out. I didn't even know how we went into that world. I think it's hilarious that he got so upset. I th I wasn't sure. Do you think he really got mad at me? No. I think, he was, I think he was a little frustrated. You think so? I mean, he continued wanting to delve into it. So good. Eh. <laughs> a lot of madness back here with the World Cup while you guys. Oh, what happened? Here. What happened? At one point, uh, we had Argentina up 2 0 to Poland, Mexico up 2 0 to Saudi Arabia, and that had Poland and Mexico tied across the board. One win, one loss, one draw, two goals for, two goals against, and they drew. Nil, nil, and it looked like Poland was going to get through because they had less yellow cards than Mexico. 
But Saudi Arabia scored, so Mexico was eliminated anyway. No way. Yeah. It, it was getting really crazy there for a second. So wait, Argentina and Saudi Arabia? Advanced? Argentina and Poland. Oh, Saudi Poland. Arabia lost 2-1. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Got it. Got it. Wow. But there was a moment where it looked like because Poland had less yellow cards, they were going to get through. Which yellow card? I didn't even know that was a qualification. So they went through six tiebreakers, and they would have been tied on all of them. Yellow cards? Yeah, it was madness back here. Wow. So you guys weren't even paying attention to any of that. No, I didn't hear a word of it. Oh, all right. So that's perfect. Uh, so no harm, no foul. By the way, why, why is this? Should I be? I feel like I should be sitting right here. This is better. The indentation has been really tough, uh, tough today. What's that? The indentation. Has yeah. Been tough what's today. happening? Why does it come in like that? I, I mean, think I think it's you. You think it's me? Well, this is my usual spot. Oh. This is not good, right? Who wants this? Mm, who is that? Someone else. Yeah. Wow. It's all about Connor. Everyone cares about how Connor looks, not how I look. All right, fine. Um, anyway, now I'm all fired up. Let's go back to our questions, shall we? Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> Still got like 12 to go. Um, I can't believe how Elon ruined Twitter. It's horrible. Caleb, hi Ariel. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on Yuri vacating the belt due to his injury. On the flip side, Francis has held on to his belt while missing an extended period of time. Do you think one of these approaches is better than the other? On the one hand, Yuri received a lot of positive feedback and respect, while on the other hand, Francis still has the belt. Do you think Yuri's decision to vacate will have a positive impact when he's able to return? I mean, if it's a year, no one's even going to remember it, to be honest. Um, I would have held on to that bitch all day. Why not? Hold on to it. Because that just guarantees that you're fighting for a belt upon returning and they can't screw you, right? Now he's not guaranteed a title shot. Sorry, Rory. Just hit him with the American flag. Yeah. That was... was his nose bloody before you knocked him over? No. I would have held on to it. Because uh, all it does is just ensure that, you know, you're going to get a title shot upon returning. Uh, Jamal 2020, in light of Yuri giving up the light heavyweight championship due to injury... Very strange. I'd love to talk to him about it, but right now he's not talking. Uh, how does fighter health care work? Who's responsible to pay for Yuri's surgery since it was in camp? Would it be different if it happened in the fight? Uh, my understanding is he will be covered. That's my understanding. Now, if he gets hit by a car or something, not preparing for a fight, I think it might be different. Now, obviously, they would take care of someone who means a lot to them, but if it's pertaining to the fight, my understanding is they cover it. Eliezer Katz, should there be an arbitrary number of losses after which a fighter should be cut, retire, or no longer sanction. I'm thinking Marlon Moraes or Dominic Grace, in my opinion, after getting knocked out cold three times in a row. It's time to call it quits. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's fair. What if we get into decisions, split decisions, controversial fights, all that stuff and more? Mm, not comfortable with that. It's up to the promotion and, more importantly, the fighter and his management. They should know when to say when, but... Easy for us to say, sitting here, now what do they do at 35? How do you make money? Where do you go? The uh, the Kilter, my old friend. Uh, hey, Ariel, it's your old pal, the Kilter here. Or is it the Quilter? I guess it should be the Quilter, right? First time, long time, uh, but felt since we're on the cusp of December, it would be fitting to finally take part in everyone's favorite segment. You've talked a lot about how you prepare for shows, booking guests, etc. But I was wondering what kind of preparations, if any, do the likes of GC, Frank, and Rick make on the days off slash days preceding the show or day of the show? And as a bonus question, 
What are the scenes like backstage when you lose connection to a guest or can't get hold of them a la Tyson on Monday? Keep up the great work. Stuart. So do you guys know who the quilter is? Should it be the quilter or the kilter? Q-U-I-L. Yeah, quilter. This guy is incredible. He released a song maybe two, three years ago and referenced me in the song. What was the line? It was, uh, the song was called December and it was basically something to the effect of like, I remember it was a huge honor for me. It was something to the effect of like, um, he couldn't fall asleep at night and it was like basically send me to sleep, Ariel. I've been up too long or something. That was the line. Like and and how he explained it was that he would listen to me before going to bed. So in the in the song, it's like "Send me to sleep, Ariel. I've been up for too long." Something like that, butchering it. But it was. I mean, could you imagine that? It's the fact cool. that people would do that is nuts. Like just general people, and then someone includes me in the song is nuts. Uh, but anyway, this question. So I hope that uh, Stuart is doing well, and I'm forever grateful for that. The question was uh, to GC Frank and Rick. He was wondering, what, if anything, do you guys do on the day of, days proceed? He wants to know how the sausage is made. So, uh, GC, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm uh, listening to December right now as we oh, speak. Did you get to the line? No, I'm looking for it right now. Uh, yeah, prep, though. I mean, these picks don't just uh, come out of thin air. You That's don't get true. up, uh, you know, 77 units just by... Uh, Looking at the board as soon as we, uh, you know, go on the air. Uh, yeah, so a lot of research for the picks. Uh, graphics, I mean, all the graphics, everything that goes on the air is is made by me. All the videos and everything like that. So the assets, researching the fighters on Instagram, things like that uh, can be a pretty timely process. Yeah, just any of the production value stuff uh, is it. That's That's my prep, which takes up a decent amount of time. Yeah, that's about that's about it. GC? No, I just went. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I mean, Frank, 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 Frank. Um, honestly, not not anywhere near as much as GC does. Okay. That's it? That's all you That's got? That's all I got. Wow. It's mysterious. I guess Eric's not here, all right? Eric has a full-time job. It's not really... He just kind of pops in on the show, helps out, does the graphic, no, does the assets, <laughs> clips, along with Jose Youngs, of course, of uh, the social team, but he does a lot more than just show... I mean, I, th I think you're selling yourself short, Frank. I mean, you do a lot of prep, do a lot of testing, lot faxing, of as they being say. Being kicked off the parlay. Oh, yeah. We're, we're getting into all that, too, like day of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, realize yeah. that. Faxing, yeah. rehearsing, rehearsing, it up. Wrangling like, the people. Yeah, I have to be the fake Ariel every day. Oh, he doesn't know about fake Ariel. Hmm. I didn't know about fake Ariel. Oh, you don't know about old FA? No. Oh, I what is that? Like call for a speaker because I don't care who it is. If someone needs to sit in your chair and act like you. Wow, what time does this happen? Uh, before you get here, we get here. Yeah, we get here far before you. Yeah, there's what a fake Rick? There's a fake Connor. What time does uh, GC get in? When he I mean, rolls on a, in on a day like today, no bets barred. I got here at like eight fifteen, eight twenty. Wow, and you taped it from here? Yeah, from our podcast studio over there. There's no way Jed Mashu is waking up at eight fifteen, eight thirty. I think that's when he wakes up, throws what? out the old Riverside, <laughs> and, and then we do it. And uh, how's the pod going? It's going great, man. Enjoying it. Good vibes? Great vibes. And uh, when it's a Monday, what time do you get in? Usually around like 9.30, 10. What Got about you, Frank? More wiggle room. About 10 o'clock. Wow. 10 o'clock? I mean, I get here usually 11.30. Yeah. 
Yeah. You guys were eating lunch. Uh, when yeah, when like things go wrong, I think I think he asked when things go wrong behind the scenes. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> like, with with lots of yelling. Is there a lot of yelling? Oh yeah. No. There's oh, almost no. no yelling. It's just very chaotic, tense moments. Is it? Feels like I yelling. mean, no wonder no one responds to me on Tyson Slack Fury. Yes. We're trying to get him on the air, and if we can't get him on the air, you know, we're gonna have to do All a heavy reroute, this. and yeah. you know, we miss Tyson Fury. We we've always gotten it done. Then we get things like, you know, just the singular question mark from you. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, it says a lot. The question left, mark. A lot, left a lot to wonder. Okay. Well, okay. We're breaking the fourth wall here. <laughs> you, 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 you come up with assets. Oh, yeah. and now I see all the stuff I forgot to ask yeah. Chael about the glasses. Yeah. yeah actually, even, as you were getting off the air, I was like, he's not asking about the glasses. I was dying. Yeah. Why wouldn't you remind me? You were a little busy get talking in my, about politics. Get in my ear. You guys were having a political debate. I, I don't I even know like what we were talking about. I still, I'm, the whole biology thing went over my head. I just like seeing the the veins on his neck pop out. Yeah, that was kind of cool. When he lifted up out of the seat, yeah, that was pretty crazy. He postured himself to yell. But I you say, I, I say every time you show me, you okay? Here's we do a little thing. You're the social media guy, so you'll find things on their social media that I can ask for. Oh, I saw on your Instagram you were climbing yeah. rocks. What do I say after every time? These are great. Can the you notes. just send me a breakdown? Yeah. Did you send me a breakdown? No, 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 no. I got oh, distracted. Man. So I'm in the middle of a conversation oh, yeah. with uh, OAM, and I'm like, shit, what were the OAM th- I send a thing, and you and you write back two minutes later. Two minutes! You know how long that two minute felt? Something happened. Do you, you want to like, know what the two minutes was? Trying to figure out it, was question polling, mark. it was me polling the whole room, and I was like, why is he sending me a question mark? What and you happened? Did, you didn't, you, it didn't come to... And then know, it clicked. Mm. And then it clicked, and I was, that's why I was like, oh, oh. oh. I forgot to send them the If notes. you're looking for was. notes, one sec, my bad. No, no, I was just wondering <laughs> uh, how right lunch now. was. How was the, the question you know? mark? Like, <laughs> I don't know if like I don't know if OAM's screen went black. I didn't, I don't know if you couldn't hear him. Like, just, question a question mark can mean many things. I'm locked in, so I'm just dropping know, a question mark here without him thinking like, oh, why is Ariel typing in the middle of my interview? Well, you know, like, so, bang question so you, mark. Bang. You know, right here, like just just to the left of my camera is a giant monitor that's constantly fixated on you no matter what camera angle there is it would it be so, this one yes very tight shot of you so i can see you i'll i'll get that up close i can see you as you're talking you know you'll you'll do the yeah i'm trying you do the like the like mm-hmm, we can tell you're typing eye. before you yeah. actually talk. oh and you, <laughs> you know the, something's coming you do the side eye yeah, yeah yeah i'll be like oh he's typing he's typing or if <laughs> i try or if i try and let you know about something and i can see you don't look i'll be like he's not looking he doesn't know but you have a way to communicate in my ear yeah, I know. Just say, hey, Ariel, don't forget to ask him about the glasses. But then we get confused because then I have to go through this microphone oh, right here. Oh, the horror. The uh, horror. Oh, now we're complaining about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's exactly why we have this system that you can say. Like now I really look like a producer with this one in front of or me. Or a guy who's taking my order from Dunkin' Donuts. Welcome to Dunkin' Donuts. That is rude. No, wow. I mean, that's what the thing looks like. Is that a Floyd Mayweather's is fighting? That like a, is that a what? job or is it work? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I feel like wow. we dropped the ball with the glasses. Oh, we 100% did. Pictures we, are great. Can we call him? Can, can we just put the pictures up? Yeah, I think this would be a nice moment for us to yeah, get a, a victory on the way out. There we go. I, what I wanted to do was ask Chell, what is going on with these glasses here? All of a sudden he's doing, I mean, what's happening here? I mean, I feel like this is a victory in its own right. It's him trying to read Twitter. What's happening? <laughs> how aggressive he looks on the left. What do you think he's saying on the left? Let me you, tell you something about free speech, brother. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, I think it's like a one championship <laughs> breakdown. 
He's giving his prediction for one championship. Oh floor my god! On Prime. I'd love to know how much he got paid for those videos. Like, uh, there is no way Chael cares about Christian Lee's upcoming title fight. With all due respect to Christian Lee, by the way, he, you ever noticed he did it poolside? He yeah, did it poolside? he's on yeah, vacation. No shot. And, no shot. Has anyone ever said something with respect, but prefaced it with "with all due respect"? Usually, when you say "with all yeah, due respect," you're a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. No offense. Yeah, no. And then you're about to say even, something th- that is offensive. With all due respect, is a thousand percent always somewhat disrespectful. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I think that's why you preface it with it. I actually with, said it a couple times on Monday. With all due respect to Magomed on Kalayev, <laughs> they should have went with over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patrick oh, we really got off the rails there, yeah. No, it's good stuff. Uh, favorite segment of the week, two quick questions. Ariel, what transpired after Wednesday's show with the Ali call? GC, how many pictures did you take with fans at the PFL event? P.S. Any merch update? Can we get a womp womp, Frank? <laughs> get, there it is. No update. Yeah, no update. January 1st, 2025. Out of our hands. That's all I can say. We've done what we can do. It's it's out of our hands. How many pictures? Uh, not that many. Just a, like just a few. We were we were in kind of like a, a roped off Aljo? section. I took a picture with Aljo. He didn't take a picture. I heard with otherwise. Me. No, 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 no. Uh, nothing transpired with the Ali call. Honestly, what do you think transpired? I mean, Kayla kind of said that it. It was all good in the hood. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Matt Mo. Bonjour, Lord Ariel. What was more annoying on Monday's show? Having lint on your head for two hours or spilling your water bottle all over your pants, Those making it look like really you had an accident. Also, please allow Frank to participate in today's Parlay Pals. Womp, Too late. Womp. It made me sad when you said you're kicking him out, and I think it's really unfair. Frank deserves I did better retire. than this. And you guys are holding me accountable for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean like the whole never... vote thing and the stipulation to come back—that's a little weird. I mean, no, I feel like it's only fair. You, you... never would have been out had you not retired. Oh, I understand. Like, look, you asked for this, Frank. We're just, yeah, that's fine. We're making sure you're a man of your word because you know Frankie flakes. Oh tends wow, to flake on his it's <laughs> integrity, Frank. Um, definitely, I couldn't care less about the. Uh, the length. I mean, did I feel some sort of way that the guys just let me do, you know, two, three hours of programming with it on my head and not tell me? Again, something you could be, hey, um, there's something on your head. you want to just brush it off? Because <laughs> you'd be why like, what's you, on my head? Why, Super loud and freak out. What, do you think I've never used an IFB before? Do you think I've never been I, I, on I live television? It, you're like, is well, this on air? Is well, it's because it's, it's, it's impossible to know the opposite. So I mean, I like, how am I supposed to know? Well, you didn't have headphones on because of the guest, but the lint Fair. on the back of the head low-key looked like an IFB, so it, bl- right. it blended in. Right, no, no, fine. no. The one on the front, the red on the front looked like a cut, but the, the white lint on the side, I was like, it look, just looks like an IFB. And while we're talking about it, if you do have a cut, should we ask you about it or just let it go? Sure, but I don't shave my head with a Bic razor, so I would never have a cut. I thought cut. it was a rusty knife that you used. No. I use one of those things where they go like, the blades. Okay. Well, You've been hitting pads lately. I thought it was maybe a little Helwani boxing. Have you guys? Thank you for noticing. Look at that shit right there. See that shit? Oh, it's so strong. Um, Obviously, spilling the water on my pants was way more annoying, but shout out to our good friend Srinivas in the back, maybe listening right now, maybe not, found me a, uh, I think it's even still here. Yeah, it's right there. A hair dryer. And I was able to uh, clean myself up. Why is it still there, Ariel? Because everything stays here. We've got things here from uh, the watch party from like three months ago. 
We've That's got my... the first thing you see. <laughs> well, it's staring right at me. I'm looking at a bag covered in lemons. Uh, Olajuwon Dream, afternoon, Ariel. Exciting times as Nathan Diaz is now officially a free agent. Any more word on that situation since you initially reported on Twitter? Nope. Fielding calls, talking to people, but a ways away. Speaking of the Diaz's, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson said to Submission Radio that if he wins against Kevin this weekend, he wants Nick Diaz in 2023. What? What do you think about this potential matchup? Thanks, but no thanks. I don't really have a desire. I mean, far be it for me to tell Nick Diaz what to do in his life. I personally don't have a desire to see him fight ever again, anytime soon. If uh, Wonderboy Thompson beats Kevin Holland, like get a top, I don't know, eight, seven ranked guy, something like that. Wonderboy also said that Jack Black is going to be walking him out this weekend. Incredible. How does that song go again? Um, the Wonderboy one, Wonderboy. Hmm. Did you did you hear the line from The Quilter, December? I still haven't gotten to it yet. Mm. I got distracted. Oh boy, um, here's a long one with some uh, annotations. Those are always the best. Yes. Uh, here we go. Uh, Eric Haber, Shalom Aria, long but important question. Lately, I've been finding it increasingly difficult to look past the utterly poor behavior of fighters. Strickland's racist slash homophobic comments, nearly all Brazilian fighters supporting Bolsonaro, uh, Mitchell's school shooting denial, Nelk Boy and Andrew Tate involvement, and worst of all, the countless fighters who happily associate with the Chechen dictator Ramzan Kadyrov Usman Cejudo Gaethje just recently. Perhaps more infuriating than these fighters' deplorable behavior is the willingness of virtually all MMA media to completely ignore it and continually prop up, namely, the Dagestani and Chechen fighters. The best example of this being the fighter who called the Chechen teen that beheaded a French teacher a hero of Islam set to compete in just a couple of weeks in the UFC. I've been a diehard for 10 plus years and am on the brink of being lost as an MMA fan. I continually feel so dejected that absolutely no one has the guts to stand up to this nonsense. Do you think it's time to speak up about this pervasive issue and start acknowledging we have a severe deficit in character, quality, in our sport? Thank you, Eric. Well, I appreciate that. By the way, this is a question that I would have loved to uh, talk to Chael about. Maybe we'll have him on next week. Okay, so there's a lot there. Um, Number one, I would say you just named some people who, as you say, have a severe deficit in character quality. In response to those names, I would offer up a hundred guys and gals who have an incredible amount of character, who are great role models. As he put it, someone that you would want your kids to look up to. Uh, do we want to go through the list? Do we want to talk about a Kayla Harrison? Do we want to talk about a Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? Do we want to talk about... Um, a Daniel Cormier? Do we want to talk about a Stipe Miacic? Do we want, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. There are incredible people in this sport. And, you know, even the lesser known ones to a degree, uh, an Arnold Allen, so to speak, a uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, you know, all these people. I mean, these are true role models. So for every Strickland, I'll give you uh, a Volk. For every Bryce Mitchell, I'll give you, um, you know, a Kayla Harrison and on and on it goes. So, you know, you can pick and choose who you want to watch. That's the beauty of, of MMA. If those guys are fighting, don't buy their pay-per-views. Don't buy their fights. Don't buy their merch. Don't buy anything. Pick and choose. If it's uh, Saturday and uh, Bo Nichols fighting, you want to support him, great. If it's Saturday and 
I don't know, uh, Justin Gaethje's fighting, you don't want to support him, great. So I would just say, in, in no walk of life are there 100% good people or bad people, right? You can pick and choose in the NBA and the NFL. In the NFL, there's some deplorable human beings, and yet there are some great human beings as well. In Major League Baseball, the same. In soccer, the same. On and on it goes. But that's kind of a cop-out answer, right? That's a bit of a cop-out answer on my part, and I recognize that. What you're asking me about, I think, primarily is the last part of your first paragraph, and that's the Kadyrov stuff. And I will say, number one, I have talked to fighters about going over there. Uh, Chris Weidman comes to mind. Fabricio Verdum comes to mind in the past. This is not something that is new. And I've talked about his involvement in the sport, and I've talked about some of the, uh, shall we say, conflicts and uncomfortable storylines, to put it very mildly, associated with the sport. I will also say, when I saw the video and the footage and the photos of those three fighters in particular, Kamar Usman, Henry Cejudo, and Justin Gaethje, over there in Chechnya, partaking in these sort of scenes with guns and birthday parties and all this stuff, disappointing. And I'm sorry if that offends someone, but given everything that is going on in the world right now, and given how this country, whom they are proud citizens of, who the likes of Henry Cejudo has represented on the world stage, who the likes of Justin Gaethje walks to his fights holding the flag of, who the likes of Kamaru Usman has said gave him and his family you know, a better life and opportunity and the American dream and all this stuff. And in this climate, to go over there and partake in this stuff, when this country views that individual as a war criminal, as a dictator, what are you thinking is, is, is my thought. My initial thought is, what are you thinking? Now, I've talked to some fighters who've gone in the past who didn't realize at the time, ignorance is bliss, ignorance is bliss, excuse me, um, it wasn't as widely known, discussed, etc. And I know some of them not want to speak on their behalf, and I know some would love a mulligan. You can't. That's life. You have to lie in your bed. But there are no excuses now, not with the real sports story, not with all the reporting from the likes of Kareem Zidane and so many others. There are no excuses now. What will you do for a dollar? How far will you go? We know the answer as it pertains to some people. And it's disappointing to say the least. I can guarantee you there are a lot of fighters who would say no to this. I can guarantee you there are a lot of fighters that would say, you can keep your money. I'm not going to do this. But I mean, how many times do we have to talk about all of this? This sport is filled with conflicts. This sport is filled with questionable characters. It's not Rainbows and lollipops. It's the fight game. And unfortunately, the fight game can be a very, very dirty, controversial, conflicting place. So I do my best on this show to talk about everything. And this is why I love this segment, because the stuff that we don't get to gets asked and we're able to talk about it. But I don't blame you if you see that stuff and feel like, what? How, how, Mr. America is over there doing that? Mr. U.S. Olympian is over there doing that? How do we... How do we come to terms with that? Well, I can tell you specifically about them. It's because their manager has a great relationship because he supports a lot of them because he pays for a lot of them to be over there. Um, he funds a lot of their endeavors. And so they're going to go over there and they're going to get paid and they're going to get paid handsomely and it's going to be all good in the hood. And so if that's what they want to do, God bless. You could feel a certain way about that. 
I don't know what you want necessarily. Like, I, I love when people say, like, who's... I saw someone on Twitter say, Ariel won't talk about this because he's a... F- this, this, this is a perfect example of how dumb people are on Twitter and how everyone hides behind their fake profiles and why I am rooting for Elon Musk to burn it to the ground. I saw someone on Twitter a couple days ago say, Ariel doesn't have the balls to talk about this because he's afraid to lose access to Ali's fighters. That's what I saw someone say. Do you realize how dumb you are? And that just goes to show how no one knows what they're talking about. Everyone is dumb. You just talk shit just for the sake of talking shit. And there are new people coming to the sport and there are fake people and trolls and all this stuff. What are you talking about? I haven't had access to his fighters other than the ones that, you know, are able to stick up and be like, wait a second, I'm paying you since 2019. I don't give a fuck. I haven't talked to Henry Cejudo since 2019. I haven't talked to Kamaru Usman since I think 2018, Justin Gaethje 2018. What do I care? So what do you want me to do? What do you want the MMA media to do? And even this, I could guarantee you, even this clip right here, you'll see people be like, look at this spineless coward. What do you want us to do? It's like, only in, only in, for some reason in this sport, it seems like, and the relationship that the fans have with the media at times, and even the fighters and the promoters have with the media, it's like, you want us to cover, every, you want everyone to cover every aspect of the sport. I sit here for around eight or so hours, in addition to the other shows that I do, 10, 12 hours, try to talk about as much as possible. And I also try to read the room, right? I try to talk about the things that you want to talk about that you are interested in. You want me to come here for four hours and talk about that? I mean, I don't know if I'll have, you know, a lot of people watching after minute 15. But I think this is a very important thing. The, the, the part that I'm speaking about right here is that the MMA media needs to stand up and show some guts. I think that over the years, there have been some media guys, some very well but you know, respected and 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 researched and accomplished people who have shed a light on this story. But it's sort of like the Qatar situation and the World Cup. Do people want the broadcasters mentioning it every single time? They did their due diligence, they did their reporting, they did their mentioning, but at some point, like you're you're kind of like, all right, what are we gonna do? We have to keep on. So we're gonna keep on shining a light on the good. We're gonna keep talking about the good. We're gonna keep talking about, you know, the the positive people and the the role models and the good stories. And we're gonna do our best to stay away from the bad. And one of the greatest things to ever happen to me is, you know, getting banned from talking to those guys. Cause now I have no ties to them whatsoever. I won't get the messages in the middle of the night anymore, the threats and all that stuff. That's one of the best things that ever happened to me. One of the best things that ever happened to me was the the the, the relationship with Dana White ending in 2016 because I don't get those messages anymore. I don't get those threats. I don't have that. I feel bad for the people that have to deal with that. So I'm happy I could sit here and talk about whatever I want. And I try my best to talk about as much as I can, but to sit here and focus on the Stricklands and the Mitchells and the Usmans and the Cejudos and the Gaethys for what they do and how they act and what they believe in is not something that I am personally interested in doing because that will drive me insane. I would rather come on this show while at times focusing on this stuff and talk about the Kalas and the Arnold Allens and the DCs and the Stipes and the Leon Edwards and the Volkanovskis and the Izzy's and the Alex Pereira's. That's what I choose to do. And if you think that that's a cop-out or that's me, you know, then that's totally fine. There's enough people out there that are continuously shining a light. I can't do that. That's not the way I want to cover the sport of MMA. But make no mistake about it. It's inc- Let me be very clear. It's incredibly disappointing. It's disheartening. I wish it wasn't the case. I hope they have a good reason for it. 
I sure as hell won't be asking them what their reason is. And I hope they're able to look at themselves in the mirror and understand how how offensive this could be to a lot of people and how it makes them look. Sam, hi, Ariel. Fighters in one get to put their own ads and designs on their shorts and pre-fight banners, just like old school UFC. Do you think this is because of less cutthroat leadership style from Chatri compared to the UFC, better management for fighters, or one simply not getting the massive ad offers yet from Venom Reebok? No, I mean, Bellator is the same. You're allowed to have your own ads and banners and all that stuff. Everyone just has, you know, the UFC cut these these deals because they could, and and that's that. But it's not because of cutthroat leadership. They just have that in place. But Bellator, you can have... Uh, you can have as many sponsors as you want. Now, you can have certain sponsors that conflict with their major ones, but for the most part, it's a lot more loosey-goosey than it is uh, in the UFC. Also, Renier de Rivière. Did I say that correctly, GC? Renier de Ritter? Yep. Uh, successfully defends his light heavyweight belt against the interim heavyweight champion. Can you please ask him to come on the show? The YouTube chat will love you for it. Cheers to you and the crew. Will they really love me for it? They're yeah. big one marks over there, right? Yeah, I'll love you for it, too. I actually bet on him. I, I did get a bet on him. You did? Yeah, he's an underdog, Wow, surprisingly. So I'll be up late watching uh, one on Prime Video 5. All right. Um, hi, Ariel. Adriano asks, Survivor Series recap and thoughts. What did you think of the event? One of the best pay-per-views in a long time. Not sure about best, but enjoyed War Games special uh, the main event was spectacular. The storyline with the bloodline and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is amazing. I can't wait to see how it culminates. I threw this out on Twitter. I think that Sami Zayn should be the one to beat Roman Reigns. People keep asking me, who should he lose to? Who should he lose to? Who should he lose to? I would love to see Sami Zayn be the one to beat Roman Reigns. And it was right there in front of us. But it's because of how they built him up. And I think Paul Heyman said it perfectly. He said he was a... Um, he was uh, a guest character on a sitcom that has now become a major player on the show. And this was supposed to be sort of like a, a, a guest spot. And now, I mean, he's drawing out emotion in the fans and the audience that we haven't felt in a very long time. He's an incredible performer. Reminds me a lot of Robin Williams, not just because he looks like him, but just like he is just prolific when it comes to his on-screen talent. And... They're going to Montreal Elimination Chamber. You can have them finally turn on him then. And by the way, there's a part of me that says, like, let this go for as long as possible. But if it has to culminate, no better place than Montreal. Kevin Owens saves the day. And then together, they go after Roman Reigns. And he finally gets his moment. And he's the one to beat Roman Reigns because there's a lot more momentum on his side than Cody Rhodes or Bray Wyatt or anything like that. I did not think that he was going to turn on the bloodline. That's the second question. And he says, I saw your tweet about Reigns dropping the title to Sammy. I couldn't agree more. Do you think Sammy wins the Rumble? How I envision it. Final four is Sammy, Usos, and KO. Sammy tops all three of them over. Finally, salute to the Canadians of wrestling. For KO and Sammy to be shining, representing is amazing. Yes, and salute to Montreal wrestling in particular. Yeah, it's incredible. And I love the fact that there's a pay-per-view in Montreal, and now Montreal's back on the map, baby. Maybe not so in the world of MMA, although thanks to OAM, we're making a bit of a comeback. But I love the fact that my city, with such a rich history in wrestling, is back in the conversation that the venue, that the location, all that stuff is a part of the story. I hope they don't recreate the screw job or anything like that in February, but this is great stuff. Sammy deserves it. He's a lifer. 
Cool to see KO in the spot as well. We've uh, buried our feud, I think. Maybe he still holds a grudge, but, you know, I've moved on. Um, and could you imagine a David versus Goliath match at WrestleMania where it's Sammy defying all the odds, going over on the bloodline, beating Roman Reigns and ending that incredible run, which I think could use a bit of a shakeup, a bit of a fresh coat of paint. And maybe Roman wins it back at some point, but what a, wrestling sells us on moments. Wrestling sells us... And when it's at its best, on unpredictable moments, right? That's what we want. That's initially why I moved over from wrestling to MMA because there weren't any unpredictable moments anymore. The whole thing was predictable. And if I'm being honest, the Roman Reigns title reigns at times has become very predictable. There's no way he's going to lose to Logan Paul. Well, why do we love MMA? We love MMA because if MMA was wrestling... Kamaru Usman beats Leon Edwards. If MMA was wrestling, there is no chance Larissa Pacheco beats Kayla Harrison, right? If MMA was wrestling, there's no chance Jan Bachovic beats Izzy. Izzy gets the two belts. But we love MMA because it's unpredictable, because it's not scripted, because we have no idea what's going to happen. It's not some guy deciding in the back. And so could you imagine if there's a scenario where Roman's going up against the blazing hot Sami Zayn and he somehow pulls it off? That's a moment. That's unpredictable. And yes, he is not as strong. And yes, he is not as accomplished. And yes, the great winning streak and the title reign comes to an end at the hands of Sami Zayn, who was a mid-carder for all these years. But that's why we watch. We don't watch because of how it affects the business for the next six months. We watch for the moments, for, for, for how unpredictable it could be, so that we could tell our friends, this guy's going up with this guy. He has a chance tonight. Not this guy's going up against this guy, but there's no way the booking team is going to let him win. No, that's no fun. No one says that about MMA, and that's why we love MMA, because we think that there is a chance that, you know, Volkanovsky could pull off the upset against Islam Makhachev. Not there's no way Islam's going to lose the belt in his first title defense. That's how they would say it if it was wrestling. So F it. Go with the hot hand and deal with the repercussions later. Sammy's on fire. You've created this incredible moment, this incredible situation, this incredible storyline. Have them turn on him in Montreal and then give us the big fight. Now, if The Rock comes back, that may change everything. But if not, I would love to see it. JFed, just a couple more. Hello, Ariel. Huge respect for the interview with Alex Pereira, or as Chael calls him, Paella. Kudos to you on getting him to smile even though he was staring deep into your soul. I was surprised at how calm, confident, and humble Pereira was. You were able to show a different side of the champ. Just wondering if you change your interview approach based on the fighter. It must be challenging to interview a fighter like Pereira. Not really. I mean, what's challenging is the translation. But look, when you're interviewing Kayla Harrison after a loss, you're going to have a different tone, approach, style. When you're interviewing OAM next, who just won, it's going to be a little different. And obviously, when it's a translator interview, maybe the questions are shorter, tighter, succinct. But for the most part, it's this. And obviously, if I have a relationship with someone, it's different. So yes, okay. In the end, I will say yes, the style changes depending on the interview. But in his, I didn't feel, I wasn't really intimidated. There was a moment where I was like, I was looking at Plinio. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, he's, he's translating. And then I just like looked, corner my eyes, sort of like when I try to type something to you guys in the back. And I was like, wow, he's staring at me. And then I go, uh huh, uh huh. And I look, oh, yeah, he's still staring at me. And then, mm hmm, mm hmm. Wow, he is not breaking eye contact. Pretty incredible. Uh, but I don't think he doesn't like me. In fact, I think that we're, you know, fighting the good fight over here against the, uh, the evil powers that be. By the way, did you guys see that we got a, a shout out on the fighter and the kid yesterday? No yeah, way. It was great. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. 
That was really nice. I feel like we've come a long way in our relationship. Definitely. I feel like we're in a good spot. Uh, also, very curious if Mysterious Frank mic'd up Pereira before the interview. If so, how did this go, and did you show him any fear? Um, went really well. Had um, really good posture. Okay. And then I fist pumped him. Nice. Big which, hands, right? Yeah, which I thought was, you know, it said enough. P.S. Prayer going after Shab has to be the most random situation ever. Absolutely tremendous. Yeah. I was uh, texting with the guys like, how do we get ourselves involved in this shitstorm? What a bizarre one. Who saw that one coming? But kudos to them. I think they said they're going to put the money up. Got a couple messages afterwards from the, the Hamza team saying, eh, you know, we have a different take on the story. I invited them to come on. Maybe we could talk about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Thanks to the entire crew for all the amazing content. Keep it up in 2023. Last but not least, and thank you for that, from Taco Enthusiast. Hi, Ariel. In Kayla Harrison's post-fight interview, she stated, I'm not curing cancer. I'm not changing the world. What I do is very selfish, and I do it because I love it. That quote hit me hard. Do you believe that chasing greatness or striving to be the best is always an inherently selfish endeavor? In your journey to be the goat of MMA journalism, did you ever have a particular moment where you questioned your ambition and felt selfish about your career? If so, tell us about that internal battle and how you dealt with it. Wow, what a question to end on. Um, I don't think it is inherently selfish. I think it can be at times selfish, but if your motivation to be the best is to provide a better life for your family, then I don't think it is selfish. But in a, in a vacuum, you skipping someone's party or meetup or lunch date, whatever, because you need to train, that could be viewed as selfish. But if the ultimate goal, the reason why you're doing this, the motivation, the engine, the fuel is to better your family's life, to pay for your mom's house, to get your dad a new car, to help your friend with their bills, that's not selfish at all. In fact, that's the exact opposite. So my motivation obviously has to be... I have multiple motivations. It has always been to be the best that I could be. It has always been to cover the sport the best that I could possibly cover it. It has also been to make the most of my life, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know if this is all going to end. And so while I'm here, I want to try to do as much as possible and be as good as possible and leave whatever kind of impression, the best possible one, as possible. That being said, it has always been the motivation to get as much money as possible and do as many good things as possible to make my family's life as good as possible. And so at times, like I said, you know, with the Kayla training example, there can be a conflict there. When I was younger, and I didn't think of this at the time, but I'm happy I did it. I used to believe in 80% of success is just showing up. Just show up, say yes to everything, be at every event, go to every show, be gone three weekends out of the month, all that stuff. Now I can't do that because I have kids and I don't want to miss out on the weekends. I don't want to miss out on things. So I have to be a lot more selective with when I go. At times, I have to be a little bit selfish and I have to say yes to things, even though I don't want to say yes to things because I know in the long run, it would be better for me. But also because it's better for me, it's better for them. I don't think I've ever made a decision where it's only good for me and they would not benefit. If I get a good opportunity, I get a better, ultimately that only helps them. And I'm very cognizant of that because I think my parents made every decision to make our lives better, to put us in the best position possible, to give us as much as they could possibly give us. So I don't think, you know, chasing greatness is selfish. I think 
in a silo, it can be viewed as such from someone on the outside looking in. But I certainly don't think that she is selfish at all. I certainly don't think that she is a selfish person. She brings up her kids all the time. And I think that the reason why, the sole reason why she re-signed with PFL is exhibit A as to why she is unselfish. Because you could say, oh, wait, what do you mean by that? She got more money. No, if she was truly selfish, she would have gone to the UFC and she would have taken less money because she wanted to prove just how great she was, right? We know that that's what drives her. We know that she's the ultimate competitor. She went back to PFL because they were offering her more money, more stability, more security, and all those things benefit her family. She didn't really need more of that. She was doing just fine financially, but it was, you know, to to better her family. So not a selfish person. In fact, I view her as very unselfish, um, inspiring, to be honest. If you know about her backstory and everything that she has had to overcome, she is anything but selfish. And uh, I'm looking forward to her comeback. I think her comeback is going to be fantastic. I really do. I feel compelled to say one more thing, if I may. Can I say one thing? And I, and I hope that I'm not overstepping any boundaries. You have permission. Truly, I hope I'm not, you know, overstepping any boundaries. This is not a question. But I know it's a personal thing, and I know that there are some people who would say, butt out, and I hope I'm not offending anyone. And I hope that this isn't viewed as me, like, you know, getting my nose into a place where it shouldn't be. But I like, look, there's no, you know, no secret that it has been great covering Conor McGregor's career. He has been quite good to me. He's been quite loyal to me. Obviously, there's been some ups and downs, and we've been able to talk about a lot of them over the years, and uh, he has never told me not to ask about this or that. So, And I appreciate that, and I appreciate what he's done for the sport, and I appreciate what he's done for everyone involved in the sport. I also feel uh, a certain way, a certain positive way, very strongly about Artem Lobov. And so I feel very uncomfortable watching what is going on between them play out in public. And so if I may... And this may not be my place, but I've been sitting here for four hours and it's very warm in here. And this is when, you know, the truth comes out. I would love to say to both Connor and Artem to please figure out a way uh, to end this um, in the most amicable way possible. Because I know that those two had a great friendship and a great relationship. And I mean, Artem was extremely loyal to Connor and Connor, I think, was very loyal back to him. And you saw the emotion when Artem would win and you saw the emotion when Connor would win. And that's not fake. And I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I have no idea. I haven't reached out to either of them. It's very, it seems like it's very personal and very sensitive. And unfortunately, these things happen when money is involved. And I could certainly see someone saying, stay out of it. This is none of your business. And I 100% respect that and to a degree agree with it. But as someone who knows both of them, to a degree, I'm not saying we're best friends. I'm not saying we're even friends, period. It kind of makes me set, like of all duos, right? Those two had a bond. Those two had something special. This bums me out. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that. No one wants to see Connor fight Artem. No one wants to see Artem fight Connor. No one wants to see them even talking shit about each other in public. No one wants to see lawsuits and all this stuff. I sincerely hope that there is a way, even if they don't want to be friends, they could figure this out. They could go their merry way, maybe be friends again someday down the line or not, but no one wants to see what has been playing out over the last couple of days. It really bumps me out. It really does. 
This is one of the great friendships in the sport. One of the true, at least in my opinion, genuine, authentic friendships in the sport. No one wants to see this um, go down the path that it's going down. So that's all. I wanted to get that off my chest. I really don't know what is going on. And, and honestly, it's like it, it's finances, it's deals, it's emails, it's all this stuff. To a degree, maybe you know you could say, my business is to cover this. Maybe, I don't know. All I'm saying is, I'm just a guy here in front of a microphone or in back of a microphone or next to a microphone, which sometimes I like to rub my you know chin next to it. Please, on behalf of the MMA community, can we figure this out? Can we be friends again? Please. Thank you. Uh, Frank, did you see that clip when the person was asked, whoa, what was going on and it was me drinking? Yeah, that was... Uh, I didn't realize how annoying it was. It I sounded like a fart. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad that we were able to dispel that for Thank them. you. Yeah. Thank you. Very kind of you. Um, unless you guys have anything else to say, I'm pretty much done here. I mean, you kind of ended it. Do you think that was, you know, like, do you think I said too much? No. That I've ended on the Chechnya question? Jeezy, what do you think? <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. You know what really made me sad when I was like, Frank, can you believe this whole thing with uh, Connor and Artem? And Frank's like, who's Artem? I was like, ah, God damn. Yeah. It's only been a year. I forgot. I mean, you could I, tell me all about. Who's Connor again? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's true. That's true. You have not. Yeah, Connor last fought. That's amazing. You have not been working on the show during any Connor fight. Oh, let me tell you, it's something. He's not familiar with the man I'm named after. Correct. Yeah. A lot of people actually spell his name like your name. It's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyway, uh, I think that's. I, I feel like we need something to end on a high note with. You got anything? I mean, November last chance, yeah. right? Get in. Get Let's in. You got in. Great link in the stuff. bio. Link in the bio. Link in every bio. Easy to find. At this point, you're just making an excuse if you if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, you know, or you just don't want to. By the way, how, how about my? Um, my my son's soccer team saying that they have a game Saturday at 10 a.m. How is that possible? I mean, come on. That there's one there's one soccer game at on Saturday at 10 a.m. How do you not change the time? And it's for the red, white, and blue. I mean, they should be soccer fans if they yeah are going for a soccer game. This is uh, crazy. You're gonna have to call in sick. Do you think we do? Yeah, we got it right. Come on, come on. It's an elimination game, round of 16. How do you know? I was going it? to bed on Tuesday night, and I was just like, man, USA plays in a World Cup game tomorrow. It could be their last one for four years. Yeah. Got to enjoy them while you have them. I know. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow as my Canadians play in their final World bon Cup. Oh, voyage. Yeah, thanks. I know you don't care. We've already Listen, established that. I took them to score a goal, and when they scored in that like third minute, I was running around my apartment. It was nice. It, it was, was actually amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. We'll always have that moment, GC. We'll always have that moment. Uh, Frank, you can hit my music. It's been a great day. All these people texting me. You know how many people texting me in the middle of the show? I mean, people that they should be very, 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 very ashamed of themselves. Was it McGregor? With all due respect. Pardon? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's a very sad situation. Okay, we shouldn't... 
joke about it. Um, Alright, well, we've got a big uh, weekend coming up, guys. Who's excited? Me. Yeah, UFC from, Fight Night. I mean, from Friday night to when Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland ends, it's sports lot. the whole way through. One thing I hate about it, 10 p.m. main card start for a fight night. What are we done here? Strap in. How many fights? 15 fights on this card? 15. Man. Jesus. Side TV for the the early going. But some big names. Tai Tuivasa, RDA, Wonderboy, Holland, Jack Hermanson, Angela Hill, Clay Guida, Scott Holtzman, Mark Giacasey, Michael Johnson. JSP Tracy Ortega slash Cortez Natan Levy the pride of Israel I mean there's just a lot to like here a lot going on and then of course we roll on to 282 uh, and more on a potential meetup in the coming days over there in Sin City for now though it is time to say goodbye thank you to all our guests thank you to Kayla Harrison thank you to OAM thank you to Chael Sonnen Thank you to Glover Teixeira. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to all of them. Back on Monday, same time. Peace. I'm out of here.